Hello, everyone. We are live and we're going to be answering questions, specifically patron questions, until we run out of patron questions. Then I will post a link to YouTube members so they could come up and talk to us live on air. So again, if you're a patron, you get to send me your questions and I'll answer them. And if you're a YouTube member, you get to come up and talk to me live on air and we'll have just a chat, but, you know, audio and video or just audio if you prefer that. Um, okay, but let's first go through the Patreon questions. We have seven questions today. And Soha is confirming that audio is great. Thank you so much, Soha. Cool, cool, cool. Let's go through the questions. Uh, Rob is asking, do a lot of people in Iran hold a grudge against Russia for the Russia-Persian wars of 17th and 18th and 19th centuries? What were you uh, taught in school about these wars? Um, that they were horrible and that the Iranian Shahs agreed to certain deals with the Russians that were um, embarrassing and shameful and a curse upon um, Iran today. It, it's a it's a dark, dark memory of Iranian uh, past. And one, so here's the thing. This is like very political. I don't even know where to start. So the Islamic Republic of Iran uses those this history as a way to show how horrible the kings were, uh, how horrible um, the monarchist system is, uh, because it was under the Iran at those times, just like most times, used to be under the rule of a king, or it was monarchy, um, and these kings, especially the Rajar Shahs, agreed to like negotiated uh, after losing battles and stuff negotiated deals with the russians that gave away a, a lot of territory um a lot of iranian lands to russians and until uh, this day people um remember like people today talk about it as if it was some of the greatest strategies that have has happened to iran which is kind of weird because there are like iran has went through famines during the same times um, and millions of people have died, and people don't learn much about that in history, but they do re remember about losing territory, which is kind of suggests to me, I mean, it doesn't suggest, it's kind of obvious, that a lot of people care about losing land more than losing lives. Um, soil matters more than blood to people. Um, and so this is a shameful part of Iranian history to show like how pathetic and weak were our kings for them to give in so much territory to the Russians, never again. This is like all of that. Okay, so but, but, but. So that's the Islamic Republic's narrative. However, the anti-Islamic Republic narrative, the Iranians who are against the Islamic, Islamic Republic of Iran, the, against the government, against the regime, they use the same narratives to like, you're doing this again. You're This is happening, this is like, um, the same agreements um, under your people, under you people, is happening again. Like they give a, 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 our territory, and we are we hate them. All right, remember the people in Iran who are pro monarchy. They are specifically poor, pro the Pahlavi dynasty. Okay, the pro Iranian people that are extremely pro monarchy. They're for they remember the Hachamanishis, or the English version of that is the Achaemenids. They really like the Achaemenids. They they jizz over the Sassanid dynasty, and they are extremely pro the Pahlavi dynasty, which was the last dynasty. 
literally no one likes the Qajar dynasty, which was the dynasty before the Pahlavi dynasty, right? So people like like to hate on the Qajar dynasty because they were pretty horrible. Like they they, they were they were pretty, like unanimously agreed upon the worst dynasty in Iranian history. But it was under their ruling that these a lot of these lands were lost to a whole bunch of other people, including the Russians, right? Um, so they're like, don't use the Rajars as a way to be anti-monarchy. They were the, they were the bad ones, okay? Um, in fact, under the Pahlavi dynasty, which came after, a lot of territory that was supposed to leave Iran was kept by Reza Shah. So they're like, see, Reza Shah is a good king. Uh, you guys, on the other hand, the Islamic Republic, you guys are signing deals with the Chinese and Russians that is basically selling away Iranian land and Iranian territory and Iranian interests and Iranian oil and gas to the Russians and to the Chinese for free, basically you're given so that you can stay in power. So you're like they're, they're accusing the Islamic Republic of Iran, sometimes accurately, that um, you have well not some and this one specifically accurately that you have isolated yourself internationally so much, okay, um, against you know most civilized countries on the planet that you have to give in to the demands of the Russians and the Chinese on very, on very unfavorable terms to into deals that is hurting the Iranian people just so that you guys could stay in power. So you're, there's like one of the um, chants, like one of the, I don't know what it's called, anthems or whatever, and the Iranian like revolutionary songs, like that, yes, yeah, so, uh, I don't know what it's called in English. Uh, the things that they chant, okay, um, is like Islami, which means no to the east, no to the west, only the Islamic Republic of Iran. Because like if you look at the Islamic, like if you look at Iran, they're kind of in the middle of the map, right? But like a lot of Iranian people are making fun of that, like because you are you claim to be like so independent from the world, you self reliant, you don't need any country to be independent. You're like the independence of Iran. Um, that's kind of has led into a lot of protectionist attitudes, right? Protectionism, uh, you know, uh, buy Iranian, build Iranian, don't like anti-trade policies, a whole bunch of crap. But like that seems to be the motto. Motto, I think that's a good, yeah. Um, but in effect, they say like it's not no to the West, no to the East. You said like you have said no to the West and you have cornered yourself into the East that so much that like, yes, you are saying yes to the East. In fact, Yes to everything to the east, giving away everything to the east. So don't act like you're anti-West and also like independent from the east. You are Iran. Uh, the Islamic Republic of Iran has made Iran into a puppet of Eastern regimes, including mainly Russia and China. So this is basically boiling the like Russian. Any when you see any agreement between Iran and China or Iran and Russia, many Iranian people their their blood boils. And the agreements that they had in, uh, in with Russia because of the losses that, that they had with them in, his, in history, the ones that Rob is mentioning, people remember that as, as they use it as reference for a way to say that those are happening again. So, yeah, pe Iranian people, fortunately and unfortunately, remember their history very well. Well, some of them do. Because I say fortunately because it's good to know history so that you, you can learn from it. But a lot of Iranian people also know their history as a way to uh, hold grudges against other people. I mean, in this case, they actually kind of it's fair for them to do that. But like, for example, 
Iranian people like keep referring to history, some of them, not all of them, as a way to be bigoted or racist towards many groups of people. I mean, even like with the Russia situation, a lot of this is why a lot of Iranians have become because of the Islamic Republic's dealings with them right now have become anti-Chinese and anti-Russian, right? Um, and I, on the Persian, like I have a Persian show called Jumhuriya uh, Bichodayan, and that's why on that side I also try to do activism and say like, hey, this is blame Putin, don't blame Russian the Russian people. Like I try to, um, one of my major. Um, Focuses uh, focus on uh, one major thing that I focus on on the Persian side when I do my activism is to fight bigotry and racism. So, and unfortunately, history, which is supposed to be something that you learn from, sometimes also is is used by a lot of people as an excuse for racism and bigotry. Um, so it doesn't always lead to good conclusions knowing their history. Um, okay, D is here. D is saying listening at work. Um, Amir is saying, why is the picture um, of the, what? Okay, oh, I'm not going to read that. Uh, okay, Moro, yes, thank you, Amir. All right, so I'm seeing some questions. Uh, perfect, Dawa, we're going to, I emailed you about um, us having a discussion about MEK. Maybe today... If you want, if we have time, we could you could come up as well. But I did send you an email. Did you? I don't know if you saw it. So we're gonna have our own discussion specifically about MEK. Hopefully on the Persian show because I think that those people would appreciate it a lot more if we talk about it there. So yeah, let's let's have a talk over there. Okay. Uh, Satya saying, "Can I join at seven? Well, what time is it now? Um, <laughs> where you? I don't know how 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 far in the future that is, <laughs> so I don't know how to answer that. Okay, I'm Benjamin's question. I'm going to start it. Hall nine thousands questions. I'm going to start it. I mean, okay. Satya so, is saying okay. In in an hour and a half, yeah, maybe hopefully we'll see how long this goes. Probably yes, probably yes. But you already have the link set here, so just use that. Anyways, let's go to the next patron question. I think I did a very good job answering Rob's question. I'm very proud of myself right now. Um, okay, next question by Gusale Kuchik. Gusale Kuchik is saying food price inflation in Iran reached eighty percent. Is there any end in sight? No. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, the end in this um, the end would be in sight if okay probably okay because economics are complicated things lead to something leads to something else that nobody could tell that it would have happened black swan events happen all the time like I don't know some crazy person in Russia decides to invade another country nobody saw that coming so these things are um, unpredictable um, but. One thing I'm almost sure that would help, uh, but I don't know if it would be a good thing, is if the JCPOA went through, right? If the Iran deal went through, then that would probably help a lot with inflation. Uh, we just had the nuclear toxin. Uh, so I'm not going to talk about G the JCPOA right now because I think there's a, your uh, next question is about that. But uh, yeah, so basically that, I think, the end of sight would probably be okay. There are two. There's two things. Okay, first of all, there's so many things that are 
their stars are aligning together to curse Iran and the Iranian people. Okay, the biggest curse is the Islamic Republic of Iran. Um, but like the th- the things that are making it a perfect storm for inflation in Iran is that everywhere, first of all, there's a global inflation issue right now. But what makes it so much worse in Iran is the sanctions and the, like the GCPOA lo- looking like it might not happen. Okay, um, so there's drought, there's global inflation, and there are sanctions because the nuclear deal is, doesn't seem to be going through. Okay, however, um, the drought doesn't seem to be doesn't seem to fix itself anytime soon. Um, or ever probably for Iran, um, the the global inflation that at some point is going to go away, depending on when Putin uh, passes away, or so, I don't know what happens. Okay, that might at something at some point that's going to go away, but the most important element that could we have to see is in the next couple of weeks or so what's going to happen with the deal, right? So that's the most important one. Mm. Ibn Qayyim is saying, Army, please let Perfect Dabba come on the stream, live stream. It will make for a great viewing for the audience. Okay, I mean, Perfect Dabba, you want to come today? Perfect Dabba? Like, Perfect Dabba, why do you act so dramatic? Like, I'm going to have a talk with you. Like, oh, if he doesn't let me talk, he's a coward. He's so scared of my knowledge. Like, I'm talking to you like a normal person. Why are you so... Uh, dramatic about these things like come oh he's not gonna talk to me here come to my channel like dude chill out okay this is not like oh my god okay perfect that well let me answer the patron questions we're gonna have after we answer the patron questions i'm gonna have the end of the show i'll bring people up okay i'll email it to you okay so where were we so we answered this one as well. Let's go to the next Patreon question. And again, re- remember, if you want me to answer your questions, you could become a patron. Link to our Patreon account is in the description. Okay. Okay. Gustavo um, Kuchiki saying, give us the latest nuclear talk updates um, how do you think things are looking for the future of the of a deal? All right. So for people who don't know the the deal that is being referred to here is the JCPOA. It's the deal between um, it's a it's a basically Iran nuclear deal um, that Trump uh, threw away, and now Biden is trying to clean up Trump's mess, uh, and it's not looking very good. Um, and it's not Biden's fault, to be honest. Like I've seen a lot of channels blaming Biden. Like this was a campaign promise. Why are you not doing that? And they're like, they don't mention how much it's the Iranian regime that is making it difficult, right? Like Biden has done, ev- has gone beyond what it could have done. Like it, they they have done everything. The Biden administration has done everything, everything to make this deal possible. Okay, but. Everybody that is blaming the Biden administration uh, for not, did this deal not, uh, not happening, ask them. Ask them if they know what the Iranian side wants from the Biden administration and that the Biden administration is not able to give. Or they say it's refusing to give, but it's something that the presidency cannot give. Right, The two main things 
that the Iranian regime wants from the Biden administration and the Biden administration cannot give, and the Iranian side knows this, is a guarantee that the next president is not going to throw away this deal and for IRGC to be removed from the terrorist list. Okay? The thing, the problem with this ask is that it is not within Biden's power to do this. This, this requires Congress, and Congress is not going to vote for any of these things. Okay, so first of all, anything they, they're negotiating with the president, anything the president makes an executive action is something that the next president could undo. So why, why could, how, how could Biden give you something that he can't, uh, like, what do you, you want him to change the Constitution of the United States, to change his powers, all of a sudden give you something that he cannot give you? Both of these are not negotiable, and they are, and both of these were not part of the original GCPOA deal. So they're asking for things that were not part of the original deal that they they want to that uh, they want to bring back. They want to undo Trump's mess. Well, this is not undoing it. This is like adding to it. They're making it impossible. And on the very day, like every time the Iranian regime comes on the table and asks like acts like a goddamn child, like people like keep like, hey, this is what we want. I'm like, well, we can't give you. Like, well, this is what we want. Because it seems like, because they're not idiots, so they must know, like, they they don't want the deal. The Iranian regime is happy with not having the deal, okay? Because it's not having the deal has made the more radical parts of the Iranian regime come to power, right? And the more radical parts of the Iranian uh, regime has been the part that has always been against the deal and benefits from not having the deal, okay? Economically benefits from not having the deal. They, they basically, they will have a monopoly over a lot of, a lot of Iranians' economy if they, if, if they don't have free trade with other countries. And even though the economy of Iran will suffer, the, the gap between the power of IRGC and the power of the people will widen because... Everyone suffers, but the people are suffering more. So it makes sense for them to act like they are wanting the deal to happen, but ask for things they know the other side cannot give so that the deal doesn't happen. So don't let people blame the Biden administration for this. One. Two, on the day, even after all these, you know, childish demands from the Islamic Republic of Iran, on the very day that they give one more chance for the Iranian regime to come up with an offer that they could accept, the Iranian regime launched missiles that they know that it would be considered illegal under international laws. On the very day, missiles that could potentially be used for nukes. Like, what are the what is the message here to the outside world? Like, like we're not serious about this goddamn deal. I mean, to the you know they're trying to make it like every time the West tries to make. Um, tries to do something, especially the Americans try to do something for the deal to go through, they make it difficult because the radicals in Iran are trying to signal to the conservative, like trying to hand over something to the conservatives in the United States to be like, why are we doing these deals with these people? They're like, oh my God, actually it's very, they're like moving one step closer to making the deal happen. Quick, quick at boss, fire the missiles, fire the missiles that could literally, the missiles could, that could be used for nukes that will be considered illegal under international laws and stuff, right? Like so that the right leaning so that the right leaning Americans go like, hey, look at these idiots. We cannot have a deal with them. So they want to fire up 
So both, basically, both uh, the people who don't want the deal in Iran and the people who don't want the deal in America, they're kind of like helping each other, making this like indirectly helping each other to make sure that this deal doesn't happen. But I don't know if the deal the deal could still happen. It just looks very unlikely. I'm not if the deal happens tomorrow. Don't tell me like, oh my god, you told me the deal is not going to happen. It just seems very unlikely. Okay, fine, fine. Okay, so um, one reason why uh, Perfect Devil, I'm like wondering why you want to come up here is because not that many people know about the MEK here. On the Iranian side, everybody would know what you're talking about. Over here, a lot of people are like, what is, what the, like, who are they, who, what is this topic? Like, not that many people could relate. Maybe let's, let's just give an, uh, maybe intro 101 if we want to have it here. But please, like, would, if I bring you here, could you also have this discussion on the Persian side? Can you like confirm here that you will have the same discussion on the Persian side? Because I want to have this discussion on the Persian channel as well. Let me know if you're okay with that. All right. So that was the question in regards to the nuclear talk. I think I did a very good job with this question as well. I'm very... That was very good. I'm happy with that. Let me see. Let me see. All right. Next question. Okay, so perfect. I was saying I need to go to my family. Okay, fine. Let's send you the link right now if you need to go to your family. Okay, I'm going to email it. If you're going to your family, I will answer the rest of the patron questions after I have this discussion about the MEK. Let me see if I could find your email. Much the bar. Okay, I emailed you. I emailed you. I, I replied to the email that we have, email chain we have. I emailed you the link. If you need to go to your family soon so you could come now, I'll answer the rest of the patron questions after I finish the discussion. Come. The link is there. Okay, I'm going to wait. Um, let me see. Please talk about the um, talk about the fall between Iran and Turkey. What could this mean in the long term? Should I start answering this now, or because I don't know if if Mushtaba is going to jump on any moment now? Let me just see what you guys are talking about. Your friendly Muslim is saying it should be a fun stream. Hey, friendly Muslim, you can. By the way, you can join me at any time you want. I sent you the link as well. Evan <laughs> Kaim is saying Mush. Muji has convinced me to financially support the MEK. <laughs> okay, well, your choice. Oh, okay. Oh, there we go. Oh, friendly Muslim is here. Hi. How are you doing, bud? G good, good. How are you? 
very well, my friend. Very well. Have yeah, you ever heard what? of the perfect hour? Yes. Hello. Oh, hey, fine. how are you? Yeah, fine. Thank you. I'm All right. Team. So we have a we have a friendly Muslim and we have the perfect hour here. So we have two Muslims, one atheist. All right. Um, yeah. Just uh, I would wait. like to say about uh, your Persian uh, channel. Uh, Iranians, uh, they usually uh, watch um, MEK's channels and uh, they know uh, about Iran and uh, if they need okay, to know anything, Yeah, let me explain. If they need to know no, no, anything, they can, they can contact they can contact MEK. But because your English viewer, like Friendly Muslim, he doesn't know anything. He And you were talking about MEK last time. Okay. Uh, so that's why yeah. I need to talk uh, about MEK here. All right. And tell them okay. that you were lying a lot about MEK. All right. Mm -hmm. So that they know that uh, your version is absolutely, you know, the version that Iranian regime tried to uh, prescribe from MEK. And it has done it in four before years. You Before you start, people have no idea what you're talking about. But so you were talking we about MEK yes, uh, last time. I know. I know, I know. But people are like, what the hell are these people talking about? Okay. Can yeah. you tell people what the MEK is first? Yes, MEK, uh, yes. Okay. In reality, it should be uh, last time. Okay. But anyway, MEK is an organization that was built uh, 57 years ago, fighting against Iranian uh, Shah. The king, the dictator of uh, the king, and then after Iranian uh, revolution, they started to fight against uh, this fascist Khomeini. All right, they had uh, already their fight, of course, uh, in the jail, Shah's jail. They had their fight against the, the mullahs because the mullahs were saying the Marxists are najas, they are dirty, and so on. MEK was against them, saying that this your Islam is trash. Okay, so they were fighting inside. The Shah's jail, and they said that when if you take the power in Iran, okay, perfect. Devil, the way you're you. explaining it, it's hard, and people are not gonna, gonna because I think you're using a lot of words that you think people will understand. Okay, okay, you're you said explain about MEK, so I, I was explaining, yes, I know, I know. Your but your explanation uh, for people who are not familiar with Iranian history, your explanation is not gonna make much sense. Okay, mm -hmm. so let me let me just tell tell. Uh, what you said to people, and then you could tell me if I'm misrepresenting you. Okay. Yeah. So you're okay. saying M the MEK is an was an organization that used to uh, fight against the previous the dynasty, the monarchist dynasty, the Shah, right? Yes. They used to be in power before the Islamic Republic of Iran took power. Okay. And yes. th they were the dictators, and they were fighting them then. And then when the Islamic Republic of Iran came, um, came to power, when, the re when you say the mullahs, you're talking about the regime of the Islamic Republic of Iran. Uh, yes. When they came into power, you're saying the MEK started fighting them as well, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. 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 So, right. so see, yeah, go on, continue now. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, anyway, uh, since that time, they have been fighting and they are the biggest opposition to Iranian regime. And uh, of course, the regime. Uh, oh, sorry, uh, sorry, sorry. You mentioned something else as well. You mentioned that the MEK, the the reason why you were saying that the Islamic Republic of Iran, you were criticizing the Islamic Republic of Iran's version of Islam, is because your claim is that the MEK has the proper Islam, um, and they're using the Islam the correct way, but the yes. Islamic Republic of Iran is using the has a 
wrong version of Islam, an evil version of Islam. And this is not true as what's what, what we're seeing in Iran is not true Islam. What the what the MEK has is true Islam, correct? One more thing is that uh, first of all, that's correct. Another thing is that the regime of Iran is not, first of all, not Islamic, not Republic, because Republic, everybody know, changes every four years. And it's not Islamic because they are a bunch of mafia terrorists. You know yourself, they are a bunch of mafia. They rob people, okay? They are absolutely a bunch of liars. You know very well that they absolutely don't believe in a single word that they say themselves. You know yourself that the, the leader is now over $95 billion rich. How he got this money? He robbed the people. So they abuse Islam. They just lie, about, uh, you know, about Islam. They abuse the religion like many, many, um, you know, like uh, Adolf Hitler abused the nationalism. Uh, don't, okay? Hey, don't, don't, mention, don't mention that guy's last name. YouTube doesn't like that. Right. Okay. Anyway, so people people abuse different things like nationalism, language, and so on. The mullahs they abused Islam, and those like Ayatollah Muntaziri, who was the second man in Iran who really believed in that backward religion. He really believed. He stood against Khomeini. So yeah. those who yeah, really yeah. believed, yes, okay. those who really okay. believed, they stood against Khomeini. Even though they they are backward, their uh, Islam is uh, backward. You know, uh, you know. So religion. perfect devil. I don't think I don't think anybody here is uh, pro the Islamic Republic of Iran. So we don't need to keep mentioning how evil the Islamic Republic of Iran is. Okay. So yes. I think everybody. I think we're all here on the same page. Okay. So we don't need that. Okay. Okay. Um, but Another yes. thing that you Go were ahead. saying, you have been saying that, oh, uh, MEK is, uh, you know, worse than Iranian, uh, uh, you know, regime. This is really, uh, you don't understand this much that this is a humiliation to Iranian people, that the regime itself is worse than ISIS. It's a backward, uh, you know, Stone Age regime. And hmm. the highest, the most educated people in Iran who are in this organization, they are all engineers and doctors, they are worse than the regime. So the signal it gives to people is that Iranian people are a bunch of barbarians. They don't have a, a good, you know, alternative to this regime. And the biggest organization is worse Wait, than so, the regime. Okay. Okay. So, so, is, so let me try to say, so let me try to say, because I think like a lot of people are going to get confused by, about what you're saying. So what you're saying is that I have said, okay. So that many the MEK, times. yes, many times. I have said that the MEK is worse than the Islamic Republic of Iran, right? Yes. The organization, right? And you're saying this is an insult to the Iranian people because I am questioning uh, their reasoning cap uh, capacity because I'm acting like Iranian people are idiots because a regime like the Islamic Republic of Iran is as bad as ISIS. So for me to say that MEK is worse than the Islamic Republic of Iran is an insult to the understanding of Iranian people, right? That that they are all engineers and doctors, okay, highly educated all people in Iran, and they are yet, and the biggest, uh, you know, alternative to this regime, the biggest, uh, you know, enemy of this regime, the biggest organization, they are yet worse than Iranian regime, you know, and you have not a single, not a single proof that worse than Iranian regime should be that they have killed millions, they have stoned uh, you know, at least one person more than Iranian fascist regime. They have chopped one hand more than Iranian regime. That makes them worse than Iranian regime. 
but they mm. haven't done a single of these barbaric acts that Iranian regime do. And you say they are worse than Iranian regime. How can it be possible? I can say that friendly Muslim is worse than ISIS. I have to have proof, or I say Armin is worse than ISIS. I have to have proof. I have to say Armin killed, for example, uh, 200,000 people or chopped their hands or he stoned people more than mm -hmm. ISIS. And then I can say, yes, army is worse than them. I cannot just say without any evidence. You you say MEK is terrorist. MEK was in the court, the second biggest court in Europe and in London's court and in uh, Washington court in many, many years. All these governments, you, uh, European governments and US government, they couldn't come in many years with a single evidence that MEK is a terrorist organization. And these courts, they said that MEK should be removed from terrorist list because they are not terrorists, okay? And these governments, they were forced to remove MEK from terrorist list. How can you say that MEK is a terrorist organization without a single evidence? Please bring your evidence uh, and then I leave uh, MEK right now. Can you give us a single evidence that why MEK is a terrorist organization? Okay, well, do you want me to uh, gather all the reports and then we no, can have one, a show? Just, no, listen, one, a single terrorist attack that MEK blow up this building, for example, but, okay, and killed so yeah, many... There, yeah. Well, there there are a lot, okay, but... One, one, no, one, and oh I don't God. need a lot. I, I just need can one. Do you, did I, can you wait? Yes, yes, I'm give talking. me one. Okay. Okay, well, there's a lot of reports, okay, for example, but be before I get to the reports, before, before I get to the, you know, human rights violations, to the attacks, to, you know, the suicide, um, uh, you know, attacks and all self-burning and the, the killing of their own members and, the, you know, the, ch the camps that they have and the brainwashing of the children um, and the killing of their own fellow Iranians during the Iran-Iraq war. Um, there is like tons, okay? Um, but I, if you want me to go through the evidence, all these reports with you, uh, you have no, to just give me... No, just I said one, one, one. I don't okay. think... Can no, you, example, can you, you calm down? I'm talking. Yes. Like, I let you yes. finish. Didn't I okay. do that to you? I was very respectful, yes. wasn't I? No, I just say right? one. Give me one. Okay. Right. Like, well, I'm not going to right now live on live on air, go and like, look for exactly where I saw the report because there's a lot. Okay. But I could, I, this is not the time for me to do that. I could like set up a schedule with you and then we could okay. go bring one at, um, you know, one or more. I don't want to do one. I want to do more than one. Okay. Okay. More. Yeah. But can we do it yeah. next week? Can yeah, we do sure. Yes. Sure, sure, we sure. Can do the, but, you can bring your, you can bring and then I, I I tell you one thing if you bring a single evidence Iranian regime European country USA give you millions of dollars because they couldn't come with a single evidence to all no, these courts. that's not okay? that's not how it works okay so first of all um it might be accurate for you to say that they're not a terrorist group, but they're still done evil things, okay? Because for a terror organization to meet the definition of a terrorist group, um, there is a hard, that's a very hard bar barrier, you know, bar to cross, uh, cr uh, cross, you know? For example, Putin, right, right now is doing a lot of evil things, killing a lot of people, but he's not a terrorist, okay? What they're doing is happening during war. Right. For example, a lot of the things that MEK, a lot of human rights violations that the MEK has done was done during the Iran-Iraq war. So technically that doesn't doesn't count as terrorism. 
right? That was like actions they did during war. It was still evil, but maybe not terrorism. Uh, a lot of other human rights violations that they have done to their own members, for, you know, right, in um, Albania and other places, uh, those are also human rights violations, but don't meet the definition of terrorism, right? So it's maybe you're right. I'm agreeing with you that maybe there's not a single thing that you could prove that this is a terrorist group, and I shouldn't be calling them a terrorist group, but still an evil group. So we could we could debate that. We could look into see and see whether that's accurate or not. Okay. Um, I have a question from you. Um, by the way, you might be completely right. You know, maybe I'll go through this evidence with you because I've read a lot of the reports and they seem very damning. Um, reports by different independent human rights groups and they are horrible. Um, and also reports of what the MEK did during the war. But just because the report said that doesn't mean that it's they're true. Maybe exactly. like. Yeah, so maybe you're right. I'll we'll read the reports together with you, and then you tell me why they're wrong. And if I'm convinced, I will be like, "Yeah, you're wrong. You're right. I was wrong. I'll change my mind." Okay, good. Yes, um, yes, that's great. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Because However, look, I have to tell you like this, Armin. Okay, hmm. I want my uh, people be free. Okay, I've been mm -hmm. searching. I am uh, much older than you. Uh, okay, I've been 43 years in politics. I have been looking all different groups in Iran, all right? I haven't found a single group that can bring this regime down and is as democratic as MEK. So if I can, mm -hmm. because I, I don't have, you you were, uh, you know, saying something Wait. absolutely uh, terrible too. You were saying that we worship Mariam Rajavi. If Mariam Rajavi put her leg one step out of the line, we will, myself, I break her leg myself first, okay? We are okay. not like that. We were, you know, we were fighting against fascist Khomeini as well because we realized that he's. Yeah, I already, okay. Sorry, sorry. We already heard that part. Okay, so let's okay. not repeat that. I have a question for me. Can you say something negative about Mariam Rajavi to me? Negative. Yeah. I mean, Critic if there is nothing negative, uh, then what? Criticize how can I say her. Something negative. Criticize yeah? something she did wrong. Criticize something that she did that was wrong. Uh, I, 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 for for somebody might be, she did wrong that she has been fighting in forty three years. She has put everything. No, 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 no. For you, no, for no, no, not for some. For some, okay. you tell me something that Mariam Rajavi has done that you consider to be wrong. I haven't seen. Can you please pick it up one? Then I can discuss with you to see if that was right or wrong. You, okay? the, but because you I follow, haven't seen. No, no, perfect. That way. Listen, you follow the MEK very closely. Okay. Yes. And I you follow, follow all their actions, okay? Yes, yes, yes. After, after all these time, has there been a single thing that Ma you have seen that Mariam Rejavi has done that you were you could say like that was wrong? I disagree with that. After all this time, following them so closely. No, I haven't seen. Okay, okay. doesn't that? And that's okay. that's not wrong. Okay, that's, that's not wrong. That's alarming, because no, no. my claim. Okay, so maybe okay. My claim, okay, mm -hmm. is that the MEK follows Mariam yes. Rejavi like a cult like a cult leader. Okay. Okay. And That's your opinion. Yeah, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Okay. Yes. But this like I haven't seen okay the, the way people talk about MEK the sorry the the, the way MEK members talk about uh, Mariam Rejavi it's they they talk about it as if she's a goddess. Okay. Not uh, uh, it's not, that's yeah. your opinion. Yes. I okay do you, do you know everything I say is my opinion, right? Yes, do you think yes. I'm saying the opinion of like 
why would I say anyone else's opinion? Of course, it's my opinion. Yes, because like, I wouldn't it's say, not the truth. I wouldn't, but it's not I know, the case. It's not true. I know. I'm here to tell you my opinions. I'm not yes, here yes. to say your opinions. Okay, so right. I know that this is my opinion. Okay, okay? so and so this is alarming to us. So we want to investigate because a group that claims to be pro democracy seem to be very um, dogmatic. Seems to not accept any form of criticism on their goddess. That's what it comes like. Like, like have you seen any time Mariam Rejavi coming in, be, being accepting, like she's hidden. Nobody has access to her. Nobody could question her. Nobody could interrogate her. Have you ever seen her come out and have a debate with somebody? Have you ever seen come forth and have be, be accept challenge to her views? Have you ever seen that? Okay. Uh, about that, um, first of all, uh, if, for example, now uh, you see this for uh, Iran International TV, okay? Or, uh, no, have you, have you seen that? No, no, no. Before no. you say that, have you seen okay. that ever? Have you yeah. ever seen MEK members, like either MEK members, like have you, two questions. Have you ever seen MEK members, okay, come mm -hmm. out and say like, you know, I like Mariam Rejavi, but she screwed up over there. I don't like that. Okay. That's one question. Question number okay. two, have you ever seen Mariam Rejavi come out and say like, come interview me um, openly, challenge my views, uh, ask me open questions and I will respond, come, you know, I respond to your challenges. Have you seen any of, any of these two ever? Be, right now they are fighting a fascist regime. Okay. And they cannot, uh, they have to, uh, for example, um, recognize the, the people they are going to discuss with. For no, example, so, so the answer is the answer is no, is, the answer is no to both. No, so the answer is no. I, okay, no, I say that for okay. example, the, the Iran International, the, the, the TV channel in Iran International, they are all the time having discussion with them, they answer their questions. It depends on, for example, Ayatollah no, BBC. No, I'm talking, no, I'm not Ayatollah talking BBC, about... they are not recognizing Sorry. Ayatollah BBC, for example. Okay, You're no, no, I'm not talking about whether the members of MEK are ready to be challenged. All right, okay. I'm talking about Maryam Rajavi. Is she okay. ever, has she ever been? So the answer to both of these questions are no. Is that correct or not? Let me put it in this way, okay? Oh Have it's you a yes or that? no question. Okay, no, no, they, they no. are not okay. doing it. Okay, like for example, you say that, have you seen that, uh, you know, Joe Biden uh, go and answer people's question? No, it is yeah. not like that, okay? Biden no. does that. Biden, what are you talking about? Biden gets challenged by reporters all the time. They have they have the White House meeting. The reporters are there and they constantly are criticizing him right to his face. Yeah, because he's in power. Okay. Okay. He's so in power. I'm just confirming. Yeah, but okay. the, a member, a leader of an opposition needs to show that he can handle, he or she can handle criticism and he okay. or she can yeah so yes. she she does so another question okay so another question okay you tell me that i'm lying right okay. sometimes when i say yes. these things about him okay how okay. how do you know i'm lying why is if you disagree with me how is it not possible that i'm just wrong maybe i have a misunderstanding why do you how do you know i'm lying when i say things you don't like okay what you say is a lie okay but maybe you misunderstand you give people's lie for example for example oh. you mentioned those uh, reports from i don't know this uh uh, Human Rights Watch, and you know yourself that Elahe Hicks, who was Iranian agent, yes, yes. he was giving that report to that. I have Europe. not, I have not yeah. been using that report ever since exactly. I noticed that. Okay, so there you go. Yes, yes. but it's not just, but it's not just, 
All yes. of them? Okay. I agree that that okay, first of all, um, just because Eli Hicks is like a douchebag, like I don't like her, that doesn't mean necessarily mean that her report is wrong. I agree that she's an evil she I don't like her. Okay, she's horrible. She wasn't even an agent. I know, okay, but yeah, so forget that report, okay? But okay. there's a, it's hard to believe that all the reports from all these different independence human rights organizations about MEK, they are all are they all the agents of the Islamic Republic of Iran? Okay. Has ever yes or no? you know, has ever United Nation, okay, given no, such a answer, report? Do you, okay, no. first of all, do you understand? Do you understand how maybe you're right, okay? But do you understand how difficult it is for me to believe, okay, that okay. all the human rights organizations reports on the MEK, they are all wrong. Okay. Can I next week as you yes, said? No. But, okay, okay. Listen. Yeah, you, I have to give I, you evidence. I cannot just no, say but can, yes, can you give wrong. me a no, no, no. Yeah. I'm not saying they are. I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying they are wrong. As they are wrong or they're right. My question okay. is: Do you see how hard it is for somebody like okay. me to believe that? All right. Even if so you, if then, even you, if you're wrong, even yeah. I no. Just answer the question first. Yeah. Even if you're right, let's say I'm wrong, you're right. Okay. Do you see how difficult it is to believe that? How many of them there are that you say all? There are two, three maximum. Okay. For example. Uh, that uh, Human Rights Watch from U.S. government. That's a Amnesty, U.S. government. Amnesty. Amnesty, Amnesty also. Amnesty, Amnesty International. Give me the report. Amnesty okay, International. No, I'm asking. Never, you. What, were, what were the three? What were the three? Sorry. What were the three? You said there were two or three. What were the three? Human Rights no. Watch. What were the two? No, you you said yourself last time. Uh, another one. I don't know. Uh, I haven't seen, okay. but it is maximum. Right, let's two, let's okay? prepare the. And some reporters, like, for example, there was a German German newspaper that she gave also a report. There was a, uh, you know, a journalist and she has a good relation with Iranian regime. I can show you the proof. And the court, even the court has fined her, said that next time you say such a lies about or, uh, MEK. There's you, so, okay, I, there's there's more than three. There's so many. OK, okay. so many can reports. But yeah, go on. Uh, he was saying that there have been no terrorist cases from the MEK, but uh, I just went on to Wikipedia to search for some things, and there are three actually. It is Asadullah Lajeravi assassination, Lajewarti assassination. Yeah, he was a mass murderer. He was Wait, the biggest mass murderer. He was the biggest murderer. Wait a second, and let him finish. The... Ali, me... Sayyad, Ali Sayyad Shirazi, man, these names. And 1998 chain murderers. Chain murderers. I just felt yes. like how Armin feels when he pronounces his okay, so these names. Are, these are the example of the terrorist attacks that the MEK has done. These are the three that... Uh, okay, so you mean that I killing Lajavadi... No, no, let me see. You mean killing Lajavadi was a terrorist attack? Uh, um, uh, Armin? Killing Lajavadi well, was a terrorist attack? Do you know what is so, terrorism? Can you explain wait, the wait, definition wait. of uh, terrorism? Okay. So no, no, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you I'll, what the definition of terrorism is for me. So it yes. is that... It has to be but done by a non-state actor. Uh, it has to be an act of mass violence, of indiscriminate killing. And uh, there was one more factor. I am. It's slipping out of my mind. But I think 1998 okay, yeah. chain murders do qualify for that definition. Okay. Yeah, let me tell you, okay, the definition yes, okay. of terrorism is that an, a political action that put uh, innocent people's life in danger is a terrorist attack. For example, if some... 
you know, mafia group goes and uh, rob a bank and p- kill people, that's another terrorist action, okay? If uh, some okay. gangs do that, it's not a terrorist action. But if a political, uh, you know, party organization uh, put innocent people's life in danger, okay, that's a terrorist attack, okay? So Lajavadi was a mass murderer. He executed over 10,000 people. That Lajo, uh, sorry, Sayyad Shirazi that you said, he was the head of Iranian, uh, you know, army, and he was a general. He had also killed many courts, many, many uh, organizations, uh, MEK's members, and he was a, uh, you know, a terrible person. And MEK, when they killed him, okay, they, they were two, three times, they were um, attempting to kill him because his son was in the car, they aborted the, the, you know, the killing of that uh, mass murderer. So the day that he was alone, they kill, killed him because they didn't want to, you know, uh, uh, put his son in, okay. in uh, danger. So this is okay. not, uh, and that's why all these evidences in these courts, oh. they were rejected because they were not terrorist actions. Okay. All okay, these but, three courts uh, what, I told you. Yeah, uh, such, 1998 point, such a, okay, okay. I just Go want on. to... Um, because I, I just want to, in, in defense of Mujib, because I think uh, there is one thing that you haven't mentioned, and, and I think it's important for you also that you're calm. Uh, and I think Armin's given you a, a platform to actually address some of his concerns or his understanding, which is fair play to him. He said, if I'm wrong, then, then that's fine. But something you haven't mentioned is in 2009, the UK delisted the MEK as a terror group. The Obama administration removed the group from the U.S. terror list in 2012 and later helped negotiate its relocation to Albania. So now, is the MEK with the Obama, with the Obama administration at that point moved to Albania? Are they based in Albania now? Yes, they are based in Albania. Yes. Yes, right. they are. Okay. And so then I think what about the chain murders? Chain murders? Which chain murders? Yes. Uh, 1998 chain murders. Uh, there is no such a thing. Chain murders is uh, was by Iranian intelligence service. If you are talking about that, he was this was Said Imami. He was killing some uh, you know journalists and activities. So and because he was going they, these hardliners uh, against uh, what is it? This Khatami so-called uh, reformists. They wanted to put pressure on him, and then uh, you know, it came up that it was done by him. They caught him, put him in jail, and they killed him. Armin knows all of this, okay, himself. Okay, I take a word for it because I don't know many things about Iran or the MEK, so no, I just thought uh, that I must point no, this what about, to you to increase my knowledge. What about... Okay, go on, Satya. Do you uh, want but to... uh, the precedent that you're setting here, that killing of political people is not terrorism if it is indiscriminate, I think, I don't know many things about this, but... Uh, Imagine if 9-11 happened on, only on Pentagon and only the generals who were sitting there died. Then will it be considered a terrorist, terrorist attack? Okay. I'm not uh, going uh, on that because, for example, uh, partisans in Second World War, they were killing German soldiers. Okay. And that wasn't uh, terrorism. That was uh, an act of uh, war against, uh, you know, uh, Nazi Germans. So it was, uh, they were free. Because it was so- during war. Because yes, it was during uh, war. yes, exactly. During war, and we had war. We have war against Iranian fascist regime. That's also a war. There, there has been many, many uh, things. For example, uh, the, the, you know that officer who was going to kill um, Adolf Hitler. 
Okay, and she, he fell. Oh my uh, God! Tom yeah, Tom Cruise played uh, uh, that movie as well. So that wasn't either a terrorism. Okay, you cannot call that war war. war okay, it uh, to kill some you know people like Hitler and such a people is uh, like Khomeini. This is not terrorism. I told you the terrorism is when okay. you kill when you kill innocent people in a political action. That's terrorism. Yeah, perfect. And you know you. Uh, I want to I want to see if you can answer this question, okay? Because I know you disagree with it, but I want to see how transparent can you be with people here, okay? Can you yes. tell us the main thing before you before you tell us why they're wrong, okay? You could tell them why they're wrong after, okay? okay. Can you tell us the main thing that the Iranian people mention when they want to hate on the MEK? When they when the Iranian people who they say like, "Oh, the MEK is evil," okay? What is the thing that the MEK has done? That the Iranian people mention the most. I want to see if you could tell us honestly. Right. Okay, now. just tell me when Iranian people in which election they mentioned anything against MEK. Just because some people say something, it doesn't mean entire Iranian people so you know, said something. Okay? okay, okay. See, like listen to the question again. Okay? okay. I didn't say the entire Iranian people say that. I say, okay. I say the those ones, the Iranian people who hate those the MEK. Yeah. The ones who say they hate so much MK, they say the MK is like evil. Okay. Okay. The action that what action do they of the MK do they refer to when they mention that? Okay. Mostly, uh, if you want to say that, mostly they say because uh, MK was in Iraq fighting against Iranian fascist regime. They say uh, no, no, was no, 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 no. See, no, see, you can't do it. Okay. okay. You, right now, you're putting it in your words. Okay. Okay. So, say it in their words. What do they say? They don't say. They don't. They say okay. They, yes, they say uh, MEK side with Saddam. Yeah, yeah. Again, they say yeah. Basically, they took Saddam's side and they killed okay. the Iranian people. Okay, so you, okay. they don't say because you, you, that's your when you say oh against the fascist Islamic Republic of Iran. No, because okay. Iranian people who hate that they say like no, you were killing. What you weren't just fighting the Islamic Republic of Iran, you were killing Iranian people, you were taking the side of Saddam against the Iranian people, and you were killing Iranian people while you were doing it. That's what okay. they say, right? Okay, okay, can I? Say so, how something? do you respond to that? Yeah, okay, my response is that they were those passages who were chanting, uh, uh, what is it, war, war until victory, we have to occupy Karbala and go to uh, occupy uh, Jerusalem. Okay, they, uh, because they felt uh, MEK forced Khomeini to drink that poison, uh, peace yeah. uh, poison. That's why Iranian regime, and I have to tell you this uh, so that you understand, not only MEK was in Iraq, there were several uh, Marxist group and Kurdish group as well, they were in Iraq. And the only th um, thing that they mentioned is MEK because MEK was the biggest organization that forced Khomeini right. to, so to drink thing that peace. I understand Sorry? that. I understand. I understand that's what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we could, okay. Uh, I, the second thing, the second thing that some people say is, the is that the MEK was actually helping the mullahs come to power, right? right. The, 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 the Marxists, because for, for people who don't know, okay, maybe you disagree with me, but MEK ideology has some Shia Islam elements in it, but also has some um, Marxist element in it. Do you agree with that? Yes or no? Uh, it is. It can be uh, translated as Marxism, but they believe in equality. Yes. Okay, so it's Marxist 
Marxist and Shia Islam, kind of like a little bit elements of both. Okay. Okay. But do, before the revolution, before the Islamic Republic evolution revolution happened, before the 1979 revolution happened, right? The these are the same people. The MEK members are the same people who were united with the mullahs against the Shah. But okay. once the revolution happened, the mullahs betrayed the MEK members. Okay, and okay. started fighting with them. And that's when the MEK also turned on the mullahs. But before that, they were working with each other. So a lot of people in Iran who are against the Islamic Republic of Iran, they say that the MEK members are responsible for bringing the mullahs into power. What do you say okay, to that? Can I, can I respond for that, to that? Okay. Yes, go ahead. Look, yeah. this is exactly what the, the monarchy supporters, they spread. And some people don't understand that, that um, nearly eight years before the revolution, MEK sent a representative to Iraq to meet Ayatollah Fascist Khomeini. Okay, at that time he was not in power. At that time he was Ayatollah Khomeini, uh, you know, a figure against Shah. So they went there to meet him and get support from him that for, for their fight. When Khomeini heard them, okay, said that, no, you are Munafiq, you are Hippocrates, okay, and MEK realized that he, this guy is a backward, okay, so they, uh, he didn't support MEK and MEK came. Inside the jail, I, as I said, they had a fight with these mullahs inside the jail, Shah's jail, and they said, MEK said that when you take the power in Iran, we will fight you, because they were saying that the Marxists are not just, Marxists are, you know, Dirty, yes. they were making hunger. Okay, but so you didn't MK, address no, let, me, let me finish. MEK had the fight with the mullahs inside the uh, you know the jail. And MEK, when the revolution was done, after the revolution, MEK had just some thousand followers. How could some thousand followers bring down the Shah and give the power to fascist Khomeini that MEK knew it before? Okay, Khomeini, almost 98% people, uh, percent of people, he, they were seeing him as, a, a, you know, somebody in the moon and so on. So MEK didn't have a single power to bring Khomeini to power. Okay. Okay. If but they had, yes. I understand that. I understand you're saying they were small, too small to be able to help them. Okay. But yes. origin, do, you, do you acknowledge, do you acknowledge that originally... Okay. Okay, yes. the MEK members and the mullahs were working with each other against the Shah before they turned on each other. Originally, they were working with each other against the Shah. Is that, a, look, do you agree with that? Look, do you know Fadai, the Marxist group Fadai, they were also fighting. It doesn't mean that they were working with uh, mullahs. No, absolutely not. They were, they were absolutely, you know, they, they were in They were jail, supporting each other. No, no, no before absolutely. that. Absolutely okay. not, I say. Okay, Absolutely so you don't agree not. with that. Okay. okay. What Look, about the claim? What about? Okay, so you don't agree with that. Okay. What about the part where they say that MEK, at a point where they realize that they're not going to be able to defeat uh, the Islamic Republic of Iran, you know, with Saddam's support, they still sent many of their own members in a suicide mission mm -hmm. uh, in the front lines to fight the Islamic Republic of Iran, knowing that this is a suicide mission, knowing that their members, a lot of their members are going to die in the battle, but sent them forward anyways. Okay. Uh, do you, uh, what, what's your response to that claim? Okay, my response is, is that uh, it is that um, uh, the Iranian regime uh, or those who are against MEK's version, okay, it was like this, that 
MEK had a uh, you know attack uh, and then they occupied some cities uh, in in uh, you know empty cities in Iran and they were chanting today Mehran it was a Mehran, city Mehran today Mehran tomorrow Tehran okay let me explain for you 25 days later no Khomeini no answer my question answer my I'm question to, first yes I'm going to did that no before wait. did that happen yes. or did that not happen yes look okay. look it, it was one week before the ceasefire start so MEK wanted to bring down the regime so they decided that this is a good time all right so they attack they went uh, nearly 30 kilometers inside Iran and they were near a big city called Kermanshah. If they occupied that city, the regime would fall. So they fell. It doesn't mean that they were going to a suicide, you know, uh, you know, attack. They, they knew that there is a, uh, you know, possibility that they win, they bring down the regime and they did that attack. All right. Because the, the border was going to be closed. All right. So before the border get closed, they wanted to do this attack and show the people. Okay, so you're saying it's not true. Sorry. So you're saying it's not true then. It's, I'm telling you. Understand yourself that if they reached Kermanshah, okay. Rafsanjani at that time he went himself directly to Kermanshah and he said that if they come to Kermanshah, they will occupy Tehran. Okay. Okay. So yeah, I, all I wanted to know is that you're saying there was a good reason for doing that because the claim exactly. is that. Yeah, but the 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 counterclaim by other people is that no, they just send these people to just go and die. They were sacrificing okay. their own people. Yes. I, I'm just I just want to put these like out there. I'm not saying who's right or who's wrong. Okay. What about the claim that the MEK members um are you know within the uh, within MEK's uh, compounds, right? Whether it would back when it was in Iraq and now okay. that it's in Albania, they are treated really poorly. Um, and there's a lot of human rights violations that are happening in these compounds. Okay. What's All your response right. to that? So my response is that you have never been to MEK compound. Okay. I have been there. They are free to go whenever they want. Okay. And in Iraq, when they were, for example, after the uh, occupation of USA, USA opened a little camp near them called Thief, okay? And anybody wanted to leave MEK, they were pushing them to leave MEK. Anybody was going to leave and some people left, of course, yeah? Because the fight became hard, difficult, so they were under, you know, control and okay, so, so, so they left. Not true. So such a thing that, you know, and then tell you that FBI, yeah. FBI interviewed each of them one by one, okay? There yeah. is a report that uh, they didn't find a single connection between any members with, uh, you know, terrorism and not a single, what, uh, single all right, got it. About, not true. Yeah. All right. What okay. about, I just want to move through, through this one more, uh, and, um, two, two more things. And then I'll let the friendly Muslim Ibn Qayyim and uh, Satya talk. Uh, what about the, uh, what about uh, this? Is not a claim. I've seen this on video. What about the people who burned themselves alive for Maryam? All right. Uh, that's a uh, look. Uh, they, uh, France uh, Prime Minister went to Iran, okay, and he wrote a contract, $2 billion contract, and in return, he was going to uh, capture Mariam Rajabi and other members and extradite them to, to Iran, okay? So this was um, the only way to uh, stop them for some members was like, for example, uh, in DMBFO uh, fight in um, Vietnam, Vietnamese, they didn't have weapons, so they were blowing up themselves amongst uh, French soldiers to win the war. It was necessary, okay? So you cannot, oh. you cannot blame people 
the way they fight okay the only way to stop this deal this dirty deal like now they are going to release this terrorist guy in in belgium i don't know if you have heard it so some people might do something for example um the, uh, okay. there was somebody in front of new york a, a left group okay okay uh, so i get it you're saying you're saying like they burned themselves alive for marianne but it was justified because there was the only way to get attention to that cause not attention the the only way no. to 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 stop them okay the, they couldn't uh, for example take a gun and fight french government or such a things okay this was the uh, only way the only way to save the the the, the revolution the, the movement okay because it was it would be a great win for iranian regime if mariam mm -hmm. rajavi was extradited to iran okay so to stop it I, that was the only way for some people and my question i rajavi from jail she wrote that please don't do it okay she wrote a letter ask the followers please don't do that okay so mm -hmm. uh, but but it wasn't forced nobody was forced and i can yeah. play for you uh, so a video to me to me across and this might be completely wrong again but to me it comes across as very cultish when i see people of an organization they are ready to burn themselves alive for the leader okay yeah. um I, it might be wrong but that's how so many things I see about MEK gives me cultish vibes. Okay. okay. Uh, but, but one last question is like, um, how do you, um, how, how is it that MEK supports, claims to support secularism when they come to power in Iran, when they replace the Islamic Republic of Iran, uh, Islamic okay. Republic regime, they claim that they support secularism, but at the same time, they say they're going to bring true Islam to, to the government that, they're going to use like as they're going to use the proper Islam as a means of governance instead of the wrong Islam that the Islamic Republic of Islam uh, right. Islamic Republic has. Okay. Is that can, not a contradiction? OK, can I say that MEK has never said that we are going to rule Iran through uh, Islamic laws. OK, it is. Not, no, I heard Mariam. No, I heard Mariam say that. Yeah, the, the, we believe in in a different Islam. Okay, like uh, Angela Merkel. Okay, she is uh, the uh, head of this uh, Christian Democrat. Okay, Christian Democrat Party, but she lead the the secular government. There's a okay? difference. No, 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 no. no. Uh, there's a difference. Angela Angela Merkel never comes and says like through true Christianity and with proper Christian laws and sort of the, this fake evil Islam uh, Christianity that these other people have, we well, will yeah, bring... She would say, she would say no, no, if she, she was fighting uh, a Christian fascist okay, so, so, okay, so, so we don't she have... Okay, so you're guessing that she would say, okay? But we don't yeah. have... We're, we haven't seen Angela Merkel come and say, like, talk about, like, true Christian values for Germany or stuff like that, okay? okay. But we it have is. seen Mariam Rajavi saying that mm -hmm. true, proper Islam will... We use the proper Islamic um, guidance or, what I don't know, ethical guidance or whatever as a model for Iran, as a model to rule over no, Iran. No, she, she hasn't has said, said that. It. No, no. I, I heard it in the speech. Okay, okay, maybe no, I misunderstood. She, 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 she said that we believe in a, uh, you know, a, a good Islam, in a, a human Islam, uh, how do you say it, okay? No, in a she, modern spe Islam, she specifically she said that un unlike the Islamic Republic, which has the wrong version of Islam, we will okay. use 
the proper no. version of Islam. No, okay. she hasn't so. said that. Okay, it is. It okay. is. Uh, in okay, her last speech, she you. said that. Let me tell when, you. Let me tell you. She's the head of. She's the head of NCRI. Okay, National uh, Council Resistance. And in that National Council Resistance, there are Marxists, there are Christian Jews, and everybody. Okay, and in that, yeah. it is written that we believe in a secular. Uh, you know why why don't why don't they let the members right the uniforms for their women why is it all with hijab why don't they have uniforms without the because hijab? They, every single member are, yes every single member member, has to wear yes because yeah. they are member of mek they are muslims oh. okay but NCRI, so you can't be no you have to NCRI. be a muslim to be an okay so yeah. mek itself you have to be a muslim to be a member of correct exactly yes you have to be okay. a muslim to be a you know a member of that's so mek, MEK itself is NCRI. going to be so MEK itself, I understand that. I understand that. There's a bigger group and there's the core group. The MEK yes. is the core group, okay? Yeah. Uh, so, the, But the MEK itself, is that going to be the party which is supposed to be ruling Iran? No, no. Okay? Uh, if no. people if okay. people choose, yes. If people choose uh, MEK mm -hmm. or Mariam Rajavi, yes. Okay? That's that's after six so months. She will stand, so Mariam Rajavi, when, if the Islamic Republic of Iran falls, Mariam Rajavi will stand for elections, correct? Yes, yes, definitely, yeah. Would she also be able to go to court for the accusations against her? Like, what do you do? You think that it would be fair uh, to just go to court and answer all the accusations against her? Okay, so if I accuse you for something, then you have to come to the court just for accusation. Yes. I have to bring the yes. If there is an evidence, yes, she will go no, definitely you, to the court. No, no, there could be no, bad no, no, evidence. No. Let, me tell, let me tell you right now, today. Uh, first of all, there were courts, okay, and uh, MEK no, has Iranian, said no, 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 Iranian court, Iranian right. court. So I say, uh, uh, MEK has said many times that we can go to any court, okay. Anybody want to, uh, you know, uh, no, not MEK, Maria. Ma not MK, okay. Maryam Rajavi herself, when she yes. steps in his, in Iran, she okay. should still first stand on uh, trial. For, she should get yes. arrested and stand what? trial. She should arrested for what? For what? For fighting Iranian for the, fascist regime? No, look at, listen, for all the accusations against her, and if she's proved okay. innocent, then she could leave prison. She could be free. Okay. I mean, that, this is ridiculous that you, for example, no, look, for example, Reza Pahlavi, okay, the son of mm -hmm. Iranian Shah, uh, somebody say uh, when he entered Iran, no. he has to be arrested. No, we, we if cannot arrest case, for, 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 If for, there you know, is a proper, if there is a case, okay, so Mariam Rajavi has thousands of accusations against her. Okay. Uh, Reza Pahlavi doesn't. So there's, that's the difference. Okay. But anyways. I, but, but anyway, yeah, uh, Reza Pahlavi also has, okay? Reza Pahlavi has uh, stolen billions what? of dollars, okay? He has kept his father's, the money for okay. his father's well, Okay, fine, fine, fine. Okay. If you, you should make a case against, when he, if he ever comes yes. to Iran, okay? Yeah. You should file a case against him and he yes. should stand trial. Okay, uh, as I said that, uh, uh, what is it? The uh, Iraqi government fell um, and then it was many years under this uh, Shia regime and they were accusing many times, but they couldn't uh, bring a, a single evidence that MEK has this and that and that. So there was never a, a trail against MEK, even in Iraq, right. despite it was it, Let's go it, through the evidence. it was under U.S. control and Iraqi Shia government. Okay, so okay. such a thing doesn't exist, even in Iran. Do you yeah. think do you think Mariam Rajabi will become like uh, get elected as uh, president if she was like if there was a vote right uh, today in Iran? 
today um, i don't know because um, i ha- uh, it has to be a f- fair election fair election is that no no yeah, let's say no. let's say the islamic republic of iran falls and there's a okay. fair election do you think like maryam rajavi will become president i don't know at all okay because uh, oh. that that that's has a good to answer. be yeah, that's a good that answer. That's be, a good yes, answer. That has to be that has to be uh, you know in an election, and then people see different uh, options, and then different options must talk, must uh, you know discuss with each other, and then there will be election. And I believe hundred percent after that period she will be uh, elected after that period. Okay. 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 Um, okay. So this for people who don't know, this is Mariam Rajavi. But would you be offended if somebody swore at Mariam Rajavi, like said something no. like very no? You wouldn't no, be no. offended. No, of course not. I mean, you can swear whatever. Yeah. But uh, when uh, some people lie about her, then I have to defend and say no, this is a lie, okay? Or give wrong information. I think. Because you know? here's the thing. I think like you know your. It might be again. I don't want to accuse her of anything. Okay, so to me, it comes across as you know that you have to not get give cultish vibes. Okay, because are you aware that most MEK members, like okay, maybe I'm wrong. Most MEKs that I have met treat okay. her like she's untouchable. That like she's that she's a goddess. That she should not. If I say that, if I say the smallest insults or the smallest negative things about her. They will be like they will come at me like I have like raped you know like, like attacked their mother or something. You know what I mean? Are you uh, aware of that attitude that exists? No, there, you know, in uh, every um, parties or whatever, every beliefs there are people. There might be people who are very very sensitive, and you know, right. I have seen myself, but there are I've few. I've seen it more with yes. Mek. No, no. I've seen it more seen, with no. Mek. But, I have no. seen, but very few. Okay, and mm. such a people when I have seen. I myself criticize MEK itself, criticize such a people that no, you cannot talk to people like this. Okay. So there are supporters, maybe, uh, you know, few, but MEK uh, uh, members and majority of supporters, we are not like that. And we uh, absolutely talk to people um, normally and we, we accept the, the differences, but if okay. you lie about MEK, you know, things that Iranian regime promote. Okay. Then right. of course. So here's another here's another thing. Here's uh, by the way, for example, um, the logo. As you can see, people, the logo looks like a communist logo, right? Mm-hmm. So, but but my, the thing is that a lot of Iranian people, okay, the fact that MEK is an Islamic organization, that's enough for them to not want to support them as well. Beyond all the things that I mentioned, they're like, mm-hmm. we have had enough with Islamists in politics. Right, like we don't want to go from one Shia group to another Shia group. Um, mm-hmm. Anybody that uses Islam as a way to advertise themselves or has anything to do with Islam uh, should stay away. We don't want to. We don't want them to rule over Iran. Okay. So that's not. Did they say it in any election that you say a lot of Iranian, yeah. a lot of Iranian, maybe ten percent, perhaps twenty percent? No, 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 no. Um, yeah, go on. But but you have to prove it in an election, okay? That yeah, yeah, okay. People, okay. You cannot just say. I, I can't, you cannot just you, say. Like, you, I, no, no, no. It's okay. So I'm saying it based on polls, okay? okay. Based on scientific polls, okay? And based on scientific which, polls. Like what? Like which one? Like Gammon, for example, which I think like you're going to say is another. Gammon, Gammon polls, Gammon. 
which uh, I, Ebekayam hates right now. Is it okay? Ebekayam how here? can look, look, look? Oh, yeah. How can you know? The, uh, uh, there is a you know mass murder now in in trial. No, in, you in didn't let me finish. Let me okay. finish. Every poll, every poll shows. Okay, and I think you're going to say they're all conspiracies, but every poll shows that the MEK does not have support in Iran, and in, a lot of people hate the MEK. Okay, but you're saying that I cannot prove it until there are elections, which is fair, but. Without elections, the best guess, I'm not saying this is proof, but this is the best guess that we have based on the all the online and all the other polls that we have right now, that the Iranian people are not in favor of MEK. But that's, again. Yeah. All right. Let me tell you, now two Iranian top students are jailed and they got 16 I know. years. Uh, yes. Just because they are supporting MEK, okay. So I know. how can in such a in such an environment, how can people say that yes, I'll support MEK? This is impossible. So these two, oh, the, po know, the polls are anonymous. Yes. Uh, okay. The, uh, you know, all uh, uh, phone calls are you know uh, no, they are the, controlled but, by Iranian. No, no, no. <laughs> okay, but the same. No, these are not phone calls. These are polls. Yeah. The same polls. People in vast numbers have said that they're against the Islamic Republic. Okay? okay, so the in the polls that people are saying that they're against the Islamic Republic, okay, and they are they're atheists, okay. Uh, in the same polls, they're saying that they're not for the MEK. So if they're afraid that the Islamic Republic of Iran is going to see their out uh, their answers, then why are they saying that they're not Muslim? Why are they saying that they are not for the Islamic Republic of Iran? Like they would, they should be hiding that as well. But the polls that people are saying that I am against Islam in the same poll, they are saying they're not for the MEK. Okay, look. So they're not uh, afraid. Look, look. Uh, this is a comparison. Uh, the biggest, the biggest opposition is MEK. So it shows itself the vast uh, support among Iranian people. Otherwise, no. For example, yes, that doesn't is. show that. No, no it doesn't it show is. that because they. No, no, because like again. They are support. This is an organization that is has been supported by some big players, right? It's mm -hmm. been supported by Saddam money, potentially Saudi Arabia's money, potentially American money. So that just because you are have a lot of resources, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have a lot of um, you know support in Iran from the people. I mean, it might. I'm not saying you're wrong. Maybe that's the reason. Okay, but it American doesn't necessarily money, mean Saudi money from where you got this. I don't know. I do, you know. It's See, like, like you're not listening to me. No, can okay, you so please, from, can no, you no, please no, show you, us a single evidence? Can you? Do show you us understand? Do you understand? You you didn't. You, you can't listen to what I'm saying. I'm saying that yeah. these are the accusation. I'm not saying that they're true. The accusation is okay. that they're getting money from Saudi Arabia. Okay. Okay. This is a possibility. I didn't say it's true. It's a possibility. So okay. I'm saying that the mere re the fact that they have so much money doesn't necessarily mean that they they're backed by a lot of Iranian people. You, okay. Pay attention to the word necessarily. I didn't say they're not. They say okay. it doesn't necessarily suggest it. Do you understand? Okay. All right. So you mean that by money you can bring people? Uh, you know, uh, oh Reza Pahlavi. Reza Pahlavi. She ha he has billions of dollars. Why he doesn't have a single organization and supporter who can? Uh, you're deflecting. Who's fighting? You're deflecting. Do you understand yes. that you're deflecting to something yeah. else? What I'm saying is true. You agree with that? The fact that the MEK has a lot of money and resources doesn't necessarily mean that they are backed by a lot of Iranian people. Okay. It doesn't necessarily mean that. Could I ask a clarifying yeah. question for, for the viewers? Because obviously they're, 
they, they yeah. might get lost in here. So generally, what is the population of, of Iran at the moment? 85 82? 85? 80, okay. 82 to 5 million. Uh, let's just round it up, say 85, just to round it up. Okay, now if there was an election tomorrow, what would be the parties and what, historically, what has been the pattern of voting uh, within the country? Oh, you can't you can't judge by the voting in Iran because the voting in Iran is co- highly controlled by the Islamic Republic of Iran. So that's not dictatorship. Yeah. So I think me and me and Perfect Davo agree here that that's not a good way for you to figure out um, what is what the Iranian how, people want. Okay. So judging from your the polls, etc., what do the people of Iran currently want, and would they support a Marxist system? Er- no, the number one thing that they seem to want, I, I don't know if Perfect Davo here agrees with the answers, but the main thing that they want is a, a demo, um, secular republic. Yes, secular. Uh, I mean, we, we also support secular de- democracy, uh, republic. Yeah. We, we call it as well, Democratic Republic of Iraq. Yes. And uh, uh, maybe well, next week, yeah. next week we can talk more. Uh, I mean, because I have to go out, as I said, with my family. Okay, mm-hmm. it is warm. They would like to go to the beach. Okay, good. Go take care of your family. But I so, but in the polls that I've seen, the MEK were usually at the bottom of the list. But I might be wrong about that. Okay. All right. So we can talk go. more next week, hopefully. Okay, sounds. And good. you can and you can bring those uh, reports as well. I would uh, be more than glad to answer. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, I could show you the popularity of Mariam Rajavi versus other people. We could talk about that. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, All right. Mujer, Thank you. you. Also, bring in yes, also uh, an email uh, Armin in advance of your conversation. I think that, that would be beneficial. Uh, yes. Yes. Your conversation. Uh, uh, perfect. David, was I fair to you today? Do you think I gave you the opportunity to give your yes, case? Yes. Make yes. Your case? Definitely. Okay. Yes. Okay. And anybody okay. would like to talk more, uh, then you are welcome to my channel. We can talk more there. Okay. Okay, okay. Consider uh, consider my invitation to the Persian channel, okay? We have... Uh, all right, consider yeah, we, we'll, it. Okay. We will talk about that, okay? Okay, all sounds right. good. Thank you. Take all care. Right. Bye. Cool. Bye, everybody. Care. Bye. Thank you. Take Bye. Care. Bye. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu Hey, when I say alaikum assalam, does that come off as insult, insulting or is that fine? No, it's fine. You know, it's, it's fine. How can okay. that be insulting? It's a greeting, right? No, because people think like as an I'm an atheist. Obviously, I don't agree with Islam. So they some sometimes they might think when I say alaikum assalam, I am being, you know, I'm trying to make fun of and make light of Islamic tradition or something like that. Do you know what I mean? I've got Christian friends that I in you know engage in debates with, and they say assalamu alaikum and stuff like that. So I don't think it's a, okay. But are they anti-Islam like me? Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> in India, what we if I... all kinds of like the Christian ones, like many times we say hallelujah and then Allah ki rahmat and things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What if I when I say what if I say um alaikum assalam wa rahmatu iblis wa barakatuh? What does it mean? Oh, well, don't I have oh, you know happy someone would be to, to receive that. <laughs> that, that <don't> I think, <laughs> I think iblis is the devil. So yeah. Satya is asking what does that mean. So basically, uh, alaikum assalam means peace upon you. So the, the Islamic version is assalamu alaikum, means like peace upon you. 
و رحمت الله و برکات او means and the God's mercy and His blessings be upon you. Okay, so I basically took that and I usually change the Allah part to Iblis, which is the the name of which is basically Lucifer. It doesn't mean devil; it means like it's his name, right? It's his name, so it's like Lucifer. So you believe in Lucifer? Why well, don't I don't believe in Allah? And I say Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wait, do I need to believe in Lucifer to be able to invoke his name? I mean, I can do like. I don't need to believe. I'm like, hey, look, 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 guys, look, I have a trick, okay? Harry Potter. <gasps> I don't believe he's real, but I just said his name. <laughs> right? I don't I don't think you need to <laughs> believe in things. I like, oh, that's, I can say unicorn, right? I can say dragon. So why can't I say a please? I mean, if you're invoking a, a, a blessing from a please on somebody, I mean, it's yeah. it's, it's I, okay so for example if i um it's just for fun like obviously you don't have to believe in everything you, you know people know that you're not being serious i mean we have we have a whole a church uh dedicated to the devil and people don't believe in it right we have the flying spaghetti monster we have the church uh the jedi church right people don't believe in things so they sell pray they sell books they different names there's right? a jedi church Oh yeah, you didn't know? No, I didn't get the email. I was like, that's something. <laughs> yeah, that people keep people walk to each other and say, "May the force uh, be upon you." Like, what is that? What they say? May the force be with you. May the force force be with you. Do you think they believe it? Like, oh yeah, is that that's a good example? When they when people say, "May the force be with you," do you think they believe that? Obviously, they don't, but they still say it. Modi said it once too. <laughs> when he went to meet you, Jackman, he said, "I think somebody yeah, yeah. gave him the wrong dialogue." So somebody gave him the Star Wars dialogue when he went to meet you, Jackman. <laughs> I, and I think it was supposed to be some some dialogue from the Wolverine. And he said, uh, "May the Force be with you." And you, Jackman, was like, uh, he was fumbled for a moment, and then he was like, "Oh wow, <laughs> that's, that's awesome." Guys, we should we should have our own show. The three of us are such a perfect mix. Like we have Hindutva, Muslim, and ex-Muslim atheists. This is such a good uh, trio that we have going on here. Yeah, no, um, nothing. Like did. I'm open to it right now because my vacations are going on. But once my college starts, it will be a little bit difficult. But I uh, I can still try to like do it from like uh, nine p.m. Nine p.m. is like two hours from now. Oh, yes, okay. I think that will be a good time or like seven hours before this time. Some, I can do it on in those two windows. I think Wait, you need the Hindu Vata logo, bro, on it. Just a, you know, just a, you know, presentation of it. You know, because yeah, you look like yeah. a bit peaceful. We need to, you know, just to get the imagination We're going. Talking about yeah, the Hindu, Hindu Rash, Akhand, Akhand Bharat, okay, Akhand Bharat. Okay, upload the logo next time so people could like okay. tell that you're Hindu as well. Okay, so by the way, I um I remember last time you mentioned that even if Hinduism, Hindu tradition and Hinduism is like backwards and it would be better for us to have enlightenment values, given that it's superior to Islam, right? Yes. It's still it's still better to push for that and you know, we can't like enlightenment would be the ideal, but since we can't get enlightenment, let's get Hinduism as a culture, right? That's what you're saying. Uh, no, I 
definitely want enlightenment and the backdrop of the cult back the backdrop which is the culture should be hinduism anyways but since right mm. now we are not getting like anything in the name of enlightenment so i think the backdrop should be there and in eventually with time when we get to enlightenment values i will definitely support them like i will, I will I ha- support them now can i just get a okay, definition okay. on enlightenment values because i hear this terminology fogged around but i'd like someone to really define what enlightenment values are should i go first you go first i ha- i have i have a specific answer to this but you go first go on. okay so during the renaissance when the greek philosophers and every like there was a cultural churn in europe and really good ideas came out of that period which was which were like free speech and science well the enlightenment values in politics is like free speech democracy and things like that oh and proper co- procedure of courts and th- like the things which you see in this in a civilized country and emerge from the age of enlightenment they are called enlightenment values okay so this is i, I like to think of uh, enlightenment values I have a list of what they entail okay but it's people often talk about western values and i think that's horrible that's a horrible name because western values includes uh, nazism and communism okay yes um so there's three main brands of western values two of them are horrible one of them is good right so enlightenment values are the good ones the bad ones are nazism and communism okay so don't let people and also it's bad to call them western values because then enlightenment values work wherever they are adapted right it doesn't it, it's not just for the west like when countries like japan and south korea they're not western countries but they have they adopted the same value uh and it worked for them as well any country that has these values as the main values that the country is uh run by sees an unbelievable amount of prosperity okay relative to all the other countries that are betraying these values right um and so that's what usually people mean by western values okay and i i have a list of the things that they entail and the basically they they these are certain ideas that became extremely popular um in the 17 and 1800s in your in western europe right mostly um britain and france right so these are the two main countries and you know people associate people like mostly voltaire voltaire is like the and john locke as a as the main figures who were made these ideas extremely popular right so the list that oh and also uh, jeremy bentham and john stuart mill I know there's a whole bunch of other people like Rousseau but some of their ideas were crappy. Anyways, these are the main figures. Anyway, so the ideas were separation of powers. Right? Separation of powers within government means like you try to decentralize power in within the government by having three uh branches of judiciary, uh, executive, um and legislative. So that was because before this we had monarchies and by it you know people the great thinkers are in Europe tried to figure out what to do so that power is not centralized in such a because centralization of power results in the um in the corruption and abuse of power and misuse of power so they were always looking for ways for how to reduce the control of the government so that people have relative higher power to the government so separations of power within the government in three branches was one way of i think it was montesquieu who suggested this and now it's the default way for governments around the world right to do have three three arms so that's number one number two is secularism 
they suggested that religion and politics have to be separated. And this is one of the Enlightenment values. Three is representative de democracy. Okay, as in as opposed to absolute democracy, not absolute democracy, but representative. Not sorry, as opposed to direct democracy is representative democracy, uh, free speech, free trade, respect for fundamental human rights uh, and property rights, uh, respect for the scientific method, uh, freedom of assembly, respect for the rule of law. So these are the these are the things that comes to my mind when I think about enlightenment values. Is that a good uh, friendly Muslim? Do you yeah, no, it's a good definition. No, 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 it's good. Yeah. Yes, I forgot secularism in my definition of enlightenment values. Yeah. But yeah, oh. democracy and free speech are, and secularism, I think, are the main parts. Yes. Uh, so I just wanted to talk about the Zubair, Muhammad Zubair's arrest. Oh, before you do that, I wanted to challenge you on your opinion that you said okay. that Hinduism as because we can't you like we can't have nice things so why not Hinduism so the problem with that is that first of all um, you're saying Hinduism as a as a way to not to challenge Islam because Islam because you know as opposed to Islam so you're like hey we have Islam we can't have enlightenment so as a, so so not so it would be bit good if we have more Hinduism so we don't get more of Islam right is that kind of uh, what you're saying no. No, go. Okay, so what... my point was that we are not going to get real enlightenment values. If we get if we get like something from the liberal parties, it is going to be a very fake secularism, which will be like uh, what was the name of the guy? John Rawls. John John Rawls plus a lot of hypocrisy and plus a lot of magnitude. That will be like the Indian liberal parties right now. They will give no, last time you said as a you said it's better than Islam, so why not Hinduism? That's what you said. No, did I say that? If it comes to like Islam versus Hinduism, I will definitely choose Hinduism. But like Islam has doesn't have like political mileage in India. Okay, I'm choosing. So you're like, not a you're a Hindu, but that is not about not at all concerned with like Islam's influence in India, because Hinduism's identity is like usually de defined around that fear. <laughs> yes. So why would I you want nationalism because... then? That's the I'm confused. Uh, because I think that's because the population of Muslims at the time of partition, hashtag not all Muslims, at the time of pa partition was like very much more in, time, in terms of percentage. And it was a result of that that Hindutva came along to like unify the country and fight against the Islamic radicalism, which was there, which was like in the Khilafat movement. I'll like to talk about that later. And so, okay, that's so why Hindutva focuses so much about like on the yeah. Islamic fundamentalism but i think i follow hindutva because of two things one is because it is best in the market and two it is blatantly against caste okay the problem with hindutva is is that it's so anti i mean it's anti-muslim in my opinion rather than anti-islam okay but the thing is that like oh my god look islam let's choose hinduism not islam let's make this uh, the dominant religion it it's not it's not making muslims in india like Oh, okay. Maybe we should choose Hinduism instead of Islam. Okay, like you're saying, like to people who say just like, okay, enlightenment values are good and all, but we want make we want to make sure India is dominated by Hinduism because we're scared of Islam. What I'm saying is that they're not dom making India dominated by Hinduism by going and like, hey, Muslims, how about like, how about give Hinduism a chance? Okay, they're like, no, like they're they're demonizing them, right? So, in fact, the effect that they're having is that they're Islamizing. Well, I mean, they're making the Islam section of India more radical, 
right? So they're not they're not making India more Hindu. They are making the Islam part of India more radical. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh, yes. So, uh, what was the first part? I like, just forgot. I was trying to find. I'm just saying, like, I'm just saying. Point. First point. I, the, my first point is not like, like, oh, I like Hindutva because they're making the major identity of India Hinduism. I'm like, they're not yes. doing that. Not that, not that many people are going like, hey, I, did, I, you know, I was Muslim up until now. But Hindutva convinced me, like, where are the Muslims who are saying that Hindutva convinced me to leave Islam and become Hindu? Do you know what I mean? Like, the effect yes. that they're having is, like, the Muslims who didn't take Islam seriously are now taking Islam a lot more seriously. You know what I mean? That's the effect that they're having. Okay, so point one, like, about Hinduism being dominant in India. When I say I want Hinduism to be dominant in India, I want the Hindu culture to be dominant in India. Like, I would yep, be really glad if, like, all the for having. Got... Is Hindutva okay? So not the Hindu belief, but the Hindu culture. Okay, yes. but is Hindutva having that effect on India? Uh, yes, of course. Like even Hindus were very divided. Like before all this happened, and they used to have their caste identities first, and then later the Hindu identity. And the cultural identity was identity was like very far away. Like the Hindu cultural identity, which was there. They I understand that they're less they're less divided. I understand that, but they're less divided because they're united in their hate for Muslims. They are united against their hate for radical Islam. Uh, that's okay. They, well, they're I mean, calling all of Islam radical Islam. I mean, uh, if yeah. you go on on the feeds at the moment, every I mean, Muslim, in their view, okay. is is a threat. Wait, wait, friendly Muslim. They're calling every not every. All of Islam, because honestly, all of Islam, I agree, all of Islam is radical Islam, okay? But my problem is that they consider every Muslim as a suspect. Like, let's, every, my problem is that they're going, they think every Muslim is a potential terrorist. Uh, or, but, like, the Prime Minister has many times uh, praised Sufism as a culture and has, like, Two Muslims, one Muslim, which is like the minority minister in his cabinet, and he has like never said that all the Muslims are bad. Whoever has said this is like a very like loony guy. I'm talking guy about you. You cannot deny that this is a dominant way of thinking within Hindutva. Uh, yes, some people do think like that. Uh, I agree, but it's not some it's people. A, it's a dominant way of thinking within Hindutva. By the way, I I I watched the Kashmir Files with uh, Susanna. I mean, oh my God, talk about a hate piece. The, like the way Muslims are treated. Like I was like, this is this look like a movie that was made by the Nazis and, um, and you know, and the Muslims were portrayed in a way a Nazi movie wants to portray, portray Jewish people. That's how bad it was. But it was like, like based I, on real events. It, okay, oh my, so you're supporting the movie, right? You're saying it's a, you're supporting the message of the movie. It was like a fine movie. I like don't like it very much because See, the writing okay. and all was poor, but I didn't think like there was a lot the of fact, hate in it. Oh my god. The f okay, so this is what I'm saying. The fact that you do not see what I saw when I saw the Kashmir files shows to me that you are blind to the amount of hate that is being created against Muslims in India. Like the fact that you didn't see what I saw. The fact that you said like it's based on real events, you know how loose that definition is like based on real events you know how much how much room for flexibility you have based yes of course it was based on real events it's not based like i know that a lot of those things happen okay but that yes. doesn't restrict you 
much based on real events. There's a lot of room for propaganda, even if the movie is based on real events. Okay, so like, you what's the criticism about the movie? Like, what? How should how should they have more? Do you have like seven hours? Because I don't know where to start. But the one that I'm highlighting right now is how out of their way they went to show every goddamn Muslim. I don't even wait. Was there a Muslim that was good? Because I think the only reference to good Muslims was the speech at the end that there are some other Muslims. Yes. But were they? <laughs> I know, but were there a character in the movie that was a good Muslim? Friend of Muslim, have you seen the Kashmir Files? I don't no, think I, there was a character. I, I, I was. I, I did was. see the the breakdown of what things were wrong in it, and so it was just a non-starter because. Um, Watch I, it. Watch it. It was horrible. Satya, uh, you, you correct? Like, yeah, there were like references to like uh, good Muslims, which were like again, I don't like to I, use this term. Was there a single? Because... Okay, not only was there not a good Muslim in the movie. Okay, correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. Yes. Every Muslim in the movie was evil to a cartoonish level. Like I thought, like I, I, even at the beginning, I was like, okay, this neighbor, good, they have a good Muslim. They're trying to show the neighbor that is a good Muslim to, to show like, okay, like, sure, we're going to put like a few Muslims here that are good. But no, even that guy like was betrayed his neighbor. And like, like they weren't, it wasn't that ju just that the Muslims were like, not okay. They were like, they were like so evil. All of them were so evil. It was unbelievable. It was unbelievably cartoonish. And the evilness, it wasn't like, oh, yeah, this is just like a murderer. It was like, oh, my, it's like, it's such a bad, a poorly made movie in a way that it's just such absolute obvious propaganda. Like, I can't believe, like, people watch this and were like, yep, this is a good representation of, of real events. I mean, some of the interviews, you're saying it was based on real events, okay? So yes. let me tell you. It was all, everything there was based on real events. But the good thing is that, like, there was a part of the movie that I saw. I saw the real interview. I have seen the real interview, and I've seen the, their portrayal of the interview, and the level of propaganda that they added to that interview is like they're betraying every single uh, person that is like the trust of every single person that is watching the movie. So. Yeah, again, the interview that they showed in the movie, right? It was based on yes. a real interview that happened. Yep, yep. But it was night and day. Like, the difference could be, like, if somebody had, the people who have watched the real movie, if they were being honest, they're like, okay, this is like a major propagandistic twist on the actual interview that really happened. Do you know what I mean? But, like, the contentious parts in the interview were, like, uh... The guy asked if, if they would have asked you to kill your mother or your brother, would you have killed him? And the guy says, yes. And that was the real interview in the real interview too. Yeah. Okay. So see, yeah, it was. But this, the, the, the actual interview was an arrested man that was being accused of something that he did wrong, that this person was executed, like was being charged with crimes against, you know, as a terrorist. Right in the yes. movie, it was like on a he was being he was like being <laughs> treated like a like a guest yes. like like he was being treated as somebody who was like being celebrated like he was being yes, yes. <laughs> so this is hundred and eighty degrees opposite of what the reality was. So it yes, was because the guy who was 
because the guy who was being interviewed was like a combination of two real people one was bitta karate i, I know like but a... do you see how that mis- misrepresents what the, what was happening like somebody yes, that, but... that like as if as if india would have just like let somebody walk somebody who's like okay so the guy who was coming on live tv and admitting these things they wouldn't be treated like that okay you're misrepresenting how okay i'm 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 a loss for words well, I mean, like, when you, you said see... a combination of two different people, this one guy yeah. was a combination of two different people. Yes. Do you not see a problem Look, in that? I agree that it could have been a lot better. But like when I go lenient on this movie, I go lenient on this movie just because like it is the first movie which talks about this incident. And the second point is like... I it's a betrayal didn't... of those events. Okay, so here's the thing. What happened, what happened was a genocide. Okay? Do you agree? This This movie... Betrays what you agree that it was genocide, it was a genocide, yes. Thanks, man. You're the first first guy from the left to like agree to that. Okay, why were people not saying it was a genocide? This is another key factor. How many people do they consider? Because there was a UN report that does not consider it a genocide, so there's another issue. Okay, steal man their arguments. Like what I'm saying is first. that this movie was a betrayal of the memory of all the victims, okay? Because the victims were used to do exactly what happens to those victims, to do it to Muslims now. Do you understand? This movie like... was a weapon against Muslims in India to do to Muslims in India what was happening to Hindus back then. This movie is an excuse for the same crimes that it's trying to condemn. Like, how is that an excuse for, like, the same crime it is trying to condemn? Like, it is showing, showing some people it, in bad light. Um, like, all of the Muslims in that movie. It's the way, the way the Muslims in that movie, okay, see the yes. Hindus, the way the evil Muslims in that movie is trying to show, like, look at these evil Muslims. They're, like, looking at Hindus and they're disgusted by them. And they're... And they want to treat them poorly. This movie was showing Muslims in the same way, but and it's the, and it's inviting the same. It's inviting the same time of actions and the same time of attitude against Muslims currently living in India today. And I don't think that it. I don't think so that it invites like the same sentiment. But the thing it is, has, the, it is literally doing that. Do you not watch the news? It's literally doing the movie itself. Uh, is literally doing that right now in India. Like how? Like there were like five or six incidents where like some people got up and gave like some hateful stuff. Already, but... already, only right after the movie come came comes up. And the fact that somebody like you're like the better Hindutva, okay? The fact that somebody like you watches that movie and you don't see like, yeah, I don't have any problem with this. The fact that you don't see the caricature, the the cartoonish evil like villain that they're making every Muslim look like in this movie, the fact that you see that and you're like, yeah, I guess this is a fair representation of how Muslim how Muslims are. Like, and you have a hashtag not all right next to your name. And you're <laughs> saying that while having a you know, like out the level of irony here is just like I can't take it. I don't know what to say. Okay. You guys talk to I'll each like, other. I'll give you like the good Muslim I just it just I just striked me. There was a girl who was like meeting this IAF officer and this IAF Indian Air Force officer gave the girl a rose. You remember that girl? Uh, oh, the one that didn't start screaming when somebody got shot in front of her? Yes, yes, yes. The, like, the four officers were shot and like the girl started yeah. screaming. That okay. was a good Muslim right there. 
But I still think that it was a child. <laughs> okay, wait, if, okay. If you want to use child children as well, there was another good Muslim in the boat right next to that terrorist Muslim guy. That there was a yes. I don't know the boy like okay yeah the children they <laughs> it didn't portray ch- children of Muslims as terrorists. Okay, fair point. Sure, <laughs> good job. <laughs> are you but saying? like you said that all the Muslims are there. That's what I'm responding okay, to, man. I'm sorry. I'm I, thank but you for correcting were, me. The children point, were spared. <laughs> technical point. If they weren't of the age where they could make the decision whether they could commit to Islam and understand Islam, then they weren't technically Muslims. That would be considered Muslims. So technically, yeah. that still doesn't count. <laughs> like how? Like I didn't get that argument. Okay, so like if they were like under ten, then they can't accept yes. Islam essentially because they're not within their their faculties. So it was the child under ten years old. Let's say. <laughs> I don't think like the age was mentioned, but the girl looked yeah. like around twelve or thirteen. But anyway, like. Even like yep. if there was Give no Muslim more years, she didn't turn around. Obviously, she was too young to be a terrorist. But uh, another another thing, another thing that was so interesting in the movie is like it wasn't just going after um, um, Islam; it was going after like some um, seemingly good people, the secularists and the Marxists and yes, the, the Buddhists. Marxists. Okay, like it was like it was like Buddhist? oh, in the university, yeah, the Buddhists. Did you not notice that? Did you? Susanna oh, there was a neo 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 Ambedkarites. I think you're talking about the neo Ambedkarites. No, no yeah, like, but w- also in the in the house of the teacher, there were Buddhist yeah. symbols all over her house. Not, you know. Okay, I didn't so, notice that, but I know where yeah. that's coming from. Like, yeah, I know, you know where that's coming from. But they were like literally right? cover everybody. Oh, Oxymoron is here. Two Hindus. Uh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. okay, I'll okay, talk so, uh, just in two like, minutes. I think okay. I'm ju- I just came walking and little tired. So like okay, the environment wait, wait, of that time, even like from the books of secular people like Rahul Rahul Pandita, like the guy who was chased out of the valley yeah. and he made a like wrote a book after that. Like even according to his records, like I'm not saying most of the people, but most of the people whom he saw were like bad and evil. That was like even. It might be because the radicalization was so high at that point of time, but like almost they, all of they, the Kashmiri pundits whose testimony I hear, they say that almost all of the people they saw didn't come to come out to help them and were mostly like evil. Yeah, and the, the price dropping okay. scene. There is no. It is like we're not talking scene. about that. We're not talking. We're talking about um, Muslims specifically during that time. I'm, I'm talking about okay. Muslims right now. Okay? okay, I'm saying they're being seen as all you know. Muslims as a whole are being portrayed as purely evil. Okay, like there's like first of all, and also, you know, um, I don't know the fact that people didn't come out to help you. That doesn't necessarily mean that they were okay with the killings. Okay, like okay. this is a time of war. People take people try to save themselves. But anyways, I I'm, I don't want to use the testimony of a couple of reporters as a way to judge an entire population of people. One. Okay. Two, okay. I do think like I, I also agree, I agree it was a genocide. Okay. I also agree that it went ignored. Okay. I agree yes. that it was ignored and it should have not been ignored. Like this was a tragedy that it should have been highlighted. But this was not the right way. This was a horrible way. This is actually makes it more difficult right now to highlight that and bring back the memory of the victims that were uh, of that of that crime 
uh, bring back the memory of it in a in a in a in a proper way because of the the fact that they were used as tools for a propaganda piece makes it so difficult to now bring it back objectively because every mention of their name and their victimhood could be used as a propaganda tool has been it has already been tainted the memory uh, of them like this is the experience people have these like if you the audience that you wanted to should have had were not the people who are already bigoted against muslims okay you wanted to convince the secularists the buddhists the muslim the muslims the muslims who are not radicals right and the international community like look this is what was ignored Oxymoron, you have a lot of background noise. Um, yeah, so, like, no, what do you, you, hold on. you want it? No, now, when, when the international world looks at this movie, they see an obvious, obvious, bigoted propaganda piece. So, the first moment, the first time that you had their attention, this is what you hit them with. This, is, this movie only works with Hindutva and anti Muslim bigots. That's what that's what this movie works with. The these and these people were already aware of this horrible crime. Most of them were okay. That other people are ignored. The people that you should have gained, the people that you should have appealed to, you lost them with this movie. But anyway, Aksimara, go on. But even like the Democrats uh, in the US, wait, even they like wait. gave it a standing applause and like did a ceremony in which they said that this movie was really nice and things like that. And the second well, thing is like these people are, didn't come to us to say to us that okay, what has happened to you? Please tell us. It was this director who went out to them and showed him this movie, so he earned an opportunity. And I don't think he lost it, but even if he lost it, I'm no one to say that you lost your opportunity. Okay, let's let's la- let's talk. To, yeah, I mean, I'm saying the opportunity maybe was like ruined by a lot, and but it's not completely lost. Aksimaran wants to say something. Let him speak. Yeah, go on. Uh, uh... I, do you think uh, there were any uh, hate crimes against uh, Kashmiri Muslims after the movie came out? Hate crimes against what? Uh, Kashmiri Muslims. Kashmiri Muslims. Um, I don't know if specifically in Kashmir, but I knew there were attacks against Muslims. Uh, uh, do you have any specific uh, attack that that happened because of Kashmir fights? Because of Kashmir files, yeah. Well, I mean, yes, but I, if you want me to prove to you that it was because of the movie, then I, I'm not going to be able to give you proof 100%. Okay. But oh, somebody is saying, somebody in live, live chat is saying, yes, 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 yes. So, shake, shake BH, uh, can you give us the examples? Because I remember specifically reading news about that, it, yes, it did incite violence and hatred towards Muslims, but. Um, and yeah, so yeah, in the live chat, they're saying people who did commit crimes, they said they did it because they watched Kashmir files. Can you? I remember seeing that specifically, um, but if you want me to go find it, you have to give me some time, okay? And no, unless, unless people in the you live do chat... have it, right? You do have read that, right? What you do have read that, right? <clears throat> that there's something like that uh, out there. In your... I, I will trust you, there's no problem with that. I just didn't read it. I don't understand what you're saying. Can somebody, your audio is... Okay. Can somebody tell me what you're saying? Very heavy. Your audio is bad. Uh, Now, is it now good? Yes, yes. Okay. So, the... I think there are incidences where in... After the movie was released, released, 
that Kashmiri Hindus, there, I think there are around 800 Hindus uh, living in uh, Kashmir right now. They uh, they asked for asked for government to ban the movies because they feel unsafe now because the movie was released and because Kashmiri Muslims are getting to know about it, the Islamists. I think there have been three three to four attacks after the movie was released in Kashmir against Hindus. Uh, okay, uh, and uh, what's and, your point? There were attacks on Muslims and there were attacks on Hindus, and and then uh, there was attack in UP where two people were killed just for uh, just for going to watch the movie. Okay, and okay, so you don't see were... similar kind of attack from Hindu side towards uh, Kashmiris or Kashmiri Muslims or Muslims in general. Okay, so why is that? I do. Well, because Islamic attacks are more common. You want me to do what about them? Yes, yeah, true. No, but you don't. So you said it's inciting hate. Then we don't see expressions of it. Hang on one second. A Hindu we... activist attacked a Muslim mm -hmm. man with a sword after watching uh, the Kashmir Files. This was April twenty second, twenty twenty two. We don't. And Oxymoron, you're saying we don't see hatred. Are you? Are you? Are you? What world are you living in? Are you serious right now? Yeah, uh, I think that the only incident that have, he pointed out, I didn't know, but I don't actually no. see a lot of hatred. You don't see a lot of hate. Like, are you saying because of this movie or in general? Because in general, Hindutva hatred against Muslims is astronomically high. Uh, are you saying because of this movie specifically? Uh, so about 40 to 45 percent of uh, Hindus vote for BJP. So they kind of uh, uh, identify with Hindutva. So... Uh, Hindutva, if you say it's a dominant uh, hate for the Muslims, then do you mean to say that uh, about 40 to 45% of India hates Muslims? There's a lot of hatred by Hindutva, okay, against Muslims. Yeah, I'm not, but there's uh, a, that, on scale. You, the, way, the way I'm talking about it is a spectrum. The way you talk about it, you want me to make a black and white claim about every single person. No, but that is then, then uh, we can we have proportions that how many you think that it's not, it doesn't work like that. I cannot, I know, I know that the, with, with Hindutva ideology, okay, and Hindutva members are extremely bigoted, not all of them, but there's a tendency to be bigoted against Muslims, okay? You want me to, you want to connect the dots and be like, well, Hindutva is BGP, BGP people in, in, in India voted for BGP, so all, are all of them hateful towards Muslims? I'm not going to connect the dots like that for you because it doesn't work like that. Nothing works like that, okay? I, I'm only making the claim that I'm making. If you think, Mike, you're doing, uh, you're looking at everything as in too much black, black and white, as if this means this, this means this, it doesn't necessarily follow. All I'm saying like is that... A point. What? I would like Go to raise on. a point. So, like, your criticism of the movie is that they could have shown, like, some good Muslims who were there. Like, I agree. It's they could have shown some Muslims who were there, who were good, who helped the Kashmiri Pandits. I agree. They could have shown it, shown it in that way. But even in the movie, you see that the part of the neighbors and the common civilians is like very less. Mostly, no. Most okay, you're being you're, you're not being honest here. Okay, like I'm talking what? about something that anybody who's have seen the movie can tell. Okay, most the, like Muslims even, were portrayed as cartoonishly evil. Okay, the Muslims who did bad things was showed as cartoonishly evil. Agreed. They were okay. They were basically all the Muslims. 
they were because hindus weren't killing at that time anybody what? like in that movie basically all the muslims that were showed were bad i agree that they could have shown some good muslims but they're showing the muslims who had killed the kashmiri you pundits. cannot you cannot you, if you watch this movie and yes. you do not come come out thinking this was a horrible propaganda piece against muslims as a whole this was not just a movie that was trying to objectively highlight the crimes that happened at certain at a certain time okay this was a movie that was trying to be a propaganda piece against muslims as a whole if you don't if you did not come across, come with that with that conclusion you are you are either not being honest or you are you watch a different movie um or you are so <laughs> you are so uh, you know deep within this propaganda world that you don't even notice it when it's right in front of your eyes okay because every single time like the the move like to some outsider to somebody an outsider like me who agrees that what happened was a genocide that should have been highlighted a lot more this movie did not do a good did, this movie betrayed uh, that that they bringing more attention to that history Betrayed the victims of this. What number would you consider a genocide? Because this is picked up in the media also. Um, so I've got the, these facts and figures. So I'd like you to just sort of tell me what you would consider a genocide. Because even the Indian media were saying, is it right for you to be calling this movie a genocide? Or is it an exodus? Or uh, how would you define a genocide? Because officially it wasn't recognized as a genocide. So this is the genocide. Genocide. Well, I mean, based, based on what I understand of the definition of genocide, it should be considered genocide. I don't know why it hasn't, because um, it's mostly about how people who were killed uh, selected for killing rather than the number. It does. It's not like a number. It's not like a number uh, when you reach it, all of a sudden becomes genocide. OK, if a, if a member of a religious group or an ethnic group are targeted for killing um, as a means of eliminating their religion culture or ethnicity that is considered to be genocide and there's a cultural genocide as well and that doesn't necessarily require people to die but this one is actually genocide genocide because people were being killed for the people were being killed for their religion okay so like the facts you have like uh, friendly muslim is that number like 250 kashmiri pandits died um no so what they're saying was that they were saying that it was up to 4000 that's what the, the they were sort of saying that that was the kind of number. Okay. Now, uh, uh, a professor had said it was more like two hundred, or official report said two hundred ninety-nine. Yes. Like I would and, like to talk about the official number. And then uh, another number of someone in Kashmir, they said it was more like three hundred ninety-nine. So that's okay. the the figures here. Uh, that the figures got. of two hundred fifty and three hundred came from an from an RTI right to information appeal, which was filed filed for the to the Kashmir government. To like know how many people were killed but that number is flawed because the local authorities at that point of time many of the people in the local authorities were like in bed with the islamists and they too wanted to kill and get rid of the kashmiri pundits and there have been cases on testimonies of people like they say that when they went to the police the police said no and like led them to the islamists and some things like that so like that official number is not like a very good representation a better representation would be like to go to all the people who okay. got out of that place and ask the the official numbers are not uh, claiming to be the total numbers of people who died. They are being they are being claimed as the ones that were recorded. Okay, yes. so people 
a lot of Hindu Twa, like when they see these no low numbers, they get they get angry. They're like, oh my god, this is a misrepresentation of fact. Okay. But if you actually look at the facts, it's like these are the recorded people who died, the number of people recorded who died. Okay. They're not Agreed. saying these are the only people who died. Okay. Uh, okay. But also the people who give like the high end of the numbers, okay. They also, yes. when they try to prove that it was that huge, okay, they say they give you evidence for why it could have been that high number. They don't give you evidence that it was that number. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Okay. I'm so, like I know people try to get in this number game. Some people say it's too low, and some people tell it's like an astro tell a, like an astronomical number to say that like look, these many people have died, so it's a genocide. But like I believe in your definition that. They were being killed to like end their culture and chase them out of the valley and end their ethnicity from that place. And so that yeah, it's clear an attempt. It was a genocide. An attempt, an attempt was made to wipe out certain people with a certain culture out of an area, and killings yes. of them was involved. That's genocide. Yes. Uh, like I would like to come back to the movie, like uh, the. Concerns you guys are guys are raising, like about people getting out of the movie theater and like going and killing about some like some people. I think there have been some incidents like this. Agreed, but like the movie was shown in like entirety of India. Like there are so many people. Some people are bound to go out and do things like this, which I say it is wrong, totally wrong. But to say that that is because the nature of this movie which promoted this, I think it is a misrepresentation because like the Hindu leader you are mentioning, I think he was like from a, like one guy mentioned, he was from a very right wing like organization i think even if the movie was good and showed some good muslims who were like helpful to the kashmiri pandits and helped them in their case even then i think these people would have gone out and killed those people like killed or attacked those people whom they attacked like i don't think like, so, you know it's so hard i wish Lena was here and i wish either maybe friendly muslim had watched the movie because if so, so anybody who watched the movie would be like the problems with the way Muslims were betrayed would have not been fixed by first by a good Muslim who was being helpful or doing a good thing. Like it's just I don't know how to describe how bad how how disgusting the movie was by in, in the way that it tried to portray Muslims. You know what I mean? Like honestly, like the the best way I could describe it is like it would be as if it would be what you would expect for you if you were watching a Nazi-made movie, you know, during in Germany back in World War II, and you would expect how the Jews in the movie were being portrayed. This is the way that the Muslims were being portrayed, or, or worse, in this movie. Like it, what? and it was, and the, it was not subtle. It was so. In it's just face. like it was so in the face of like, hey, like maybe tone it down so it becomes. A little bit believable. Like, what the hell are you doing? This is not very, it's not even a good propaganda piece. Like, good propaganda pieces, like, try to tone it down so that it becomes a little bit believable. But this movie didn't even do that. I think this movie was kind of like a, a shock porn for, like, it wasn't trying to even bring back the memory um, of the of the crimes. It was just trying to uh, throw meat at the alliance. Like, they, like, they know that there's a lot of anti-Muslim hate in India. It wasn't trying to raise awareness about this genocide. It was just trying to let all these Hindutva just jizz over this movie just because and just get a, a confirmation of their justification for the hate for Muslims. This was the goal of the movie. And it, and it was very successful at achieving that, I think. 
ஒரு <laughs> i should have like done something to like give money to a fundraiser or something because most of the people whom i met like they were not that we should kill all the muslims or all muslims are bad they were mostly like even like from hindutva discord servers you should like come to some of the hindutva discord servers even there the main topic of the discussion was like after we guys we streamed the movie on the discord server illegally <laughs> so mm-hmm. illegally the topic of discussion was that we should have like gone and read about this earlier and should have like asked the government to rehabilitate these people into the kashmir earlier i don't think okay. any of my okay all right let, so you said nobody within the of the people you know had that effect on them. but let oxymoron speak as well oxymoron okay and then so uh, i would like to compare this movie to schindler's list so there there were no good nazis or moderate nazis being portrayed okay and go on actually very cut it was a, also a very cartoonish portrayal of the event you can also so you, that okay good okay so you're saying that so you're saying like uh, schindler's list because it was a movie because think about what you're saying okay because that was a movie that didn't show the nazis any any of the nazis in a good light so this movie is also fair to not show any muslims in a good light do you know what you uh, just did there No yeah yeah Okay okay uh, so I did you just come a lot of uh, <laughs> the portrayal oh as Nazi I don't yeah, agree. Yeah, I know I so you okay so you you Aksimaran you just said okay like it's fair to show all muslims as evil look at Shindler's list they portrayed all nazis as evil <laughs> Do you see how that's not a good comparison Is that an Aksimaran uh, <laughs> Oh, no, uh, I think uh, the, the director made the point that uh, he made the point that there are moderate Muslims and there are Islamists. And well, it was it wasn't no, no, story no, no, about no, the Muslims. No, no, it was story yeah. about the uh, Kashmiri Pandits. They were okay, really okay. betrayed by their relatives. Uh, the didn't do a very good neighbors. job to show like we're not talking about Muslims. We're not specifically talking about Islamists. Okay, especially in fact, in fact, not only it didn't do that. it it kind of went out of its way to show like even the muslims who are not holding weapons okay even the muslims who are not jihadists they're also evil that's how far the movie went to try to show that like he okay, went the, uh, even, the first let me let me, let me let me explain let me explain to people okay it, it the movie in in in, a, in an effort to show how untrustworthy every muslim are even the peaceful one started with a muslim as in one of its scenes that was genuinely seemed a nice guy genuinely seemed like he was like being friendly and helpful to the hindu neighbor only to all of a sudden when the islamists when the jihadists showed up he kind of showed like the hindu guy was hiding in a rice rice barrel rice barrel to to hide away from these evil muslims so to, that are coming there to get him right and the muslim neighbor who was up to that point so friendly so nice trying to be helpful sh- sh- like signal to the jihadis like he showed like 
up there with his hands like up there and he showed him he showed he pour some rice on the ground to show like where he's hiding right so and then he, the, the muslims went upstairs and they started shooting at the barrel of rice and then blood started pouring in front of his wife and children and blood started pouring out of the rice barrel right so yeah, they're like, hey, you're friendly, you're friendly Muslim who has been Damn. so nice, <laughs> who has been so nice to you upon every day. When the jihadis show up, he's gonna take the side of the jihadis. Of course, he's a Muslim. What do you expect? <laughs> this was Wait, that was the point of movie that it was story of betrayal. How uh, in nineties the Muslims who were friends actually turned against them. It was actually the story. This is not common. It even in. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a little sick. Uh, even yeah, in Bangladesh, hard, it's, hard, it's hard to argue argue this with you because you actually agree <laughs> that this is a fair portrayal. Like I think Satya is like I disagrees with the, this portrayal, and it's like he's saying the movie didn't do that. You're saying the movie, yes, the movie did that justifiably, <laughs> right? It seems like this is the difference between your messages. Okay, so like uh, I'm on the side that the writing could have been better. But the case okay. of that rice rice dropping thing, it, it's like a real case. Like, what's there to say about that? But like, I think more Muslims. I think the, the shown, case, rice thing was toned down because for seven days she was eating uh, yes, rice. Of she was there. eating that uh, you guys... soaked rice, but it was toned down. But I think the portrayal could have been better. But that doesn't make that, like, you the guys, movie. You guys are missing the point. You know, you know, I could make a movie about Hindus, okay? Yes. And every Hindu in the movie being evil. And yes. based on something that actually happened, do you know? I could make that movie, right? Yes, agreed. and it would it would be accurate. Like there are enough Hindus in the world that have done evil things that I could make a movie that every single character in the movie, okay, is an evil figure and it's a Hindu. It's so like so obviously Hindu and evil. And if you come, I'm like, hey, you're making Hindus look bad. I'm like, what? Look, this person exists. This is based on this character. And he did that. This person is based on this character. And he did that. That would not be a good excuse. This would be a hate piece against Hindus, even if this, even if every single character is accurately evil based on a real Hindu that exists in the real world. Do you understand that? Okay, so like I would like to take another example. When no, Bible but do you understand was... that? Yes, I agree. I agree. You could do that very well. You could do that. But yeah, but okay, it would be like... a propaganda piece, against, a bigoted movie against Hindus if I did that. Like I would like to if elaborate I... on it with an example. Like when Babri Masjid was, uh, like Babri Mosque was um, demolished by some other car, like some of the Hindu, radical Hindutva people. If you make a movie on that and you don't show any Hindus like defending the thing or like helping out the Muslims in that area and you say that this is the story of that mosque and like all the Hindus are bad on in that in that movie, I would say okay, no problem. No, that that would be I would not be okay. I would not be okay with that movie. If you show a movie okay. of entire entirely of evil like every single Hindu person in that movie, every single person becoming like being cartoonishly evil in that movie uh, even if you could show me that if every single one of them directly correlates with the life of a real Hindu that was evil, I would be say that this is a hateful, bigoted movie, propaganda piece against Hindus. This is going to create hate against Hindus. Uh, so I have them called optical grammar, which we are trying to refer. So even in the first scene, I think it was the Muslim, uh, the ch child, uh, was friends with Hindu who was defending the. Hindu kid Satya, I think his name was Satya too. So he did portray that child as innocent and 
uh, not worthy. And secondly, after that, the child doesn't know. The child grows up, but he doesn't know that what exactly happened at that time. So he wasn't exactly telling that uh, everything, uh, every Muslim was evil. So the problem is this movie was uh, from perspective right. of Kashmiri Pandits. And no, no. How so the experience you're is. talking about the main, the main character in the movie, right? The the kid that yeah, grew the, up. Krishna, no, no, Krishna. The, no, 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 no. His brother, his brother, elder brother was Shiva, playing Shiva. with Shiva. His, uh, yeah, Shiva. So he was playing with this Muslim guy, who, whose father actually betrayed, but the son doesn't know it, and son was innocent, and he yeah, and the oh, oh my God, so are you saying that the child, like, if the movie was fair because the children were not portrayed as evil? Satya was the same point. No, oh, I said okay, yeah. I just pointed out that exceptions, and he also said that yes, last the yes. Fair. The, Mus the Muslim children, the Muslim children were not portrayed as evil. Okay, the children were swearing. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, no. Okay. I'm saying that not everyone. <laughs> I'm, but, I'm okay. happy. I'm happy the movie didn't show <laughs> even the, the children of Muslims as terrorists as well. That's <laughs> good job. <laughs> Hey, Amin. Okay. Amin. I don't uh, see any imagine, problem with that imagine, movie. Right? Because... For example, if, wait, wait, in wait, Pakistan, if, if a director made a movie on the 1947 Jammu massacres in which uh, between 20,000 and 100,000 Muslims were killed and did it in the same way as this movie. I, I haven't seen it myself, but I will do this week. But from your perspective, like, it would, like the two guys in the chat, they would probably see that as a propaganda piece, right? But you, um, you have it the other way around and it's like, oh, it's all fair game, you know? Like it depends if it was like on that massacre specifically and Muslims have died in it. Then like if you show Muslims dying and Hindus killing them, how is that bad? It but might come across everyone, as like if you portray everyone in a bad light and you know in that country that you've got a particular propaganda towards this group of people and you're in this movie you're specifically demonizing that group of people, you can see how it's gonna come across. Do you understand? How it is going to come across is like very much dependent on who is watching it because I, as I told you, most of my friends and even Hindutva people in the Discord servers, they were not like let, like all Muslims were bad. Well, oxymoron. Well, that's not a good. That's not a good. I, okay, so when we say this movie is going to have a bad influence on on, on people in India, and your yes. comeback is like, oh, I had some friends. They watched the movie and they weren't affected like that. Do you understand that that's not a good comeback? We're not saying like, like this movie okay, is going to basically every single person that watches it is going to now pick up a knife and go look for a Muslim. That's not what we're claiming. That's not what we're claiming. Agreed. So, but okay. like the point, like the point I'm making is the movie could have been written in a better manner. Some Muslims could have been shown in a better light. If I was a director, yeah. I might have gone ahead and shown like some Muslims in good light too. I agree. But there is no guarantee that the people who are becoming bigoted right now like i think they are bigots from the starting only but the people who are doing bigoted acts after watching this movie in this in this particular like in this particular direction and this particular it's script a, i don't think i don't think the claim is that people were not bigoted and they're now going to be bigoted i think the most influence that it's going to have is that people that were already bigoted and already yes. hate muslims is going to fuel their anger yes Agreed. That's but what it's gonna do. Let's imagine. Let's imagine that it was just and like the movie I want to make. Then where some in the movie some Muslims had helped the Kashmiri pundits and things like all these all the things all those toning down incidents like like not toning down but the balance in the movie is like there. Do you think that those same people would be like okay some people help those Kashmiri pundits so like I should leave my bigotry or they would have would, they would not, not be emotionally charged like up. 
it's not black and white. It could have been better, better movie with less of a heart, right? It could, it could have, have been a better movie. Agreed. It could have had a lot of message. Like for example, we've seen um, other movies. Like when they are trying to mention like crimes that were committed, they put messaging in there. Um, put good. For example, a lot of like when you, for example, you are, you're trying to show that you know, yeah. For example, you could put good Muslims in there, but you could also have the characters in the movie that are part of the good people that the people that are relating to, you could give them lines that shows them, you know, more sympathetic, you know, but the only line that people go toward uh, mention is that last line that he said, some even modern Muslims were killed. It doesn't even say that modern, modern Muslims could potentially be good people. You just said that they also kill each, the Muslims also kill each other. Okay. That, but it like, not only it didn't have any lines or any messagings to reduce the anger towards Muslims as a whole, it also it actually went did the opposite. The lines, the philosophy was to show that the peoples who consider that Muslims could are not all evil and they're all not oppressors. They're the naive people. They're the people who don't understand what's going on, or the people who yet don't understand what's going on. So not only it didn't try to control for that, it fed into showing how how out of touch people are if they are if they do have that philosophy. Okay, you understand so what I'm saying? Like if you make a movie about the Holocaust. Like, do you think it is necessary to have some good Germans in the movie? Like, not not yes. some good Germans. Yes, 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 Germans, yes, for sure. And if, a, so if example, good Germans are not example, there, like, example, it's a propaganda example, piece. No, I mean, okay, so this movie is a propaganda piece, but that movie cannot be a propaganda piece because the Germans are not in power anymore, right? Like, so... It's, there's no there's no fear of like hey let's make sure like people don't hate germans for because of nazis because people don't do that right now okay okay so, so like your criticism yeah, is that but like movie have you seen sure. have you have you seen the movie the pianist no okay so that's like a that's actually a movie where um some nazis even who seem to be not okay with anti-jewish um like there was a nazi general there that tried to help out a Jew. Okay. And he paid, you know, yes. at his Heavy own price. risk. Yes, yeah. I agree. Well, like the movie could have been better, that's what I'm saying. But this claim that it is outright a propaganda piece and it is instilling hate in the minds of people who were like bigoted and it is giving them excuses to be more bigoted. I think it's like a hyperbole. No, somebody so uh, somebody in the live chat, I always have a hard time reading your name. He's saying he literally is comparing Kashmir with Nazis. No, he's not doing that. He's saying not Nazis, but Germans. He's, he said he said Germans. So Thanks for he the probably time. is talking about me. Yeah, he's talking about <laughs> that was pretty bad, Oxymoron. You have to agree with that. No, you were like No, no, no. <laughs> Let me tell you. At that point, I think I have interacted with about uh I think 100 Kashmir, Pandit, uh, Kashmir Muslims at this point. So almost every single one, I think about, I think about one or two has been denying that such thing happened. And first of all, the movie isn't about Kashmiri Muslims. It's about Pandits. And it's, and even more, it's about the institutions that have been silent over this and for uh, certain reasons. So that is important to me than actually what about the Muslims. It's, it's not. I don't really care about the Muslim part because it can be changed, but it's it targets the institutions that were silencing what happened at that point of time, even within India. So I think I have interacted with. I think even before movie came out, uh, two three years ago, 
So I was actually convinced that it was actually fault of Kashmiri pundits in a way that they held the power. Uh, they were sort that of doesn't like negate anything. That doesn't negate anything we said. Okay, so for example, okay, go watch the TV series. Uh, I think it's called Tehran, but made by Israel, right? Uh, is it called Tehran TV series? Like it's it's about it's about Iran. It's a it's a movie. Oh yeah, it's a thriller series. It's about certain you know um, IRGC. There's such a, it's a spy movie. Okay, um, and this is made by Israel about um, Iranian regime and spy Israeli spies going to Iran and stuff. Okay, I haven't watched it yet, but I heard it's very very popular. Okay, it's a Mossad Mossad hacker agent going into Iran. Okay. Um, so Israel and um, the Islamic Republic of Iran are enemies, but if you watch that movie, you could see, and it's, a, you know, it is highlighting a lot of unfairness and evil of the Islamic Republic of Iran. But not there are so many good Iran. Not only there are good Iranians, there are even people, the evil, the the evil people in the movie are even shown as complicated, that they have good within them and evil within them, even the evil characters. You know what I mean? It's not like this movie was like written by a child, I think. That like wants to make like, and he's so evil that he's like, he tortures children before he, like five minutes after he wakes up and he goes to bed by, by, by playing the music of people of screaming, I don't know, woman as background or something. You know, like it was, so, it was like, what did you like? It's not a very good, like, it was like, are you, are you guys like for real? Like, this is what you, what you take as like a good representation of history, like it was so bad. But like other people, when they do, when they make movies like this, even when they want to show a harm, they do it in such more like even if it's a propaganda piece, they do it in such more in, such, in much more subtle ways. Like the fact that this actually has a lot of, to me, the fact that this is a, such a popular take on the whole Kashmir uh, genocide shows to me is a is a is proof. Of how much bigotry, how rampant bigotry against Muslims um, exists in India. Like I am, a, I am, you know, I am based on the popularity of this movie. I am as afraid for Muslims uh, in India as people should have been for pandits, pandits or Hindus in Kashmir at that time. Do you know what I mean? Okay, I have a movie. It's called My Name Is Khan. Did you see it? Actually, it was of a, a Shah Rukh Khan movie. I don't think he has seen it. Anybody no, did see the My Name Is Khan movie of Shah Rukh Khan? No. Shahrukh. So it was actually designed uh, just like the Kashmir Files. Uh, it was kind of portraying almost all white supremacists as evil. It was based on the backdrop of 9-11. And okay. I don't it think it went in US, but I don't think... Uh, Anybody had uh, it? Oh my led, god, led I don't to... know how you can compare the two. Yeah, I'm shocked. <laughs> that. I'm Even shocked. though there's no brutality, are you movies, serious? I think so thematically, shocked. both movies were very cartoonishly portraying the two. Oh, yeah, the white supremacy. How, how many white Americans are there in America? How is this going to like portray them all as evil? It was just, it was, it was about basically a film about discrimination about a Muslim guy who's gone to America and he's been discriminated against. Post 9-11. To be honest, you know, it wasn't the best of films, but it's not going to draw hatred towards Disney. American people. In, it, like, they weren't killing Muslims or they weren't killing uh, Indian people in that film. It was, it was, it, it was the complete, I don't know. It's not, it's not, you can't compare the two. It's Wait, were they, 
What about were they were there any good white people in the movie? Uh, I haven't seen it for a long time, so I. Oxymoron. Yeah. Oxymoron. Uh, I didn't see it for a long time, but I I think that when I failed that, then I saw that I think it was exactly same that there were actually no 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 white no. people almost no white people who were good. It wasn't almost that they weren't good. It was it was post nine eleven and his experiences and people have a stereotype of him. And it was actually uh, taking uh, multiple pieces out of newspapers and just uh, stitching it together to make a narrative that USA is okay. uh, very Islamophobic so, uh, country. No, so people, okay, so okay, people in the live chat are saying no, they were okay. So on Twitch, is saying yes, they were good white people. Most good people were white. Okay, so because you said originally, you said that every single white supremacist in the movie was bad. I mean that's well that would be accurate because every single white supremacist is bad, okay? But uh, okay, white the, people the, were generally I'm, portrayed as bad. I don't think the scale probably no, I don't know. I think I saw that in the live chat. In the live chat, is saying they're saying that the most of the good people in the movie were white. So it wasn't showing all white people as bad. It was just showing the white supremacist people as bad. Uh, I have to watch the movie, but I think I watched it long back, and I had that thought that it's almost but, finished. Okay, well, like well if, if 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 you, if you make a movie, okay, where yes. every single white person in the movie is bad, okay, I will that would be a propaganda piece, and it will be bigoted against white people. I don't know if this movie was like that. But I would have the same standard. Like if a movie every single every single time a white per person shows up, he's doing something evil. That would be a cartoonishly, uh, pro uh, cartoonishly, a cartoonish propaganda piece against white people, and it would be wrong. But I'm saying that Muslims didn't start discriminating white people because they watched the movie. Indians didn't start discriminating white people because they watched the movie. Oh, okay, so you're saying you, we could make propaganda pieces against Muslims as a whole as long as nobody does anything about it. Uh, no, I think that the movie leads to violence is kind of uh, wrong. I, I think I use the term like institutionalization of violence. It doesn't matter how many movies you make or how many, um, what kind of blasphemy you do, as long as there is no uh, systemic institutional support to carry out such crimes. Okay, you're making it well. You're saying you're saying like, hey, go ahead and make as many hate movies as you want about any in the, any minorities, because none of this is going to affect anybody's opinions as long as there's no institution that is supporting people. Hate like hate propaganda against minority groups. Minority groups is not going to result in any hateful. Acts. I'm saying that's that what institutions. That's what I, when I say institutions, I don't necessarily mean government. Uh, institutional, I think it's structure of society. That That's a, you know, you know that you're making an extraordinary claim where, like, movie, like, yes, movies. I have seen a lot of people uh, calling for genocide, it never really happened. So, that's actually okay. a very people's opinions, people's opinions, people's actions, uh, and the amount of hate they have for groups of people are affected by media. And this is part of media. This is not a, this is not a bizarre claim to make. Okay, so like yeah, I would like to get in on this. Can I just put a technical point in? Because bringing my name is Khan in here is, is like bringing a Disney movie into the thing. So here's some facts here, yeah? It was a PG-13. It was classed as a drama. And critics' consensus 
My Name Is Khan rests on powerful performances to tell an affection story that blends timely themes and old-fashioned uh, uh, Bollywood melodrama. I mean, PG-13. What? A know? woman was sawed in half. A, a Hindu woman was sawed in half by Muslims in the middle of my name about is my name is Khan. I'm, I'm talking about My Name Is Khan. So it's oh. a PG-13 movie, and he's trying to put that in the same category as the Kashmir yeah, film, as, where a woman is... Yeah, they were actually thematically similar. They were trying to portray some yeah, kind of population in Kashmir. I think that's an oxymoron, my friend. I think that really is an oxymoron. Also, people don't understand that uh, even if it's not about the violence, it's about the optics. Uh, you can make a very small Disney movie very influential. You can make a villains very cartoonish and even uh, even in Disney movie. So when uh, brain senses it, I th- I don't think there's level uh, there's uh, there's differentiation just for, about the violence. In fact, uh, I think the violence actually tones down the uh, it kind of okay, makes uh, people think. That's Dampers true. That's true. I think it. I think that that the the best part of the movie where they actually did their best to show Muslims in a good light was that when they saw the woman in half, they started with their with her head instead of her vagina, so that she dies faster and she doesn't feel the pain. I think that was the best they did with showing actually a humanist side of Muslims. Okay, so like actually being considerate. Oh, that was okay. the yeah, honestly, but. They okay, know so that like it was actual song, not the mechanical one in real life. Yeah, I know. It happened. And like oh. it was done like on the on the chest or like below like on the stomach, like it oh. was like her body was cut like on in the stomach. Like that's a different case. But like what I'm saying is by, when you by the way, let me just let me just say to YouTube that what we're describing is like what happened in the movie. <laughs> None of this is in our views. Like we're just describing a movie that we're criticizing it. Please, YouTube, don't strike us down. We're just okay. talking about. We are it. we are more talking about the uh, uh, movie this time. So I'll try to say something. Uh, do you know? Uh, uh, do you think that people hit the scar of Lion King more, or do they hit Joker more? Because Joker killed a lot of people. I don't understand are what you, you're. Are you bringing about. Batman into this? <laughs> okay, I'm just bringing movie because how I think. No, no, you I just said no. I just movies affect people differently. You're bringing Batman and the Joker into this. Yeah. Yes. Because okay. I'm okay. trying to make it about the movies and how it affects the people. Okay. What about Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker? I mean, if we're going this way, I'd like to interject and bring Star Wars into it. Can I make a point before that? Yeah, sure. No. Uh, okay. So, like, I would like to say, like, a movie is based on some real, like, real cases. If there were movies like this portraying Muslims in bad light, like all of the movies in India were like this, I would definitely have a problem with this. But when a movie is based on something which is like a true event and in those like in the testimonies of people, those people say that even our neighbors turned against us and they like helped the militants with in the exodus and in the genocide. Well, in that case, if the movie shows like that exact thing and I think it should show like some Muslims in good light. Okay. But if it like misses it, I don't think it's like a propaganda piece. The a director might have some politics behind it, but I don't think it like is a hate piece and a propaganda piece. Because the, the, the movie, the I don't know, director or movie producer himself said like it seemed like to be transparently not very uh, concerned about facts. If you actually listen to his interviews, but um, yes, he said well, that facts are not facts, but like that doesn't mean yeah. that whatever happened in this movie is like not true. Well, Rolling Stone India. Uh, reviewed the film, gave it one stars out of five. Um, it said 
it's neither cinematic nor historical. Uh, Aginotri, who is the director, simply attempted to weaponize the tragedy of Kashmiri pandits in pandering to the current socio-political climate. Understand, under, uninterested in nuance and context, dripping with gore and pushing an overt pro-right agenda, it was not even well-made propaganda. That's what. Okay, so like, now I'd like to, like all these like newspapers and things like like news websites. The moment a movie comes in India, which is like mildly nationalistic, even like check it out with Rocketry. It's a movie about, about a nationalist scientist who is like nationalist. Any movie which comes out and has nationalist tinge in it, all these media borders are like, well, that's a hit piece, that's a hit piece, that's a hit piece. So I don't trust those like media like media pieces. Ebenheim, have you watched it? I have not, but I am going definitely going to watch it now. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, you have to okay. watch it. Uh, by the way, question. by the way, before so what do you think uh, of people? Wait, one, uh, one more thing, one more thing. Before I say that more about propaganda, okay? There was there's a there's a there are so many loopholes there in the movie it's just so poorly made first of all people are wearing jackets okay and they're like the heat is killing us okay they're wearing hats and like three layers and they're like oh my god if, if we're dying from heat like take off your goddamn yes. jacket okay. there's another part <laughs> there's <laughs> another part where the guy where like the you know the what's that thing the machine that makes the beeping sound for your heartbeat like beep 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 what is that called um what is it called okay um, i forgot what it's called but pulse. it goes yeah pulse no counter. that's it no pulse counter that's not what it's called but it's like the the, the guy is like speaking and about to die okay and this the thing goes like beep but a few seconds after it goes beep he's still talking like look at that part oh, he's that's, still talking that's, that's, that's <laughs> what, what's going on there <laughs> like he I has agree. a few it's more like, like he like his last words are a few seconds pass where it goes beep. Like, I don't know how he manages to speak without a heartbeat. Like, <laughs> so amazing. Maybe know, Vishnu or, comedy. you know. It's comedy. The movie was like a, turned a tragedy and it was like pure comedy. Like the plot holes. Like we were like five minutes into the movie and like the plot holes were like covering, like adding up so much that we just stopped. Like we're just like, okay, just let's stop pausing. This is a ridiculous movie. But anyway, I don't disagree with that. That's what I'm saying. It was a poorly made movie. It could have been made in a better way. But what you guys are claiming is that it's a propaganda and a hate piece. Like, that's not what I agree with. Okay, okay. Okay. I think uh, it's a propaganda movie. I don't think there's anything wrong with propaganda. As such, propaganda uh, is, uh, I think, by definition, it's termed that it's sending a political signal. Almost every single movie is a propaganda movie. So there's nothing really wrong with a propaganda film. So uh, okay, I wanted to bring a different point. Uh, okay. What do you think of people? I think uh, who are very prominent denying, uh, claiming the movie is fictionalized. I think Nasiruddin Shah, uh, in recent interview with Wire, claimed that the movie is a piece of fiction. Well, Satya just what? confirmed it. He said that there was a mix of one character was a mix of two different characters that would cl- that would be a fictionalization then of a character yeah. and an incident um and also the numbers no the incidents that portrayed in movie are fiction the events portrayed yeah. in movie are it's fiction. based it's no okay so this is again oxymoron you think two black and white okay it's not either purely fiction fiction or purely factual it's based on real events with it with add, with added fiction so it was like okay like, when, and i look at like an, ad- okay, ad- uh, like an adequate way to define it would be like loosely 
inspired by live, uh, like real events yes loosely, loosely based on real events how loose yes. that's the debate <laughs> how loose is the debate that's the decide okay yeah. uh, i was trying to bring a different point oh okay uh, so this is about the effects on of movie on population so uh, so uh, how do you put it do you think that uh, a uh, documentary like movies have more uh, psychological impact than uh, say the uh, very dramatized movies like Schindler's list was very dramatized this was actually very dehydrating even though there was too much violence shown uh, it really didn't uh, cause emotional stir that uh, in okay. so many ways okay if your entire argument is that i don't think this movie is going to have that much of an impact okay this is just you theorizing things based on a conclusion that you've already made okay the movie will have like movies okay everything books movies tv series radio shows these are the things that shapes people's opinions their love their hate uh, their philosophy and their actions okay these are the things that forms them if you want to have find a way that measures exactly how it affects them unfortunately we cannot do that okay we just know that these things will have a positive or negative effect on people's beliefs i think there will be impact but it won't be as much as emotional as it will be strategic impact because i think it was also based on a little bit of uh, how it uh, uh, it brought uh, the awareness about kashmir even the movie actually happened Okay, Aksumar, to me, to me, my bigger concern, okay, I have a concern about how what this is going to do to people, but my main concern, my number one concern is that the fact that, is the fact that it shows the already existing problem. Like I'm looking at it more as a thermostat than a, like a, a something that ignites more hate. It shows like it is something that it shows the the level of the fact that somebody as friendly as Satya here overcomes originally came here I was like I didn't saw you in a problem like it shows how deeply people Hindutva people are buried in hate that when when a movie like this so cartoonishly portrays Muslims they're like yeah I see no issues here like I think like it you just it just it just comes across to me as how tone deaf do you have to be and that level of tone deafness must be because you are are constantly uh, are exposed to hateful messages towards muslims that you can't even see it when it's right in front of your eyes do you think hate leads to violence what do you think hate leads to violence to violence yes unjustified uh, violence yes no 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 only institutionalization of hate leads to violence i can tell uh, another example of this uh people uh who are in uh, uh second grade towns or villages they actually don't hate the muslims that much as much as urban people who live uh, in cities who are neighbors to uh muslims or other kind of diverse peoples whom they actually hate so you can actually see lot of social media media hate pouring uh from urban side of things uh, urban people who are who live in very diverse world What's your po- i don't understand your audio quality is kind of bad and i don't understand the point that you're making i think that it's not about the hate hate actually doesn't lead to violence a hate speech or hate propaganda unless there's a structure okay, there's to a lot of, no okay, there's, there's underlying structure okay, okay there's I a lot of studies that do violence but 
like i would yeah, like to tell what i think about the kashmiri muslims and then okay i just want to make it that this is wrong there's a lot of studies on how people's hatred towards minority groups actually does lead to violence okay but even if it doesn't lead to violence which it does there's a lot of studies on this the problem with hatred of minority groups is not just violence it's their oppression and discrimination the cost of this comes in so many different ways beyond just violence okay satya you guys may okay, everybody so, make your last point because we have to i haven't still answered all the patreon questions oh man okay like so this discussion started with like the kashmir files and it ended on kashmir files too so sad yeah. so i think that many of the kashmiri pandits are like with the like kashmiri muslims are with the militants but i think most of them are neutral and like the people like the number of people who are with the militants i think a little more than the, that number of kashmiri muslims are with the indian army because the indian army has informants in the valley and many of like when i hear to off- hear officers they say that many of them even work for like when they give some information they give it for free they charge a fee sometimes when they have to like risk their lives to get the information but many of the times they just do it for free and uh, when pakistan invaded india in 1999 it was a kashmiri muslim who informed the indian army that there are some some, some uh, like okay. non like non kashmiris who are like in the bunkers of your right. army so i think that most of the kashmiri pandits are kashmiri muslims are good but like some are bad exactly but yeah, even still i don't think it was a hate because i don't know how you guys are thinking mm. it but man it's beyond me Okay, let's. I want Eben Kaim to and friendly Muslim to watch it and tell me what they think in the end next week. But go on, Eben Kaim, you go. Um, yeah. So what I want to say is, um, we're talking about oppression here, right? What about yes. the oppression towards me in the chat earlier on uh, by uh, Suha Baraka? I mean, what what is it? Oh, what about it? I saw that. Too. Yeah, it was banned. In chat, Suha accused me. She called me a terrorist and then banned me. Oh, she muted oh. me for for a period. When? Oh, I don't know about this. She deleted everything I've said, and um, when today? Yeah, today. Yes. Yeah. Like I can like I'm trying to find it. Basically, what happened is even Kam said that all terrorism is not bad. So like something escalated from there. I said oh, I said to Suha, I said to Suha, not all terrorism is bad. I said that's a deontological perspective, and I'm a consequentialist. Uh, she said, "Anyone who justifies terrorism is a terrorist." Right back to me. I said, "Oh, that's a stupid perspective." Right? And she banned me. Close banned you or blocked you for a few minutes? She she banned me. She uh, yeah. She muted me and then she deleted all my chats and she and then she called me a terrorist. Okay. Um, yeah. So uh, please don't do that. That's actually a correct. Um, I mean, there's like that's an absolute. So what's your what what are we trying to say? No, no, that's that's all I wanted to say. She just she muted me and uh, oh, so D is saying he was name calling. He's being dishonest. He no, no, she, no, 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 no. You can go see in the chat. I said I to her, D is I also. Think you should, I think like, you should set up a committee to decide on this man. I said, I said her perspective was was uh, that opinion was stupid because it's an incorrect an opinion, but and she was kind of accusing me of being a terrorist by saying, or oh, anyone who justifies terrorism is a terrorist." Okay, I don't know if I can trust you, Bukhaya, because you who, who, who did you call a, a moron? Because I saw you made a comment. You said you called someone a moron. Also, who was yeah, that? Uh, yeah, after after she called me a terrorist, I said you're a moron, and then oh. she banned me. Okay. 
Yeah. Okay, um, because you you misrepresented Harry Sultan's view, so I don't know if no you're way. a person. <laughs> Where were okay, you? Oh, oh, okay, this is spicy. This is spicy. I saw that too. I saw that too. Yeah, yes, yeah. Like, yeah. On Sunday on Harris's stream, he was saying that this guy is not an ex-Muslim, and he's misrepresenting me. Oh, like, Harris Sultan is a fake ex-Muslim. Wait, wait, you, it was a joke, man. It was a joke. It was a yeah. joke. Every time when no, you represent, when you talk about someone something that happened, you do, you mention usually one side of the events. <laughs> you don't mention both sides of the events. Like no, no. Listen, I mean, after I had a conversation with Harris, right? He put in the title of the conversation. This was um, a few, you know, at the beginning. I just did you insult D? Did you I, insult I D? Don't insult D. Where have I insulted D? Okay, okay. Yeah, she said. Um, yeah, anyway, in any case. Anyways, uh, so, um, no. Okay. By the way, your moderators—they're a bit crazy, man. I, I think. Just... Hey, you're 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 not you're rude, so you you're like you can't criticize people without being rude to them. Yeah, because if <laughs> they call me a terrorist, if they accuse me of being a terrorist, I'm gonna say something back to them. I'm not gonna just lie down and just accept. Okay, right, so yeah, but yeah, but you don't have to. When when I, I critic I critiqued him right with it, in relation to his debate with Daniel. What he did was in the title of the conversation that we had, right? He, he edited the video and put it up, and he said, "Oh, uh, atheist in brackets." Do you know? No, sorry, in in uh, apostrophe. Do you know thingy? Uh, like, as, yeah, yeah. It's basically to say that I'm not a real atheist. I'm a fake ex-Muslim. Okay, and, Abakab, uh, can you yeah. like? Can you not like uh, swear at people or like call them names when you're trying to criticize them? You do that with Harris Sultan as well. Uh, like just and how them, do you I feel about uh, also you you called Noria the R word uh, three I, times? Yeah. I, 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 I I I still uh, I'm do you still stand by that? I stand by that one. Yeah, hundred wow. percent. That's not that's I not mean, that's I, not. But, that's well, not friendly good. Muslim. What did she say about Muslims uh, the other day when she was uh, having a chat? A new a news story came forward in which uh, basically the news story said that 45% of Muslim, uh, sorry, 45% of all hate crime victims in the UK were Muslim, uh, yet they basically they only represent 5-6% of the population. Nuria said, uh, basically she said, oh, why is this money going towards protecting these people? They, they should be going to protecting us ex-Muslims, these people that are, you know, threatening us, you know, X, Y, Z. Um, you know, I don't know why you're defending people like this. You know, people okay, these I, I, um, okay, so let's, let's, let me clarify. Now, uh, me and Nuria, me and Harris, can disagree, and and seventy uh, percent of theologies, and we'll, we'll disagree all the time. However, I will not refer to her using the R word or any other derogatory term. I uh, they have an open platform where you are able to call in and say, "I'd like to clarify these these matters." So my my issue is is the way you're approaching the matter by referring to her as an R, you know, with the R word. I'm not even going to say that because I know people. And families with children that suffer from from oh what you called her, so Look, I would yeah. refer to that even if I disagreed with that sort of terminology. That would be my first point. Um, so I don't know, but uh, obviously you stand. Yeah, I, I think I, there's I like a very much the R word because I have ADHD in any case, so I'm I can use the R word. Uh, I have the R word pass. I think like there's a very much big cultural difference in like Eastern traditions and Middle Eastern traditions and like the Western traditions because there was like this 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 like like this word called Muzi which is like a slur word for Muslims and I heard it somewhere and even my Muslim friends like started to call other Muslims that oh he's Muzi and then like yesterday like the, one day on Harris's chat 
after i said that oh and there was the one mazi guy who did something like this they it was they were talking about a different case and then it struck me that could, this could be a slur then i searched it on google and it came out to be a really real slur so i had to apologize but that comment didn't get highlighted i'm i'm not i'm not i'm not being a slur towards her ethnicity or her race or th- it's specifically her being a stupid person i refer to her as a retard because that perspective she had on that particular topic was a retarded uh, perspective do you call that- everybody everybody that has a perspective <laughs> that is wrong do you call them uh, the r word or stupid i don't i don't I've, the only person i've called a retard is uh, nuria so far <laughs> That's not very. That's not you know. You're not being a nice person. Like this is not the. Marie right is not a very nice person either. So uh, I I don't care about what she people has a wrong. Nice. Op- she she might have a wrong opinion about a couple of things. You could go and correct her. Have you tried correct? Have you tried talking to her about this? Yes, yes, I have. She said to me, um, having um, a thought out position on a particular topic, going through a particular framework is not important. Um, she people like Nuri no, and Harris bad this specific no, bad this specific not this yeah. specific issue but um, I haven't had time I haven't had time to come on but the thing is Armin uh, Harris did correct her on that right he, you know when that was happening he he actually was on there and he said wait hold on a second what you're saying is here is is, is yeah, you know probably wrong but she doesn't ever come back and say all oh, right yeah yeah I was I was incorrect on that she just No she does she did no okay so maybe maybe your approach gets people's guards up okay because i criticize both uh harry sultan and nuria and they both uh agreed that their position was wrong and they changed their opinions accordingly maybe well, your methodology don't, don't think, maybe don't, your don't, methodology doesn't get the same results don't you think it's it's um, a dangerous position to have to accuse someone who disagrees with you of being a fake ex-muslim don't you think that's far worse than anything i don't okay for no, I because I don't trust the way you're presenting things because sometimes when people say this is exactly what happened, and then when you go look at what actually happened, they were you're omitting a whole bunch of things. So I but don't what, know what happened. What, what, I'm not going to judge what I'm not going to. I don't know. I'm not going to judge an event that I didn't witness. You cannot be like, hey, Armin, come and judge this. Like I wasn't you, there, and I'm like, you're, getting you're assuming I've omitted something, right? I don't. I'm just. I no, no. I'm assuming. I'm. I'm just claiming that I don't know if you're omitting something or not, right? Well, I'm I'm telling you, I'm not. But obviously, obviously, okay. you can't judge until you've actually seen the. Yeah, uh, I cannot. Ju- do you understand that I cannot judge but you, an entire but event? Saying, but you, you said in your in your last sentence that you are omitting as a whole bunch of things, so I can't trust you. That's what you said. No. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, I hear. I will say this. I will correct that. Okay. I don't know if you're omitting. Okay. I have seen so many times when people said something, describe an event, and then when I went to actually looked. They were omitting so, so oh this is when I said they were omitting something and this is why I know that I cannot just like sit back here and just trust a person's testimony of an event and then judge them. I don't know what happened. Okay. There are many things and even you might not even lie, but you might just like your perspective of it would have been different if I uh, from what I would have uh, come come out uh, got out of it if I witnessed it directly myself. Even if you're not trying to omit something, maybe I if I looked at the event, I was like, this is now how, not how I see it. This is like what you missed. So it's yep. it's not it's not fair for you to just be like here's my testimony here's what happened now judge it. That's oh, not no, fair. I for, that's no, I I don't expect that from you. I I I, I totally agree with that. Um, um, did you see one something? thing I do want to say just before I finish? Just uh, one one thing I do want to say is the one thing is true with Harris and Nuria, and I'm not going to slur. I'm not going to say any slur words or anything. They are secular humanists by accident. They're not there through a thought-out process. They are there by accident. And if the situation was different, if the circumstances were different, they could be 
uh, either Islamists, they could be far right neo noise they could be that's any true yeah, about all of us no no it, it's different because no every single one of us every yeah. single one of us in the, the right environment in the correct right environment we could have been daesh yeah. but i arrived at my position through looking uh, or, or basing my opinions through the framework of, of an ethical or moral framework they don't have that they they don't they don't look through that prism right that's a, that's they, they, they they form their opinions based on their you know uh, based on what richard dawkins thinks that's what harris bases his opinion on or if richard dawkins thinks xyz it must be a good thing it's as simple as yeah. that you know they, they don't that even seems like it's, that's like it, that's not true i have talked to harris Sultan. and he has very nuanced takes on things i he think has, that's a very big claim really, that that yeah. he has no thinking in it and he's just idealizing, idealizing Richard Dawkins and even if he is like I'm I told have, myself like, that it's not important uh, to have a moral or ethical framework he, they both have said that to me I think you, they might have been talking about I a specific to... case because this is not like Harris okay, I'm, 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 I agree I agree he said, he said philosophy okay. is in, 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 in not important and having a moral and ethical framework is not important that's, that's what he said I think atheist republic should have a debate between between even Kayam and Harris. Yeah. It would be fun um, to watch. No, Harris, anytime. There, there, are, there are so many, there are many people. Okay, I, I disagree. I think it's important to have an ethical framework, but I have seen very smart people um, also claim that it's not that, you know, an ethical framework, a consistent ethical framework is too much of an ask. Like we can, we're like, there, I've seen justification for people like a lot of, a lot of uh, you could ask a lot for people to be um, there are a lot of ethical demands that you have people are, are intuitive and people get why something is wrong right or wrong and to demand an ethical framework before they make decisions it might be too much of a burden so that they will it will it might, it, the burden might basically turn them off from having uh, very obvious and direct moral judgments that they would have taken if you didn't make this burden, put this burden up on their shoulders. So there's, there are. I'm not saying if this is a right, right or wrong argument. Like I'm, I, I myself, I'm in favor of having a consistent ethical form frameworks. I'm just saying like you can't just completely dismiss somebody as a loon if they say like no, this is not that essential. No, no, no. You, obviously, no, no. I don't think you should dismiss them as a loon. But how do you make consistent statements? If you don't have an ethical framework. I agree with you. I'm on your side in this, but I'm just saying it's not like, oh my God, he claims that you don't have to have an ethical framework. Like this guy is insane. Like I'm saying there are nuanced takes wrong, in my opinion, for why this is not essential. Do you know what I mean? But Harris Sultan, what he'll do is he'll make one statement, one sentence, and he'll completely contradict that statement with his second sentence. I've seen him do this before. Okay, and it's, I cannot, it's beyond me. You cannot, like, how can you not realize it's, it's really wrong? It's really unfair of you to come bring these things here where I don't know what happened. And like you keep throwing these here, and I don't know what he said, and what, what context was this said in. And you're just putting us here for us to judge it. Like, okay. if you but, want to have this conversation, you have to have it when Harris Sultan is here. By or, the way, Suha is still calling me a terrorist in the chat. Anyone supports or try to try to terrorism? Okay, so his Ebenkaim is not uh, not justifying terrorism. I think you misunderstood she, what he she said. She literally okay? said to me, "said you are a terrorist." If you go up in the chat, says you are a terrorist. 
to me. And okay, so think, she's wrong. Then, so what's wrong? I think you need to be okay. I disagree with her, but I think you you need you're a bit sensitive. You could you know, I think like when people disagree with you or call uh, like you just like you get like so offended, like or or when they call no, it, no, like, no, I, you I don't, I don't want people disagreeing with me, but calling me a terrorist is another thing altogether. Okay. But I think I think you will survive it though. But I think you will be okay. Do you want me to she come? muted me like... as well. I don't mind. I don't mind her saying something. But let me come back at you. You know what I mean? If you're gonna call me that, let me come back at you. You can't mute me. Okay. Run away. You know what I mean? Okay. Okay. But like, do you want me to uh, to uh, you know show me where it hurts and like kiss it so it feels better? Is, is that what you want? To... <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> like, like I, I think Soha calling you a terrorist is not the worst thing that has happened. Like, even no, no, no. Is, she can know. call me anything she wants. Don't mute me, please, though. You know. <laughs> like, okay. Okay. So, so like, like, one final thing. Okay. Go. On, go on. Go on. Uh, so, like, you know, like on Sunday, you guys were talking about Muhammad Zubair's arrest was like, an, like an alleged fact checker, and he uh, blamed, like, he painted a target on Nupur Sharma's head, and he was arrested for blasphemy and things like that. You guys remember? Um, yes, he's been wait. arrested. Oh, the yes, oh so, yeah, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, that guy, yeah, yes, go on. Yes, so like I, I wanted to clarify, clarify that he, he was, he is being prosecuted because of two ninety five A, which is like the quote unquote blasphemy yes. law and and a, promoting enmity because of a certain post. But he was being, he was arrested because police thought that he, police thought like he really deleted some of his tweets, and police thought that. In our course of investigation, if he keeps deleting feeds like these, we might not be able to come to a real conclusion. And so they went and arrested him and pre presented him in front of a magistrate in the next 24 hours, which was by law. And then the magistrate told the police that you can have four days judicial custody of him okay. because he is not cooperative. And like, yeah, just um, like you guys like look at that perspective too. Okay, maybe you should tell these things to Susanna because this is not like people are like, what is he talking about right now? You know what I mean? Okay, like, so okay. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, friendly Muslim, do you want to say something? I need to really get back to answering Patrick. Yeah, no, no, of course. So it, it took a detour, but yeah, no, I think it's been a bit of an epic uh, stream again. We touched Kashmir files. Uh, we had the perfect dawa, uh, bringing on some points, and you guys got to hash it out. Um, fair play. I think you, you were very fair on, on his points. Um, my friend over here. Um, I mean, I, I would hope you find a better way to communicate uh, your your anger on certain things um, in terms of moving the conversation forward uh, with Nuria and Harris. Um, and I hope you take the opportunity to actually speak to them or see Sunday Scoop to see the video response that they have given to you. And then you can see where there may be a misunderstanding uh, between how about you. Yeah, sure. How about we stream a debate here on secular journalists yes, yes. between Ibn like Kaya? I'm happy to do that with Nuria. I prefer Nuria, uh, but Harris can come on as well. But Nuria is the one I, I disagree with the most, but Harris can come on as well. I don't mind. I disagree with a lot of his perspectives as well. So, yeah. Okay. I'm happy with well, I mean, they did a whole 30 minute video. Or, I mean, it's 20 minute video. Sort have of they, have, have they put it online as a separate video? Because I'm not subscribing, I'm not giving them any money. Have they put it specifically as a separate video? Or it was they... on Sunday Scoop, and I'm sure it'll come out as a separate video. I'm sure Harris will. Do they delete the Sunday Scoop video after they have streamed it? Because I can't find it. No, no. What happens is the whole show, um, it, yes. it's, it's up for about six hours, and I think uh, the um, editor then puts the timestamps on it, and then they make it for the patrons, the full sort of hours. But then they'll take all the, chop up the clips of it, basically. And then oh. it'll come out during the week. So he, he's normally running 
I'm waiting to hear back the response and then then I can respond back to him. Um, but I mean, I was thinking maybe you know to get my frustrations out, I should start my own channel. What do you think? Oh well, I mean, you can, or you could just come here and vent every time. <laughs> I enjoy this. <laughs> but do you know, do you know what it is? I mean, with you, I have a good faith person who I can have a conversation with, right? A lot of people online, they're not good faith. You know, they don't, they don't argue. Well, maybe try, maybe try. Well, I, if you like it, then maybe try using my method by subbing, <laughs> by not being so rude to people. All right. Okay. Okay. I'll take your advice. All right. Okay, I mean, okay. I, I won't be as rude to people. Yeah. Uh, and I'll, I did, you know, when I, when I had the second conversation with them, I had to basically lick their ass and they agreed with me in the end. But why do you have to go through yeah. that process? Oh, so they're capable of agreeing with you. Yeah, so but you have, to lick, you have to say, oh, hello, how are you? <laughs> you know, you have to fluff well, them up. You know, well, that's the way I talk to them. I'm polite. The have the conversation, that's, you know, and get done that's with how it. So, okay, well, that's how it works. That's you, People tend to work respond better when you're not a dick, when you're not being an <laughs> asshole. <I can> be <laughs> you, I mean, do you know, I have a conversation with you. I can be direct. We can, you know, we can flash out the, uh, you know, the talking okay. points, etc. the facts. And then, you know, we, we come to our conclusions. But well, because, also, okay, because, yeah. okay, so I, because I went through... I don't know, like, okay, so I, I, I have been, my, my, me and my entire family has been attacked for the past 15 years, okay? So it's not like, you, what you say in comparison is not going to be uh, that big of a shock to me. So it's not fair to be like, well, you can take it, so everybody else should. Like, I mean, what the hell are you talking about? You're talking about, you're comparing my experience that I have had through my life, and you expect everybody to be at that same level? Like, that's a very unfair expectation. They're very sensitive people. I mean, let's be honest. You know, the first time I went on that channel, you kicked, you me, are off. Sensitive. You kicked me off. You're, okay, you're, yeah, okay. You are here complaining about somebody <laughs> calling you a terrorist. I don't, I don't mind. You can call me a terrorist. Just don't ban me from the bloody chat. That's the problem. You weren't banned. It was a timeout. <laughs> okay, fine. Okay, okay I what I do. I'm going to watch the film, by the way. That's my priority. I want to watch that film because you, you really intrigued me into seeing how bad this is. <laughs> so I'm going to watch it and uh, I'll come back to you maybe on Friday or somewhere and um, or Thursday. Yeah, and just, just I'm going to email you the links, uh, you guys, before we go live so you guys know that we're about. By the way, I mean, I'm contributing financially to this channel as well. I think I'm the only one out of uh, the four of us here, you know. I just want to put that yeah. out. You know, no, 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 you know, no. Supporter no, of no, secular jihadists. No. I'm a supporter I'm of Abhi. I think you do so much good with the ex-Muslim movement. I think to compare you to Harris Sultan is an absolute um, insult. No, is that's not insult, fair. Honestly. I, I have had some of my best conversations with Harris Sultan. So I don't yeah, know you do. Like the, the conversation on Pakistan and Imran Khan was brilliant. That was, I mean, that was Harris's best stuff. Why can't he do that all the time on his channel? Why can't he be... Like as new I, mean, I I'm I am the best when I also talk. Like I'm, so I have some of my best talks with. Uh, I do better when I'm talking to Harry Sultan as well because I think he's a good person. He's a good person to challenge your views. He, he, I don't he think, listens, I think it's fair. Yeah, I mean, I think he, he he's open to your perspective uh, because obviously you guys have been friends for a long time, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But because uh, I don't call his uh, his friend uh, the R word, maybe that's why. <laughs> I mean, I mean, she's well, your friend as well, essentially. Uh, you know, I mean, you. Yeah, I mean, you all know I, each I other. mean, his close. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. But I'm saying his close friend. I, I have a serious dislike towards Nuria. I just want to say that, but I, I won't say anymore. I'll jump off. Okay. And that's it. okay. okay. <laughs> well, thank you, thank you so much for the support. I should go too. So we'll okay, do this yeah. next next week. Like uh, yes, yes, we'll do the same, same, same time. Tuesday or Monday. Bye bye. 
well, okay, email me in the same time next week, but unless Satya wants it to be later. You want it to be later, Satya? Uh, no, 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 not this month. Okay. I'm talking about the like two or months after this. Okay, okay, we'll see, we'll see. Okay, but for now, same time next week, okay? okay. Yes, yes. Okay, um, Amin, would you like to um, interview someone would... from Kashmir? Wait, friend, no. friendly Muslim, you can stay on, but Satya okay. and Ibn Khaim have to go, but right, you cool. could stay on. We're not, we, we're not even done, okay? We have to actually... Uh, okay, bye, Satya. So it's not done? Go? No, it's not done because I have Patreon questions, and I wanted to just continue with um, answering the Patreon questions while friendly Muslim is on, if he wants to. You want to stay on too? Yeah. Uh, let, um, let, wait, let me, oh no no no, it's late. Okay. I okay. Bye bye. Yeah, I'm right, fine. Bye, to, bye. I'm fine to stay on. Just I'm gonna okay. be on mute for three minutes. I'm just gonna go to the uh, gentleman's. Okay, sounds good. But yeah, you go. I'm here. All right, cool. All right, let me answer, answer a patron question. God damn. I don't know if the patrons are going to stay behind to actually see if their questions are answered after all this time. Um, okay, so Gusha Likuchik is asking, please talk about the fallout between Iran and Turkey. Uh, what could this mean in the long term? Uh, so, again, this depends on which fallout you're talking about because there was two recent fallouts between Iran, Iran and Turkey, one over the... Um, Israeli issues, like, okay, well, let's, let's actually, I have this ready here. There's two things that you could refer to. Um, relationship, not. So Turkey, there was a, uh, so I, I, I don't know if you guys know, um, there was, Iran, the Iranian regime tried to assassinate some Israelis in Turkey as revenge for Israel successfully taking out key figures within the Iranian regime, right? And Mossad found out ahead of time, as they do, because Mossad is awesome. I don't know, a friend of Muslim agrees with that. Um, and Mossad is really good at what they do. So they managed to tell Turkey uh, that this is happening, and Turkey stopped it. Um, and also Israel is constantly telling Israelis to get out of Turkey because the Iranian regime is after you there. But actually, let's look at what actually happened. So there's two events that might be referring to uh, what Gusele Kuchik is asking us here. Okay, so it says, so here, here's the news report of it. It says, Turkey foils alleged Iran plot to kill Israelis in Istanbul. Turkish authorities arrested Iranians suspended, uh, suspected of planning attacks on Israelis, Israeli tourists and business people with pistols and silencers. So this is like what the Iranian regime do, does. Like the Mossad is, is killing Iranian regime officials working for the IRGC and as a way to retaliate, and they do it successfully, the Iranian regime wants to retaliate and they go after civilians. They go after civilians because they don't have, uh, they can't go after anyone higher than that. Like, and they can't, and also Israel takes out Iranian regime officials in Iran, but Iran cannot do that within Israeli borders. So they have to do the, find a way to do that outside of Israel. Right. And even though these were civilians and even though this was not in Israel, it was outside of Israel. Um, another difference, the third difference is that Iran failed at this, but Israel was successful to do this against the Iranian regime people in Iran. So these are all the differences. Right. Um, and also <laughs> Pikachu in the lecture is saying Turkey saving Israelis. Yeah. Turkey is getting very close to Israel, but. 
even if they were not close to Israel, this is not something that they could tolerate. Like Israelis uh, being civilians dying in Israel, that would be a big no-no. So it says, yeah, actually, I don't know if I want to read the entire article because that's one. This actually had a huge backlash between for the is relationships uh, between Israel and Iran. There was a meeting between Israeli, uh, sorry, but, sorry, between Turkey and Iran. It it, it was um, there was a meeting between. Turkey officials and Iranian officials that were supposed to go through and it was canceled because of this. Turkey is warning Iran that it's not allowed to do stuff like this. So this has been really bad for the relationship. But a more major thing that more recently happened, this is even more recent, that has been, is this. Uh, this is again relationship between Iran and Turkey. It says Iran's regional outre outreach tested as Turkey plans Syria operation. Iran walks a diplomatic tightrope as Turkey warns to launch a military operation against Kurdish forces in Syria, a key Tehran ally. So, again, Turkey has a lot of uh, interest in Syria because of the Kurdish uh, fighters in Syria. And also Iran has a lot of, you know, interest in Syria as well. And the fact that both of these countries, you know, Syria, Syria stability is so um whenever you have multiple different countries with different interests and agendas operating within your country that's a recipe for instability that's the best recipe for instability okay you know outside interests in the country that are in um that are not in the same direction okay so let's read a little bit more about this Iran has upped its diplomatic efforts amid a warning from Turkey to launch a new military operation in Syria, a close regional ally of Tehran, um, against Kurdish rebels. In the past few months, you would think like this is actually Turkey and Iran would get, would be on the same side of this, right? Because they're both against the Kurdish rebels. So... I don't understand. Like, let's read a little bit more because w wouldn't this be something that being anti-Kurdish in Syria wouldn't this be something that is uh, within the, both the interests of Turkey and within the interest of the Islamic Republic of Iran? Okay, so it says in the past few months, Turkish President uh, Erdogan, I don't, has has said as soon as military and security preparations are over, Ankara will target terrorist Kurdish armed groups in at least two Syrian cities close to the Turkish Turkish border. Um, Erdogan wants to establish a 30-kilometer safe zone and combat the U.S.-backed armed group People's Protection Units, or YPG, which Ankara considers a terrorist group. Ankara says YPG is, link, is linked to the Kurdish Workers' Party, work, Kurdish Workers Party or the PKK, which has waged a bloody armed campaign against the uh, Turkish government for decades. PKK is dubbed a terrorist group by Turkey as well as the United States and U the European Union. Uh, the arming by the U.S. of the Syrian Democratic Forces or the SCF. SCF is basically just a YPG by a different name. So having links to YPG. Oh, yeah. So basically, the United States wanted to support the YPG, and they were like, well, the YPG is like closely affiliated with the terrorist group, so how about you guys rebrand yourself as SDF so we could give you money? So that's what happened. And Turkey was like, what do you, 
you guys, you could, you guys think you're fooling us by just like this is a paint job. We could tell, we could see what you're doing, right? So that's what actually happened, right? Um, and it continues. And, uh, yeah, go on. Sorry, and Iran opposes that move basically to make sure there's a, a 18 mile sort of safe zone. Well, I don't know what the opposition is here because I'm trying to figure out because both of these, both Iran and Turkey are against the Kurdish groups. So I'm trying to figure out what's the issue, what's the disagreement between Turkey and Iran here? Is it just like their operations are like mixing with each other? So I'm I'm waiting to see where it, it's going to get to that at some point, I think. Um, here, it starts here. So wait. So has frayed relationship between Ankara and Washington? So we know Ankara and Washington are not, um, are disagreements over the support they have but what about iran here iran opposes the planned turkish move as long as as along with russia so both iran and russia don't agree with this move uh as 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 along with russia it is it wait what as along with russia it is the biggest military backer of the government of syrian president bashar al-assad okay so that's what they disagree with they don't know, like yeah we we're all anti-kurdish separatist movements okay but why you can't oh this is why obviously this is why they disagree with it right because they're both backing assad's um and you know they, this is assad's country like like assad is supposed to maintain the control over the entirety of Syria and Turkey is coming out and saying like, this is going to be our safe zone. And they're like, Hey, Turkey, our buddy Assad, uh, this is his country. You can't just come and take out a piece and be like, we control this area. So that's the opposition. Iran has been following a balanced quote unquote balanced foreign policy as part of the president Ibrahim Raisi's plans to expand ties with Turkey amid its push for regional diplomacy. Okay. This is fluff. Iran's foreign minister, Hossein Amir Abdullahian, struck a soft tone when he met his Turkish counterpart, uh, this weird Turkish name that I'm not going to try to read, as well as President Erdogan in Ankara last June. We understand Turkey's security concern concerns and talks about the possibility of a special operation in parts of uh, Syrian soil. Um Abdullahian told reporters in a joint news conference with, again, his counterpart, which uh, promote uh, with prompted speculation that Iran will not oppose a Turkish uh, Turkish operation in northern Syria. Okay, so they're trying to keep it friendly. They're like, "This is not cool, guys. This is not cool." But they're trying to tone it down. Okay, so the rest is about history, history lessons. Oh my God, the JCPOA. Uh, okay, so basically that's what it is. The Iranians are very much interested in seeing Assad fight at some point maintaining control over the entirety of Syria. And this is like, this is not cool for them that Turkey is just constantly, just they're just like parked there in Syria. Like, just like we're just like moving and be like, but Turkey did that with the um permission of the international community for like didn't they do that like didn't they get a green light from the united nations to do this i mean the other thing is like how can russia who have just invaded ukraine based on the same premise of securing its borders and having a safe zone oppose you know turkey in any way of having their own that's safe a, zone? 
That's a very good point, actually. Turkey is like, you goddamn hypocrites. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, Turkey wouldn't do that to Russia because Turkey buys weapons from Russia, right? So this is, but I think like Russia and Iran, even if they don't like this from Turkey, they're not in, neither Russia or Iran are in a position to be aggressive against Turkey, right? Because Turkey is one of the few countries when it comes to Russia that hasn't like, aggressively condemn russia over their ukraine issue right so turkey doesn't like in a world right now that turkey russia doesn't have that many allies they don't want to alienate the ones that like kind of like half-heartedly stood by their side right so and iran is not in not a position right now to be very aggressive against turkey because turkey because iran is also extremely alone like it doesn't have that many allies in the region so to lose turkey it's like a big deal right now. You know what I mean? So they're like, we don't like it, but we're talking, you know what I mean? Like we're like, we're just basically, we're not going to do anything about it. So Turkey feels very emboldened to do stuff like this right now, right? Because there's no, there's nobody that is stopping them. There's nobody that is telling them you can't do this, right? Oh, Satya just came back. Hello. All right. I think we kind of answered this question. Hello. I just wanted to... Uh, hey. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Okay, so you I, wanna... I, I yeah. have to just go out to a marriage, which is like near my house, but I just like, it just came to my mind what I was, what I was saying in the last stream, so I th thought that I might clear, clear that out. So what I was saying is that the Islamic laws, which the Islamic personal law is following, is like directly based on the Sharia. And it is like directly from the Sharia. And the Hindu code bill is from like the uh, it is very close to the enlightenment like the western standards You're, of marriage. can you take the microphone a little bit further because you're blowing directly okay. into the microphone okay so like the hindu law is very like similar to the western standards of marriage and inheritance so what i was saying is even if the bjp doesn't scratch the hindu code bill that much it will still be a western law a western piece a western piece it's of that law no, no, it's not. It's not West. Okay, first of all, it's not um, like the Western laws, if um, because it's based on Hinduism, right? So, for example, let's say you're for democracy, right? Right. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, I'm for democracy as well. Okay, I would think like the Enlightenment values are being betrayed if like a Western countries says we support democracy because it says so in the Bible. That's dangerous. Okay, that would be extremely dangerous. Um, yes. Okay, that basically opens, like, sets the standards as like this. These are the source of our values. Even if it, Agreed. even if if it happens that this time is like it, they're coming up with a good conclusion, right? So if you say yes. like, oh, if we go to Hinduism and Hindu culture and their yes. conclusions are so somewhat good, so let's about, let's use that as a source of values. I'm saying this is like a very dangerous. Uh, standards that you're setting not only that you're actually really? opening the door to, to more extremism yeah and also to islam being used in politics because why yes, if you're allowing religion as a source of uh, setting up laws and values for a country for a country that has that many muslims why should it why why should it not be islam you know what I mean? Okay. You're like, well, because Islam is bad. Like, yeah, but you didn't set that standard of, you didn't set it. The, the standard was not, oh, 
we have independently verified that these are good values. The standards were this came out of Hinduism. And if that is the standard, then Islam is also open to, you know, you have also opened the door to Islam and Christianity Agreed. and everything else. But I think, I think I'm, I haven't been able to explain what the Hindu code bill is. Earlier, before independence, Hindus could marry, like a Hindu man could marry many women at the same time. And the, like consent was a thing back then, like most of the women consented, but still that's a bad thing in a third world country that women are one husband has three wives. The things were very uh, bad, bad like not, at that that's point not bad. of time. That's not, there's nothing in wrong a, with that. In a third world country? No, in any in any place, a man should be okay. able to marry three wives or even more. Okay, so I think I, I will debate debate this on, in the next stream, but like I am very short on time, so I might just explain what the Hindu code bill is right now. So Hinduism went through a reform 70 years ago only, and before that, the women in most of India didn't used to get... Uh, property from their, when their parents died most of the women were like with their husbands but right now Hindu women, Hindu women have to get like the, it is necessary for them to get their property and in many of the cases it is also the case that if like the girl says that I don't want this property and I want it to go to my brother and the father has not said it in his will then many a times that people people have to pay the gift tax because the woman is essentially gifting the land to the to his brother so okay wait hold on. somebody bill, somebody in the lecture is saying what the heck Okay, my point is that a man should be able to marry as many wives as she wants, as long yes. as as long yes. as a woman is also allowed to marry as many husbands as she wants. The okay, problem so with was, Islam that was not the case then. I know, I know. The problem with Islam is not that men get to marry three wives. The the problem with Islam is that it just makes only one side be able to marry multiple wives, and the other side is not allowed to marry. It should be equal. If men can marry like three or four wives, women should also be able to marry three or four husbands. Okay, That's so let I'm me saying. present yeah. you with three scenarios. First scenario being what you're saying that men are able to have three wives, but women are not able to have three husbands. The second scenario being that everybody has one partner only. And the third scenario being like everyone, everyone has multiple partners if they want. You are definitely for the second one more than the first one, right? I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm for like less rules and government staying out of how we. No, no, second one. The second one is that one partner for each person. No, no. Compared I'm to a, Islam. I... Compared to oh, Islam. Oh yeah, yeah. Compared to Islam. Compared yes, to Islam. Yes, yes, yes. So yes. right now the Indian government will most likely go in for that route, which the Hindus right now obey, which is against the Hindu laws, because the Hindu law has been reformed. It is Hindu in mostly name. It is Hindu in name only. So I think you should read it upon that, and next week we'll like talk on, talk on this. I'll just wait for okay, your but, two cents on this. Okay, sounds good. But make your final point because I still have like uh, three patron questions that I haven't answered. Okay, okay. So, yes, my point was that what I was saying, I was not saying that we should just because like we are not getting like enlightenment values, we should totally go in for the Hindu system. I, I think that will be a really bad idea. But yes, yes, that will be a really bad idea. And so I, what I was talking about was that in case of personal laws, the Hindu code bill is Hindu in name only and it is mostly Western. So I think if the government doesn't scratch that and totally changes the Muslim way of life, I think that will be a justified move. Okay, okay. Um, I don't know the details, but I just know that even if it's if even if the rules are completely like Western rules, if it has a Hindu name, that's dangerous because you're okay. basically yes, agreed. Yeah. So it for example, if you yeah, it should it, have it like should a, be named it should it should be named Uniform Civil Code. Yeah, because um 
for example, if I have the best values, like the best system, okay, and it has nothing to do with Christianity, okay, but then I come and say, like, here's the Christian, here are my Christian laws, okay, even though all the laws are, all of them are good and have nothing to do with religion, and it gets approved as Christian laws, you basically are uh, mm, giving undeserved authority and legitimacy and political uh, power to Christianity, even if the laws are not based on Christianity. Do you understand the problem? Yes. Yes, okay, I good. totally agree. But uh, the, the bill was named Hindu Code Bill because it was supposed to be followed by the Hindus. It is like crystal clear in India, like in everywhere. Mm -hmm. If you like just do primary research that it is not based on Hindu values. Hindu values were shit before that. I agree. About okay. marriage, Hindu values were shit. Okay. 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 Um, all right. Bye. All right. Uh, so D was asking, can we ask questions that don't involve Iran? If so, uh, see below. If not, please please disregard, and I will try again on AR's killer. No, patrons can ask anything. It doesn't have it have to be. It could be about literally anything as long as it doesn't violate terms of service. Okay. It could be like, hey Armin, what's your favorite color? Or like, hey Armin. Oh, and also, it shouldn't. Um, Put me in at security risk. Like, for example, like, hey, Armin, where are you going to be exactly at five o'clock next Tuesday? I cannot answer that. Okay. Um, or things about my family or stuff like that. But you could be like, what's your favorite show? Like, what's your opinions on Game of Thrones uh, final season? Which is actually one of the most, hey, uh, friendly Muslim, did you know that this opinion I have is the most controversial take I have? Opinion I have is basically, I think. Game of Thrones last season was the best season of Game of Thrones. I, I think, think people hate it. Some people actually, well, oh, yeah, that's a bit controversial, isn't it? Some people, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't think the the consensus would agree because I don't think some were saying it was they weren't fond of the last season. No, that's. I think it was the best season, and people think I'm I'm I'm, I'm insane when I say that. Um, but yeah, you could ask it, but if you're a patron, you could ask me anything you want. Okay. So D continues by asking about Uzbekistan. So D says, what's up with Uzbekistan autonomous region of, uh, Kar Karakal, well, I always, okay. Karakal, Pakistan, Karakal, Karakal, Pakistan, right? Uh, media show, by the way, do you, have you heard about this news? Um, there was None. like protests. Yeah. No, not in totality, so. Okay, so Karakal, Pakistan, um, the media showed protesters uh, bleeding in the street. Police and parliament say protesters tried to storm government buildings. It was reported that protesters were upset about losing the right to secede, uh, and they won. Wait, protesters were upset about losing the right to secede. Yeah, they removed that, I think, from the constitution, give them being given that right, I think, I'm not sure. But from what I understand, it is mostly desert with high unemployment and they're economically dependent. Why fight for autonomy of that? Did this have more to do with the president trying to change the constitution? Yeah, okay. So first of all, it's not just desert, I think. It's, it has a lot of gas, natural gas, no? Yeah, I mean, the reports are that 18 killed and hundreds injured. Uh, unrest as state of emergency declared. No, yeah, Uzbekistan is like gas rich, natural gas rich. Rich, yeah. But here, it's a. This is like, 
but I don't understand. Like them being them being gas rich actually works in against the fact of secession. You were like, if they if they were mostly desert that didn't have anything, that actually worked in their favor. Okay, <laughs> because first of all, they're like almost half the country. This area of Uzbekistan, okay, is like forty percent of the entire country. So you're not going to be able to secede because that's like um, that's like you know, we're cutting a country in half. But if it was actually a desert that didn't have anything, they would have been more likely to be able to secede because if you're a gas-rich part of the country, the centralized government is like, yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> like, this is like, this is all our gas. <laughs> you're not going to, we're not going to just let you go. That's like, a, like a, you're dreaming, right? So I think like this works against them, right? Not in their favor. Um, also, um, let's actually look at what happened. I don't think they are under the illusion that they are able to secede. I think the secessionists might be like using that as a stick and like, Hey, like give us, because apparently they're really, really unhappy about how things, the, 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 all the things you mentioned, the unemployment, the uh, healthcare, a whole bunch of economic issues. And the secessionist movement is as a way to put pressure on the centralized government to like, can you do better, please? Or else we're going to like threaten you with secession, right? So by removing the secessionist um, um, option from the constitution, I think these people just was, this was just the, la the, uh, the last straw on the camel's back. I'm like, okay, like the, our weapon has been taken away from us. I think that's how it how that's how it's working out. But let's actually read an article about it. It's hard to read because the question is so long. So I'm just going to unselect the question, saying what we know about protests in Uzbekistan's Karak Karakal Pakistan Karakal Karakal Pakistan. Okay, so the the ethnicity of these people. Okay, so this is like by the way. This is not an ethnic war, an ethnic conflict between Uzbeks and the ethnicity of Karakal Paks. Karakal Paks, okay? There are two ethnicities here, Karakal Paks and Uzbeks, right? Istan just means the land of, okay? So Uzbekistan means the land of Uzbek, and Karakal, Karakal Pakistan means the land of Karakal Paks. Um, the, the tension between... The government and the Karakal Paks is not an ethnic one. It is an economic one. It is like, we want better governance. You're not for treating us fairly. Okay. So, call, so it says, call for independent uh, investigation grows as officials report 18 killed and 243 wounded in unrest in autonomous region. Rare, pro rare protests in Uzbekistan, autonomous Karakal Pakistan. Region, so they do already have some level of autonomy, and they could. I think the question is like whether they can secede or not. Okay, so it turned deadly last week, according according to the government. As president, I don't. I'm not going to try to say his names. As the president faced growing calls to allow an independent inv investigation into the violence, thousands of demonstrators took to the streets on Friday in opposition to propo uh, to propose constitutional refor reforms that would have refused the province which borders Kazakhstan and the Aral, the 
the RLC, RL, RLC, the right to secede. Yeah, so this was in response to just changing the constitution and be like taking away the right. So apparently the constitution has had given the Karakal Pucks a right to secede with a referendum, if I, uh, I think, right? I think it was with a referendum. But they went ahead and just removed that from the constitution. And oh, the issue also was the, if I remember correctly, that they just did it out of nowhere, out of the blue. They were like, no conversation with people, no like media coverage or anything. Like, just people woke up one day, like, hey, your constitution has been changed, your right to secession has been wiped out. The constitution, I'm like, wait, what? I just woke up, I haven't had breakfast yet. I'm like, no time for breakfast, it's time for riots and protests in the streets. So that's what the Caracal Pax decided to do because, like, you can't just do this to us, man. You just change the constitution out of nowhere. And they're like, the government says, like, yes, we can. In fact, not only we can do that, we can shoot you in the street for protesting. So apparently, not only you don't have the right to secede, you don't even have a right to protest because we shoot you. Um, what was the number again? So the fact that protesting is not a right that they have either seems to be a surprise to them, judging by the bullets in their bodies. Wait, how many people were wounded again? 243 wounded. So this was very bloody, very bloody. They're also saying up to 10,000 people have been arrested and also the internet and phone lines have been taken down also. And um, in terms of uh, our friend in the comments, maybe Russia should just invade them also. I'm sure that would stop the protests. A Kremlin spokesperson, uh, Dmitry, on Monday called Uzbekistan a friendly country and said the protests in Karakal, Pakistan, were an internal matter and it was confident that Tashkent would resolve it. So Russia ain't going to come in either. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah, this is okay. Cool. Um, but again, again, like this was, I, I, I heard you know, you shouldn't, um, you shouldn't like a lot of people get upset about the framing of the story because people think like people are coming into the streets angry over, like, these are all secessionists that wanted secession and they're coming out into the street wanting secession. Okay. Uh, and I think that's a misrepresentation. The actual representation is like, you just changed our constitution without any conversation. And now the conversation has also changed to like, dude, you just shot us for protesting. So that's now the main conversation. So anyways, we'll see where this goes. By the way, D, thank you for bringing this to our attention. Like, I don't think that many people are talking about Uzbekistan and protest and 243 people being shot and thousands of people being arrested um, over, over this stuff. Yeah, so that's, thank you for, you know, it's, I think it's important that we know these things. So thank you. We have a very good, uh, you know, list of patrons. Like our patron, uh, the people who are supporters of us on Patreon, they are they pay attention to stuff. Okay, so it makes our job very difficult here because they are they want they expect they expect us to be the same. So you have to be you have to constantly make sure that you are up to date with the news. Um, and also, if you're not, 
to just like have enough understanding of world politics to be able to, when you're reading it, to be able to have some um, nuanced uh, conversation about it. So our our supporters are high level, man. Oh, Vikram and Susie. Hey, hi, Vikram. Hi, Susie. They're both here, so this is good. All right, here's another question. Oh, this is the last question. Okay, so Creationism Slayer 3000 is, is asking, have you read or listened to any good books recently? Do you ever read fiction? Yes, but I have stopped. Uh, the last fiction I've read was uh, Mythos by Stephen Fry. Um, but I have stopped reading fictions. And I've also, um, I've also decided to stop reading books and focus on academic courses on Wondrium. Uh, link to our Wondrium account, to getting an account on Wondrium is in the description. You get 14 days free trial uh, plus 20% off. Uh, if you use the link in the description, plus we get the aff affiliate benefit. But I'm just focusing on Wondrium because it comes like it's better than books, in my opinion, because it's a university professor. Uh, it's, it's less biased than books because it's like giving you objective analysis of all views. Usually when I read a book, I think like there's a certain one. The view of an author is it's obvious the book is biased towards the view of the author. But when I'm taking academic courses on Wondrium, um, all the different views are being put forth and compared objectively with each other, which I think is serving me a lot better. Plus, if you uh, if you prefer having a note, a written version of it, the courses come with show notes, like with the notes, with the course, not show notes, with the course notes, right? So uh, the summary of all the things that were mentioned by the professor comes in a PDF format as well. So it's really good, okay? And as every chapter is... I use it as a reference. So when I when I take a course on on, on a history or philosophy or anything, um, I know that that course, like a, a that thirty minute course, is all a lecture of that specific course is always available for me because usually the course is like has multiple lectures, like between twenty to thirty lectures, but each lecture is like half an hour. But every time I need a quick refresher on a specific topic, I remember taking the course and I go to that specific lecture and take a half an hour refresher. It's such a useful tool. So again, I suggest it to everybody. Um, I was suggesting it before they were um, sponsoring us, but you can, you know, you could use your affiliate links. We get something, but I was suggesting it before as well. I do, however, think at some point I need to also go back to at least one book uh, about the history of Iran. There's a book called Iran, which is about the history of Iran past the Saf from the Safavid dynasty up until after the Islam after the revolution in Iran. So that book, I I probably have to go and read that book. But right now I'm not reading books. I'm just for knowledge. I'm focusing on academic courses. So take a look. And guys, if you do try Wondrium, please use our affiliate links. Okay, this is like a nothing you you know you don't have to pay anything extra but we get something out of it so please use the link in the description how what about you friendly muslim have you are you do you read anything or interested in anything i'm on um i look at some academic papers at the moment i've been doing some um history on on islam so i'm looking at different topics at the moment um and also uh creationism versus evolutionism um and yeah so just look i I keep it varied um, in terms of what I'm looking into, but um, 
so far it's been uh, uh, Islamic history at the moment that I want to look into. Um, and, you know, the... Wait, that's interesting. Times. Wait, before I ask you, Susanna is saying Armin is basically going uh, to uni again on OneDream. It feels like that. It feels like you're back in university. That's what OneDream feels like. And Vikram is saying, I think social media has messed up my brain, messed my brain up too much to be able to read a book fully. Well, then use Wandrium because it's visual. You see the professor there. You could put it on double speed. It's good for people that don't have their attention spans are not, um, you know, they're weak, too weak for finishing a book. Wandrium will help you uh, make it a lot more engaging and a lot more visual. So if you can't finish a book, you can finish Wandrium courses and you become, um, you know, you can become a lot more knowledgeable, as knowledgeable as people who read a lot of books. In fact, uh, there are a lot of history, like Friendly Muslim, who just said that he's interested in history of Islam. There are courses on the Quran, the history of the Quran, on Islam. There are so many good courses on the history of, of Islam on Wondrium, especially the, the Golden Age of Islam, which I call the Golden Age of Arabs and Persians. There, there, there's an entire course dedicated to that. So if you're interested in that, take that course as well. But what, Friendly Muslim, why are you interested in the history of Islam? I'm um, just generally having conversations. Uh, the Islamic uh, Golden Age um, is something I'm, I'm having. I'm aware of, but I haven't gone deep into it. But it's it is fascinating uh, from the outskirts that engineering, the science, the medicine that evolved, and the the communities of education uh, that were built. But yeah, no, definitely with Wondrium, twenty percent off uh, on a first fourteen day free trial is something I'll be looking into for sure. Yeah. yeah. But make sure, okay, so if you if you guys check this out without using the link, then I hate you because I don't know why you would do that. <laughs> but thank you. Um, what, so, okay, so the, what's your, what's the area, why, I know you said you're interested in the uh, history of Islam, but why specifically? Like, what are you trying to get out of it? I'm interested. Just in. the great minds that are available at the time that I think have been forgotten. Um, you know, so... Um, the science, the advances in medicine, um, things that came out of this era um, that people aren't necessarily aware of. Um, and then Muslims can also be aware of these things, um, that there were a time where Islam had communities of pure knowledge. Um, because again, in Pakistan, I think that's being sort of forgotten about. Have you got something you're hiding there? Yeah, oh yeah, you said that. Um, I suspect, I suspect that you are interested. Tell me if I'm wrong about this. Okay, this is a guess. Okay, don't get uh, offended if I, you know, by the suggestion of it. Okay, I suspect that there is an identity crisis among Muslims because of the way the Muslim world and Muslims are seen as backward as their ways being inferior to the western way okay and this motivates some muslims to go look deep into look back into the history to find muslims and times where muslim communities were ahead of everybody else as a way to rebuild that muslim identity to strengthen it what do you think is that a correct or wrong? Yeah, I, or better understand. I, I wouldn't say you're you're far off, but yeah, I absolutely think that it's a uh, something that um, yes, there is a perception that you know it's all backwards and, and it's not progressive. But from what I've seen, some of the things like uh, the water stations, uh, gears, 
you know there are so many things that i saw um briefly that were really advanced for the time and philosophers as well um and great thinkers um so yeah these are things that i would like to uh revisit and tell let people know about also um that there there was this golden age and so we should bring those and again these communities were talking to each other there were discussions amongst different people so i i think that's something positive so yeah i, I wouldn't disagree with your statement at all okay so i mean i don't want to take that um away from you but my view is that there okay so a lot of people who are against islam if they deny that that was a better like an amazing time like muslims were very much um at that time at the forefront of philosophy art and science and they were ahead of almost all the world like all the well i mean if you think about middle east and europe Baghdad was ahead of everybody else. Like the only way you could like compare it to somebody else that might have been as ahead was if you go all the way to China. Okay, but ignoring China, uh, Muslims were ahead of everybody else at that time. Okay, and Baghdad was the heart, the center of art and science and philosophy, and for a time also the uh, Spain was Muslim controlled Spain was as well. Right. Um, however, the issue is that this had nothing to do with Islam. Uh, this had more to do with wealth. Um, just like in Europe, when the Renaissance happened and Europe became the source of art, philosophy, and science, it had nothing to do with Christianity. It had more to do with European countries becoming filthy rich. And when you become filthy rich, you start investing in art, science, and philosophy. And the Arab and Persian empires also, when they started becoming filthy rich, they naturally started investing in art and science and philosophy. It wasn't anything to do, it wasn't because of Islam that they did that. So Islam doesn't get any credit for it. It's just they just happen to be Muslim. Do you know what I mean? Well, thanks for the... Uh... Uh, end of the movie spoiler so <laughs> <laughs> well thanks no. oh well i just won't bother now um I, I, I had the aspiration that it had something to do with islam but thank you for uh eloquently bursting the what? bubble and well uh, no i didn't burst the bubble because i am an i'm an anti-islam activist so you shouldn't trust me right maybe like i could be wrong about this i am obviously a a, a biased judge right you could like you, you can you could like maybe once you investigate it you're like no Armin is wrong, I can see the direct influence of Islam, on here right so this is not bursting of the bubble maybe you go investigate and then you come and prove me wrong. Can we highlight Susanna's comment? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, Susanna's like I knew that Armin was about to shit on his dreams. <laughs> Well, Susanna is also saying it's, it's nice to have friendly Muslim back. I like him. Susanna likes oh, you having Thank him. you. Yeah. Quite a fan of yours, too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and since we were on the topic, and I, I don't know if you're going to touch with Susanna, have you had any thoughts on this uh, Cali poster at the moment? And what? The Cali poster. Oh, not yet. Susanna sent it to me. I haven't reviewed it yet. We will probably have it in the news. Don't ask me right now. I have no, to. I have to. 
I'm not. Okay, well, you tell what, what you, okay, well, actually, you tell me um, what your views are. The only thing I, I'm quite surprised at but, is... With, wait, wait, no, approach. explain. First, explain what's happening. Okay, so um, there is a, a, a independent film, um, and... Oh, we're going to talk about it in the news. Okay, I'm not going to give a full spoiler. That That's not fair to Susanna, because she'll probably explain it a lot better. However, an Indian performance documentary based on a Hindu goddess, um, and it's got a poster, and in that poster, the uh, the goddess is smoking a cigarette, essentially. Now, this has caused uproar, but within this period of three to four days, India have already requested that Canada take down the poster of this film. Wow. That's the amazing thing. And com- comparatively, when it was about Muslim sentiments, uh, the government seemed to keep quiet. But uh, I'm sure you and Susanna will give a more in-depth... Um, Has there been any responses from Canada? Uh, not as far as I know yet, but I'm sure you and Susanna will cover this uh, in detail. I don't want. I. I. I'm oh, like, Kelly is also. Kelly is also holding a pride flag in the. Yeah, place. I didn't want. To, I wanted you to break that, Suzanne. I didn't want to break that news. Also, I just no, it's the, okay. the cigarette was bad. It's, new, it's the news. It's like it's not like. I, I, it's funny how you're saying spoilers. But okay, okay. Um, I do. I do want to mention this other book. Okay, talking about Susanna because Susanna got me this book. Susanna got me this go- uh, book, and this is called. Maham, so I actually have should have told you like actually there's two books that I want to read uh, because other than these uh, two books I'm mostly focusing on Wondrium but the other book is the one that Susanna got, got me called Muhammad and the Empires of Faith okay so this one is not the time of the history of Islam that you are that interested in for any Muslim this is like much earlier like early Islamic history actually I don't know I think it all goes all the way to that both times as well but it actually does a really good detective work in figuring out where, um, the, you know, the chains of hadith and how the narrative of Islam was constructed early from early on in its history. Okay, so if you're interested in Islam itself and a scholarly, um, non-biased look at it, read this book. Okay, because I read another book. Who's the author? Uh, oh, the. Uh, uh, Sean Anthony. Okay. Because these other books are very biased. Okay, so if you want to know whether Muhammad's history is historical or not, okay, these are the two main books that you could read. Okay, one of them is by a far right. Oh, boo! You know, th- boo. boo! So this guy is like not. Th- I mean. The book is well written, to be fair to him, okay? But I don't know how... He, I cannot trust the man, right? Because he's just so... You know, I wouldn't trust me. Like, if I write a, wrote a book about Muhammad, you know? So, I mean, you can read it. I read it. I enjoyed it. But I wouldn't trust it because, obviously, the guy is like... It's good to get some perspective from somebody, right? But it's just so it's not like it's trying to act like it, it would be fine if it was obviously an opinion piece right but it's meant to be like an academic piece of work but i think for somebody that is this anti-islamic but also anti-muslim not just anti-islam i wouldn't reading this book i don't 
I wouldn't know how much of this was true and how much of this was propaganda, okay? However, this book, Sean Anthony, this guy is objective. Um, you know, he doesn't have a skin in this game. He's not like anti-Islam or for Islam. He's just like doing academic scholarly work. So if you want to know how credible the history of Muhammad is, uh, this guy, this book would be uh, a really good source of information. So this is another one of the books that is in my list of uh, to read. So there's that. Um, yeah. <laughs> Susanna, like Spencer is a loon. Yes, yes. He's like, he's pro-Hindutva, so. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I tagged him on a um, tweet because Harris has uh, brought this to everybody's attention. Um, and um, actually, Spencer tagged Harris and said, oh, well, you know, there's another story. Um, and um, Harris responded that, look, I could show you plenty of Hindu Vata stories and you won't cover it. Um, and he didn't respond. And then a story came about uh, Hindu Vata um, attacking a Christian couple. Um, and I tagged him and Harris into it and said, let's see if he actually does some criticism uh, on that. And as yet, it hasn't been um, addressed yeah. at all. Have you seen his latest story on about the baby's head being left inside the woman in Pakistan? What? Yeah, and he called that it was a medical problem that happened, and he's claiming that was part of medical jihad, essentially, um, and that they, ugh, I can't even explain. It. It's so terrible. But yeah, so I, I is, you, Susanna, is this on the news? Like we explained, <laughs> Susanna. Um, Okay, oh, is so, this recent? Yeah, Susanna knows about story. Is this recent? Yeah, within the last, uh, I think, four or five days, he's, he's okay. published it. God, Pakistan, and, you know, it's just like trying to, like, you think you have seen the worst because, like, you know, every time, every time they, like, when we, you know, they challenge our, this was a medical problem. This was like literally a, 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 an out in the country hospital facility that had a, a, a you know, um, a, you know, they they weren't trained. Something happened, so it really was a medical thing. It's not an okay, intentional, okay. you know, leaving, you know, a part in the. It's a it's a terrible story, but he's actually. Okay, so Susanna saying there there isn't proof that it is that it's motivated because the mother is Hindu. Seems like medical negligence, not bigotry. Exactly. Okay, medical but medical okay, medical. but the fact okay, so the fact that the mother is Hindu, uh, how likely that is? Do you think it is that people are just going to spin it that this is like this was some intentional thing? This is what happens to Hindus in Pakistan. Well, that's exactly what Robert Spencer has done. Um, that's exactly what he's done. He's called it medical. Really? The term is medical jihad, yeah. Wait, ru- wait, I was like, I, sorry, I missed that part. You're telling me that this, this thing that was just medical negligence, Robert Spencer is calling that medical jihad. Yeah, along those lines, yeah. Okay, we need to cover this story. We need to cover Robert Spencer's spin on this story. Because that is insane. Are, are we sure that there's literally no evidence that should this suggests that this was intentional? Yeah, I mean, it, 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 
It's clearly okay. awesome. I mean, it's not okay. A... This needs to be covered because we need to, like, honestly, if this is actually what's happening, if this is accurate, that Robert, like, we need to use this as, as a way to, like, go after Robert Spencer. Like, if you are calling a medical negligence and without any evidence, you're calling a medical jihad against Hindus in Pakistan, you need to be called out for this. Like, I seriously think we need to, like, call, call him out for this. Yeah, I mean, Susanna's pretty up to speed on it. Yeah, so no, Susanna like says that she has to look more into this to see if there's more credible sources. But it's not just him. There's a lot of pro-Hindu people. So yeah, if you're a Hindu and something happens to you in Pakistan, they call it, they're going to call it something jihad. Well, well, the thing is, he links the original stories in his stories. So what he does is, there'll be a story and then he'll summarize it and then he'll put it on his blog essentially mm. so you can always see the original source and it's always you know a lot different to what the actual story is yeah yeah um, you know so yeah. that he, the way he spins it which unfortunately is um you know a terrible Vikram? thing yeah okay. Vikram is saying have robert on your show imagine the drama he's a coward he's not going to come on our show do you think I don't think I've I've never seen him okay maybe I don't know maybe he will how about this we will I will change my mind if he actually comes he's not gonna come on our show he's like you guys are you guys are insignificant I don't care about you guys why should I come on your show that's probably the reason you don't know anyways but I would like to I would like to debate him because I would it would be so easy to debate him I would like um why are you being so inconsistent why are you not calling this out why are you Supporting groups like Hindutva that are so, that are you know, that are obviously using anti-Islamism as a way to fight Muslims themselves. Like, do you condemn this? Do you condemn that? Like, it would be so easy to put him on the spot. But I think he would know how how it's so obvious to him, and he's so aware about his own inconsistencies and his biases that he he would know that being on a show like this, he would be called out for that, and he wouldn't be able to survive a deadline of questioning that's why i don't think he would go on a show like that yeah i mean he, he tends to just ignore anything any sort of comeback and then he'll yeah. just wait for the next thing and then carries on with it but, but we haven't harris has invited him onto the show i think and um he hasn't he, he, he hasn't responded but yeah i mean I, I think it's a dangerous narrative um that every every you know a medical tragedy um can be turned into something like that Troll in the live chat is saying, "Hey Armin, since the Indian government is upset over Kelly having a smoke, uh, Kelly having a smoke, how about blasphemous art showing her in a biker girl leather outfit with the spikes and stuff? Oh yeah, that would be a good idea. Yeah, let's do that. Oh, we're also gonna do a blasphemous art with um, Jesus torturing." Lady Liberty, because of the things that are happening in, I mean, you know, basically doing, tying her up and torturing her and also having sex with her while she's tied up. What do you think wow. about that? <laughs> no, wow. that would be, I mean, Mind I'm trying brain. to say, I'm trying to say having sex with her because I can't say what you, the, the word I, are basically R-A-P-E-E, uh, uh, I, I, you know, the Lady Liberty because of all the rights 
the Christian the rights that are being challenged in the United States. I think that would be a good art representing what's happening. I mean, yeah, I mean, I've had I've, when I speak to Christians in, in a comparative because obviously um, they've asked, well, you know, what, why do you have such reactions? And I've asked, well, if this was portrayed of of, of Jesus, for example. How would you react? And they'd say, "Well, they're fine." So, you know, and again, Isa, peace and blessings be upon him, is is a prophet of ours also. So, yeah, it, it would it would obviously um, there is a yeah. I mean, it, it you've got a right to do it, I suppose, and and that's what you're you're going to exercise your right to do so. So, um, how people respond is a completely different. <laughs> Uh, yeah. That's... Well, I mean, people who don't like it don't have to see it, right? Yeah, that that is that part of it too, and we have to know how to uh, respond to it. I mean, I, I'm. I mean, why would people? Why would people who love Jesus be upset? He's like, we're gonna show him having a good time. Yeah, I mean, I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can understand your position on that. I really can. Like, uh, because, like for example, when we, when in our blasphemous art, whenever we portrayed Muhammad, you know, when Muslims are upset, like we never portrayed him, like in a bad way. We like it's, it's sexual, like, but obviously people like us, we're not, we don't see sex as a bad thing, right? Like maybe like you see, like we are portraying Muhammad in, in like he's always having fun. He's always having great sex or something is being done to him that he's enjoying and he's portrayed very beautifully with like great abs and a beautiful like set of hair and face and everything. So they're like, oh, this is offensive. Like, obviously, you know, our views are that sex is not a bad thing or BDSM is not a bad thing. So maybe like, yeah, I was exaggerating. Like we wouldn't obviously do our APE. Like it would be look like, so we wouldn't do that. It would like, they will both be enjoying it. Okay. So I was just exaggerating. So, yeah, so it will be fine. Like Muslims who, for, for example, get offended about seeing Muhammad in that way. Of course, we understand that. That's why we don't show them our art, right? Anybody who wants to see our art, they just see it the way that they just come and see our art. Yeah, no, no. no, no, they, no. Or, or some people come see our art, see our art and then come. So, but yeah. But go there on. is this ongoing discussion as to where the lines are and where people deserve can feel offended or not. I think that that's something that's always being monitored, I suppose. Um, and what is offensive and what is not. So is this poster offensive um, for this movie, the Kali poster? And so they, they, I mean, so they could peacefully post protest their discomfort at something. You wouldn't, you wouldn't object to that, would you? Them peacefully protesting. Um, oh no, I don't, I don't, I don't, um, object to it i just don't understand it what are they protesting yeah no, like for example let's say for example we're making art for ourselves and we're enjoying it okay and some people are saying we're offended by this and let's say they are objecting to us making the art okay and like our response is like we understand you don't like this this is why we're not forcing you to look at it so if they say so you explain this to me. And they're like, no, we're still opposing you making this art, okay? So help me understand what is it exactly that they're opposing. Like, we're making art for the people who like it. We're not making it for the people who don't like it. So what's the objection here? 
yeah, with me, I, I have a, a a position that I'm still coming to on it. Because as a Muslim, it would be, yes, I'm offended that you are uh, representing one of our prophets um, in, a, in any type of way, because obviously religiously we, we do not encapsulate them in, in drawing. However, from a secular lawful point of view, you are not breaking a law, and therefore I I cannot also object to your your lawful. Well, no, we're mission. not talking about we're not talking about law. We're talking about morality here. Obviously, nobody here is breaking a law, okay? But morally, is it justified or is it not justified? You're saying, as a Muslim, mm. I would be offended that my my prophet is drawn in that way, okay? Yeah, but the thing is that you don't have to see the drawing. Do you know what I mean? Like, for example, if I all of a sudden right now short like just pop the drawing on the screen and you saw it this would be really a horrible thing like immoral thing on my behalf all right i know you don't like to see it i didn't give you the choice not to see it and i just made made you see it without you choosing to not see it okay that would be immoral okay because you don't like it i think that's i actually regard that as quite polite and morally correct of you to do that i think that's actually showing quite a bit of consideration that you would um, give me an opportunity. Oh, that, that's cool. I mean, I think that's that's above what you actually would have to do. I think you've also got a right to just pop it up. Well, yeah. I mean, I have the right. I mean, these are two different. These are two different areas, yeah, so right? It's the moral whether aspect. I have a, yeah, whether I have a right to do it or not is is a legal question. Whether it is the correct thing to do or not is the moral question. Okay. Yeah. Obviously, I can have a right to do something that is evil. You know what I mean? For example, I have a right to cheat on my wife. I do have that right. Right? Yep. But it's not a moral thing to do. Legally, nobody could challenge me for doing that. There's no laws against it. Okay? So just because I have a right to do something, it doesn't mean it's a good thing to do. Okay? So I have a right to like just show the art to you without your permission. But morally, that would not be the right thing to do. Right? Mm-hmm. So... But again, like I just want to understand from the like Hindus or Muslims who are like, oh, we are, you know, this, it's immoral for you to make this art. I'm like, I still don't understand how could they tell me that when I have not forced the art upon them. Anybody who doesn't like the art doesn't have to see it. Like, you know, my, I, I, like it's like a book. You could think like your, your book is offensive, right? And your book, your, your opinions in this book is offensive. Well, you if you if you are offended, you don't have to read it if it makes you uncomfortable, right? Isn't that a simple solution to all of this yep. here? Yep. No. 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 I, I can't. I can't disagree on, on that position. Also, um, are you offended by hell? Or offended by hell? Yeah. Yes. Yes, I am offended. Oh, interesting. Do you... I mean, I mean, doesn't it make? Wouldn't it? Wouldn't? Does it not make sense to be offended by hell? The idea that, um, the idea that just casual agreements between a vast, you know, group of people around the world that yeah, people who don't believe in this ideology are deserving of eternal torture, like just casually just agreeing with that. I mean, is it not not uh, that just? I find the fact that humans are capable of just agreeing to that claim in mass numbers, I find that extremely offensive. 
But to an atheist, this is where I, it, it intrigues me. To an atheist who doesn't believe in God or a, a hereafter, essentially, um, then why would a fictional hell be offensive? Well, it would be the same as like me if, um, if you, if I came and said like, "Hey, I think Muslims, for example, are deserving of this punishment." Okay, it's never going to happen. Like, even if I think it's never going to happen, the mere agreement that I think they're deserving of it <laughs> is it not offensive? Like, if you're like just for the, you know, just the the mere belief in islam if you are a muslim makes you deserving of i don't know eternal torture forever right whether or not it's true that it will happen or not my belief is offensive so yes i don't think there's hell for us to you know i don't think we're going to go to hell but just the fact that so many people in the world believe that i am deserving of eternal torture simply because i don't have a religion that's like unsettling you know what I mean? Like, I think as somebody who is a Hindu or a Muslim or a Christian um, or a Jewish, especially if you're a Jewish person, right? They like people are easily people are understanding easy can easily uh, be um, compassionate towards a group of people who are a vast majority of other people are hating on them. Okay, but when it comes to atheists, all of a sudden none of that that level of compassion is not there. Like even, for example, let's say that Muslims were not being violently attacked, okay? But there was a whole book, billions of people around the world that think that these people are inferior to the, in a sense, to the point that they deserve to be tortured, okay? People are like, oh my God, there's so much hate against Muslims around the world. This is This is unsettling, okay? Or against Hindus or against Christians or against Jews, okay? But... There seems to be some huge level of agreement about in, on this planet about the inferiority of atheists to the point that their gods have agreed to torture us for eternity or for a very long time when it comes to Hinduism. Um, and nobody seems, like, not that many people are, like, you know, on the side of, like, we need to do something about all these hate against... Like, I mean, it's not just their opinion. They're, 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 they're celebrating their sacred books that is explicitly describes this in these books. I mean, yes, hell doesn't, is not real, but what is this all this praising of books that is endorsing our torture? Like, don't you find that... Wouldn't you find that problematic? Yeah, no, I can I can see where you can have that um, apprehension also, because it is put in scripture essentially. So it goes beyond a a thought. It is a thought, a revelation, and it is also put in the various religious texts um, about the people that disbelieve. I mean, I mean the way the way the way the Quran like if, if you read the Quran cover to cover okay one of the book one of the words that constantly comes up is kafirun it's my people okay <laughs> right and it's usually <laughs> always the, the tribe of the kafirins yeah yeah it's <sighs> like okay like imagine they book like a Quran okay and you take out everywhere that it says the kafirun and replace it with Muslims, okay? 
this would be identified as a hate book against Muslims, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, the Muslims can also fall in line with Kufrism also and shirkiness. No, no, no. No, no, I'm, I'm not talking about that. Okay, I'm talking about a book okay. that was the mirror image of the Quran, but it was talking about Muslims the way that the Quran talks about Kafirun. Most people, most people, most Muslims would identify this book as a hate book, as a book that is against Muslims, as that promoting hate against Muslims. But when they, they can't see the same thing when, when their book is talking about the Kafirun. Like the excuses they make for why this is like not a hate book about the Kafirun, they wouldn't make the same excuses if a, if, if a book was written that was saying the same things about Muslims. Okay, I'm going to have to ponder that one deeply on that one. Yeah, no, no I, I'm taking on board everything you say. Um, I, I'm glad that I've got your perspective on it because um, it's, it's interesting to me to get your exact view on, on hell and why it's offensive. Um, to someone that doesn't believe in the hereafter. So I will definitely ponder that one. Um, okay. But, okay, so, yeah, no, no, for another topic, that, that would be good. Because I would like to see also the people that would actually go to heaven also and still have a chance of going to heaven. Um, and I've done some, in, there's been some interesting reading, that not necessarily everyone that is a disbeliever, um, you know, some people that are righteous, that believe in good deeds, you know, would still see a, a, an avenue to the hereafter. So, okay, okay, right. If it was just for the worst of people that really harmed people, and not just disbelief, but you were still a good moral person that still cared about people, cared about charity, helping people, vulnerable people, all these sort of attributes of a good person, and there was still a way for you to go to hell, uh, heaven, essentially, would you still be as offended? So if hell was reserved um, for the most hateful, nasty well, I will still I will still be offended, but I wouldn't be obviously I wouldn't be as offended. Okay, I don't think anybody deserved to be burned alive like that, not, not even the worst people. I don't want to, you know. But I would obviously be less offended. But the problem is that the uh, Quran is literally the opposite of what you described. Um, the way that heaven and hell works in Islam is that you could be the most charitable, kindest person in the world and if you're not a muslim you're going to burn forever um and the opposite is true you could be um, a muslim that has committed the greatest um sins excluding shirk if you haven't committed shirk you could do toba and uh, right before you die and if you really meant it you could go straight to heaven okay yep so it's the opposite of what you described Okay, but then there is a. Okay, all right. Now I'm, I'm, we're going to revisit this one. I think there's some interesting concepts in the future <laughs> that we could uh, dive into. I mean, but to be fair, it's the same with Christianity. Like in Christianity, if you're not if you're not a believer in Jesus, even if you're the kindest, most charitable, sweetest person that has ever lived, but hasn't accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, uh, after death you're going to go right to hell. Uh, and the opposite is true. If you are, you know child molesting, you know, genocide uh, committing, you know, evil dictator, um, but you accept Jesus Lord as your, Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, 
he's just going to wipe away all your sins and you're going to go straight to heaven. So same thing with Islam and same thing with Christianity. Okay. So it just doesn't what? work. With, it doesn't work with any, <laughs> any sane moral system doesn't allow the, the punishments and reward system that ex exists within Abrahamic or even or Hindu faith or any faith. Yeah, there hasn't been any good. And also nobody, by the way, no, here's the thing, the point of punishment, okay? So for, let's say, for example, you die, okay? And you were an evil person. And now you go to, like, actually, let's say you're, your your system, you, you're like, hey, how about an alternative? How about, like, we put away whether you're Muslim or you're Christian, it doesn't matter. Good people go to heaven. Really, really evil people go to hell, okay? It still doesn't make any sense. Why are we torturing the people? Like, the whole point of punishment is to avoid greater harm. But this is after death. They cannot do any more harm. Their torture will be pointless. Like, are we just like, just, just the point of torture at that point would just be to satisfy our desire to see pain from people that have inflicted pain. Well, then that shows a sickness within us. Like, why are we getting pleasure out of this pain? Like, are, we're basically getting getting closer to their level. Like, an evil person that has committed caused a lot of pain their pain is not going to solve anything unless it's going to um stop some act in the future some crime in the future like that's why you might use punishments as a form of deterrence but punishment in hell cannot be used as a point of deterrence because there is no after this is the end point you're right do you see what i mean yeah no i see what you mean there's some interesting stuff that's come out recently we're just horny for torture because we're like hey hey we want just we want to see you suffer because you made other people suffer this desire of revenge should not be is not that important to satisfy do you know what i mean it doesn't serve any purpose do you think like, I, I i want to see people in pain like who gives a crap about what you want we want to we want to reduce suffering in this world so do you think that the thought of a hereafter of eternal punishment is a deterrent to somebody well not to the people who don't believe in it <laughs> yeah, not, mean, <laughs> not not the atheist republic obviously right um <laughs> right fair enough right. fair enough right. I, I, I take on board your points uh i will ponder them deeply and uh i will do some further research on some aspects that just some s stuff that's come out recently and uh we shall continue this one uh, but yeah, yeah, I think it's mostly, I think the whole idea of hell is mostly there. Um, I mean, I mean, it's, it's mostly there for conformity, but also it satisfies um, the desire of people who, who want to see the people who disagree with them um, in pain. You know, it's just like, a, it's like, a, they're just horny for pain among the people who don't agree with them. You know what I mean? And this is just satisfying a fantasy. This is why they tell us that in heaven there's a there's a place where you could view hell. You could like you, where there's a place where you could go and watch people who are suffering uh, for enjoyment. Someone asked me this question and they were like, "Well, would you like to see someone?" It's like depending on who it was, uh, you know. If I was being really brutally honest, and you know, in this lifetime there was some real evil piece of, you know, that caused major suffering to people. You know, uh, uh, well, you know, would I not for, like to see that? You know, 
get a bit toasty up there. You know, forever. I mean, I changed the channel. I mean, you wouldn't watch it for you wouldn't watch it forever. I mean, you just maybe the first five minutes you'd be like, ah. no. Would you? Would you? Wouldn't you think like it's too forever for them is too much? There's no crime that deserves that levels of punishment. So you're saying no even crime... the worst crimes on this life does was it an in... was it a... was it an infinite crime? How could a crime that was not infinite deserve an infinite punishment? That's a very good point. I like that. I'm going to ponder that one too. All right, you brought some great point. I like this. I like, I like these uh, topics of pondering. Um, yeah, great. All right. Yeah, there is one more, but we'll we'll leave it for another um, okay. episode because. Uh... Oh, all right. If we've got five minutes, because okay, it actually involves you. Because after I spoke to okay, you, yeah. so this is what happened was, um, remember I asked you, um, should Muslims, you know, speak out, uh, essentially? And if they don't, uh, you know, when a, 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 an act of terror happens, like, for example, these two men that committed this crime in, in uh, uh, India against this tailor. So um, a couple of days before that, I was on a stream um, with some, you know, educated Muslims that I, I quite respect. And they said that, you know, sometimes it's viewed that your silence is complicit. That if you don't speak up on every single thing uh, as a Muslim, then, you you know, your natural disposition is that you agree with it. And so I, I took on what they said. And then I spoke to you and you said, you're right, you would get offended if someone, um, you know, thought that you agreed to this horrible act. You know, that was the natural default that you, you know, you had to say that you disagreed with it. Um, and then I spoke to um, a, a, another ex-Muslim, uh, a female, um, and, you know, I asked her the same sort of question. And so we kind of got into an, a heated argument because she actually said then that, you know, if you're not uh, voicing your opinion, then deep down secretly, you agree with something that's happened. So, you know, I took on board what she said also. Um, that, you know, I, I am complicit. I mean, she got actually quite angry at me. Um, but I, the first thing I didn't say was, you know, I, I condemn what's happened. And, you know, um, that should be the That's first. That's a very unfair accusation. That's a very unfair accusation. Just because the fir first words that didn't come out of someone's mouth, just because, like, I'm, like, you're not, like, if a Muslim is not going out of their way to condemn every single attack that is happening, they must have somehow deeply inside agree with it. That's like a very unfair accusation. Don't you think? Don't you feel like that's an unfair accusation? No, I did. I mean, I, I took on board what she said, so I don't want to. Um, I mean, she, she got quite angry with me, and she 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 put me backstage. But that's that's fine. I've got no, um, you know, animal. I know. I, I just I just think that's an unfair accusation. Like I'm pretty sure. Like I actually wait. I might have already. I'm pretty sure there are like atheists that have committed like extreme amount of violence that I haven't, like That's that we I cover, thought. that I, I haven't thought, condemned. Yeah, I thought. Well, hang on. When when every atheist commits something, or every crime that's committed and it doesn't happen to be a Muslim, then where are the voices from the atheists? Then wait, 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 wait. I haven't. Oh, maybe we did because we covered it in the news. Okay, but if we didn't cover it in the news, okay, there was an Iranian recently in Norway that committed um, a, a, a crime during uh, 
Pripyat, right? Iranian Islamist guy, right? Yeah. You remember? Yeah, that was the news, okay? So he killed people in the Pride, okay? But honestly, if we didn't cover it in the news, I wouldn't have condemned it, okay? As an Iran, like he's a, he was Iranian, I'm Iranian. Am I supposed to come and condemn it or to just, would I, you know, like I don't understand. No, that's fine. Do you do? Also, and I like your take on this. The, the guy in Norway, and it was a... Um, who is this uh, ex-Muslim that you're talking about, by the way, Vikram? Like, is this like on a show or something? Like, or like, if it's private, don't tell us. But it was it like, who was it? Like, was this on something public that you could tell us? Um, yeah, but I, I don't. I don't necessarily want to um, out out, her, uh, out in any way because she's okay, don't she, she's uh, an associate of. I don't want to do what um, Ibn did um, and start mouthing off about someone. I, uh, I, Harris knows her also, and I, I said to him that I said we had a bit of an argument, and you know, how do you think I? Um, you know, with my behavior out of order or whatever it was, but I'm, I'm going to speak to him also about it just to generally get feedback. I don't hold any resentment, it's just an interesting thing because obviously on Twitter, I'm quite active with making sure that I was retweeting any Muslim voices that are condemning these sort of actions. I know, we, you know, for me, I, I still believe that we should raise up our voices. And people should be aware that we, we, we don't. There's no should. I think there's, it's better. There's, yeah, it's better. I don't yes, think that would be it's better. If you're, yeah, yeah. There's no should. Here's, here's what I think, okay? I think there's so much evil in the world, okay, that there's enough for us to pick and choose, okay? We cannot fight all the evil, okay? There's more evil. There's enough evil for all of us to go around, okay? So if you're, like, silent about some of them, nobody can come and tell you. If you're picking up enough fights against different evils in the, li- in, in the world, Nobody can come and like, hey, why didn't you pick up a fight against this evil or that evil? Like, hey, my hands are full. Like, what do you want me to do? I, I can't fight them all. I'm picking and choosing the ones that I, I'm passionate about or the ones that I have experience with or the ones that, you know, keeps me up at night, you know? And you could, you're the one who should choose. Like, other people can't choose for you. Like, I choose for you to fight this evil because you're associated with their brand. I'm like, no, screw you. I picked the fight that I want to fight, Okay. I mean, if somebody asks me, do you condemn them? I'm like, yeah, I do. Okay. But I'm not going to, by default, just tell you just that I condemn them just because you're associating me with them. Like, because that comes across as if, like, if I didn't condemn them, then I must agree with them. I don't accept that charge. I don't accept that claim. You yeah. Two point also. No, that's good. I mean, I, I, I and, and again, to give them the chat, I don't, don't want to mention it because it's not a thing that I got offended by. It's just a good. D- different arguments and in in some ways and, and and having different thoughts about these situations. Um, also, by the way, also um, mm-hmm. one thing with one thing I want to clarify: a lot of ex-Muslims or anti-religion activists keep saying like, "Oh, um, it doesn't matter that you're offended." Like I know you keep, because you keep saying, "I'm not offended," okay? As if being offended is a bad thing, okay? There's nothing wrong with being offended, okay? And sometimes the right thing is to get offended. Okay, I think that a lot of anti-religious activists or ex-Muslims have got this wrong. The point is that your offense should not dictate my censorship. That's the point that they should be making. Like, in fact, it's better to come, like, if you're offended by something, it's better to communicate to me because how could I, if I want to be moral, okay, when I, when I want to say the things and do the things that I want to say, I want to make sure that I am only saying it and doing it to the people who are allowing me to, because I don't want to force 
my content upon anybody. The best way to do that is for people to communicate what they're offended by. As long as that communication of what they're offended by does not come up with a demand. It's like a request. Okay. If it's a request, like, hey, this offends me. Like, okay, I wouldn't do it in front in front of you. Thank you for telling me. I don't want to, without any reason, to hurt your feelings. Okay. But unfortunately, when it comes with a demand or with a show of strength and force and intimidation, especially, or laws, then I'm like, I now have to offend you because there's a bigger there's a bigger game that we're playing here, okay? If you say like, hey, this cartoon offends me, like, okay, thank you for telling me, I want to show you, okay? If you say, hey, this cartoon offends me, if you publish it, I'm coming for you. I'm like, okay, game on. I'm going to make a thousand, <laughs> I'm going to make a thousand more of it, right? Because now our freedom of expression is being challenged, right? So I have to make sure that the freedom of expression is not being challenged here because I have to defend it. So just request me and I will respect what, and I will try to not offend, like offend you when I can. But when you come at me with laws or intimidation, we have to make sure that these methods, intimidation or laws don't work. So everything that you are intimidated or like offended by, and you want to use force as a way to silence us, we have to make sure that we say it, amplify our voices in that respect. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, no, it really does. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for the conversation actually. Because I, oh. I get to get your take on these things also. And there may be some pre, you know, even with, you know, fellow Muslims that they may have pre, you know, uh, thoughts on um, prerequisites on, on your actual thoughts on something um, and why you do something and, and, and where it comes from. But I've actually found you to be quite moralistic in, you know, being open to someone saying that, yeah, this does offend me. But, and you're actually validating that, okay, fine, well, I'll make sure that. You know, I'm not, you know, stuffing it in your face, essentially. You know, I'm, I'll, I'll be, you know, we'll find a way that you do not get access to it or see it. I think that's a very fair position. Um, okay. Which I'm, I'm quite uh, intrigued that I've, I've learned from, from this conversation. So it's always good. Oh, my friend, okay. well, it's been a good, good uh, session. I feel like I've received some therapy. In the middle of this, and <laughs> learnt some new things. I yeah, uh, I like need... talking to you, so thank you for coming. All right, buddy. Have a good week, yeah. and uh, speak soon. Thank you, everyone in the chat, and uh, take care. All right, bye. Bye. Guys, I'm gonna end the stream now, but please share this video. Tell people to come and watch these discussions and like the video, and yeah, do all the things so that this channel, this is, we want to make this channel grow somewhat. Okay, so. Support us. I think we're having some really good conversations here. Yeah, people are saying great conversations. Well, thank you. Um, yeah, so help us get more people here. Um, and yes, uh, I think also this guy is really sweet. Yes, he is. Yeah, I like talking to him. Um, and also, yeah, the Hindutva, our Hindutva fans are pretty good here too. Like we have, a, we're making, we're making good friends both among Hindutva. And among Muslims here, so I think it's a it's a good way to show people that you know even with our disagreements we could have really good conversations. So yeah, all right, um, I'm gonna head out. Bye.